Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the lion's den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp MX Show. Presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you Monday night, August 24th. Oh, my God, the season's over. Sweet Jesus, the season is over. Lucas Oil, AMA Pro Motocross Series, wrapping up with Indiana Ironman National. Jeremy Martin's going to be on the show. He won the title. He's coming on. Grant Langston, the voice of American Motocross, is coming on the show. David Pingree is coming on the show. Fantastic to have Ping on. Raul Venegas from Soaring Eagle Casino. Going to be on telling us about the Edge of Summer race. He will be on. He's the marketing director over there at the Soaring uh, Eagle. And we're looking forward to having him on. Also on the night, third in the Legends and Heroes race in Ironman, but number one in everyone's hearts, the 2000. And three, Bud's Creek, first moto, 450 moto winner. 1999 Summer Cross champion. 1995 Hangtown, 125 national winner. The great Tim Ferry will be on. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. If you got a question, you're going to buy something on Amazon, go to pulpamex.com. Click on the Amazon banner. That takes you to Amazon, and then you buy something, and then we get a chunk of it, and I can afford to keep paying Devin Gibbs his crazy salary. Uh, thanks to everybody, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Racetech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, Black Ops Moto, NitroCircus.com, and Soaring Eagle, Edge of Summer Motocross Race, all bringing you the show tonight. Thankfully, uh, we got lots to do, lots of great guests coming on. The BTOsports.com, Gabba Gibbs segment, the Race Tech emails, NFAB question of the day, and the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment. That's right, lots going on. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. With me in studio from Dirt Rider Magazine, Kiefer Inc., DirtRider.com, the one and only Chris Kiefer. Hey, Mathis. What up? What's up? <laughs> pumped to be here. Thanks for uh, busting out that correctly this time. Kiefer Inc. testing. That's yeah, good. Yeah, no, fantastic. Good to have you in. Always fun to have Chris Kiefer in. Uh, great uh, great guy, DirtRider.com, DirtRider Magazine, and, of course, uh, riding his balls off for Kiefer Inc. So, hot balls. Uh, hot balls right now. It's, uh, it is, and it's been Love that way. this guy right here. Um, Producing the show, taking your calls, handling everything behind the scenes. He's back, the producer, the Devin Gibbs. I'm back. I left. What's up, bro? I'm, you know, killing it. What am I back from? Back this week. Oh, okay. Yep. So are we. Uh, fantastic, Gibbs. Uh, 702 We're going to give away a set of fly gear, Gibbs. Uh, right. Fly. Uh, You're giving it to me? Fly racing light hydrogen race gear. Oh, no, I don't want that. And uh, hot cams, too. We're giving away a set of hot cams or one. 
if you have a Honda, email contest at pulpamexshow.com for, uh, for more on that. And uh, we've got a big show ahead of us. Lots of lots to talk about, Kiefer. Mm. Uh, Pingree's coming on. Really? You and him. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You and him uh, can talk about the new models and all that, all that's going yeah, on. Yeah, tons are out right now, so lots yeah. to talk about. Uh, who's that? Steve, you there? Mike. Mike, you there? Oh, hey, how's it going? Good. What's up? You got a question right off the hop. Let's go. I mean, I mean, since you were the pretty much the top mechanic of the sport. Thank ever. you. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I agree. I want to know what would go through your head if you were uh, Moose Gans mechanic. You know, what, what would be your first thing to look at? Uh, well, I didn't really know what happened because I wasn't there telling, listen to Marvin. But I think from what I hear was a fuel pump issue, um, which makes sense because they rode it. The bike did start and fire up, and they rode it for a bit back, and then it kind of died again. So it was sort of intermittent fuel issue. Right. Okay. And uh, I also want to say, you know, you you are you are Pulp MX. You know, everybody talks about the co-host. You just don't get enough credit. Thank you. you know? Yeah, I do. No. But so well, even my girlfriend hears your voice. It just makes her want to flick her beam sometimes. Ah, oh, like, it's good to hear. No, it's fantastic. Guys like Kiefer and and these Entenap and and. And Blair and Holly, they can they can fuck off. I, I'm the one who invited these people in. I agree. I don't know. Keeper's pretty good though. He's pretty good. I'm all right, huh, Mike? He he's okay. That's that's okay. He's he's all right. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. No, thanks, man. Right. Thanks. You guys have a great show. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Chris, what's up, man? What's going on? Chris, you there? Hello. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hey. Uh, so remember last year how uh, pretty much. Beginning outdoor season, everyone knew Broxton was going to RCH. Uh, I was just curious, would the whole Tomac go into Cowie thing, if it was the same kind of deal, if anything's set in stone? Or? Yeah, I'd stamp it. Tomac will go to Cowie. It just won't be, it won't be announced. Won't, press releases won't be out probably till the end of uh, October. October, September, yeah, yeah, probably end of October. So, yeah, he's definitely going there. All right, cool. Thank you. All right, no problem. Um, Indiana Pro Motocross. So, we had a great title chase going in. Martin, two points up on Marvin. Yeah. It was looking to be good. MX Sports moved the 250 motocross class to be the last moto of the day and everything to build the drama. And two laps in, those goddamn KTM bro- broke. How how does a fuel pump go out the last round? Like, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if fuel pump for sure. Like, I'm, I'm stamping fuel pump, but... Wow, yeah. It, I think so, from what I hear. But um, When I watched that, I was so disheartened. I was... I, for me, I wanted Muskwin to win, Muskan mm-hmm. to win, Muskan to win, but uh, it just sucks that you know it had to go down that way, you know. And props to him for keeping his shit together. Yeah, you know he walked out. You can tell he was pissed, but you know, a lot of other guys I think would have uh, went ape shit a little bit more than he did. He kept his cool pretty good until he got into the trailer. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. And then he, I interviewed him after the race, and he was you know a classy, always nice. Yeah, yeah good job. But hey, look like. Martin uh, gets uh, fourth in the first moto, right? Right. And kind of doesn't clinch it, but, you know, if Marvin wins, he needed to get a whatever, 14th or something, uh, 16th or something. Yeah. Second moto, he falls. You know, what if he falls and breaks the clutch perch or, you know, breaks the throttle housing like our friend JT, who we'll get to in a second. Um, You know, like it wasn't over, but, you know, it was still some drama. Uh, Marvin needed to win, and he got third. Or second? No, no third. he got third. Third, yeah. Yep. So, you know, there was some drama in that last moto with Martin falling a little bit, and you're like, eh, what else could go wrong? And yeah, we'll, but and we'll talk to Jeremy a little bit about that. As fast as he is, him to him to get a top 20 is like, 
he could do it. Seriously, be no. One. But I'm just thinking bike problem. Yeah, but yeah. I think he, he 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 could cruise in, and his bike would be good. Okay. You know, throttle housing brakes. Yeah, how are you cruising? No, in? I know. Yeah, it could have, would have, should have. Uh, I'm just saying. Um, when we talked a little bit about like Plessinger and Webb maybe letting Martin buy in that first moto to clinch it, to absolutely clinch it, uh, but Nelson kind of screwed it up anyways because Jesse Nelson straight up caught and passed him, but. It was exciting. I wonder. I'd be curious to see if uh, when I'll ask him when he's on. I'm curious if he, if he knew Musquin was out. I wonder if yeah, he got that. Yeah, that's that's also on my on my questions to ask him too. Uh, Aaron Plessinger, kill. Ah, oh, what a ride, dude. Kid, kid killed it. It's funny that you, everyone's talking trash by GNCCs and all that stuff, but man, he's a big guy. Like, mm. I don't know how much he weighs, but he yeah. he seems to like when he's over jumps, he soaks up stuff really well, and he yeah. seems like. Like I read in some interview, he had really good lines all day. Yeah, I think uh, I, th- I do think the GNCC stuff helps when it comes to those ruddy, nasty tracks. Every rider I talked to said the track was gnarly and ruddy. And, you know, even Trey Kennard was saying, like, he felt it was a little unsafe and maybe they threw too much water on it. Because really? you know, water develops, braking bumps develops, ruts. Yeah. And he felt like it was real treacherous. I mean, you saw two, three-second swings in lap times, you know what I mean? So, um, Plessinger, Singer, by the way, Plessinger. Singer. Really? Yeah, that's how you say it, Plus Singer. Not Plessinger? I'm going to have to treat, uh, retrain myself. Huh. Yeah, Plus Singer. Plus Singer. Um, so, yeah, the track was pretty pretty tough, you know. And so, But that ruts and those bumps, that's GNCC stuff. Yeah. Picking and, it and, And also, know? too, you're not hanging it out. It's not that type of track where you're just wide open hanging it out. Yeah. So you got to be smooth. And Plus Singer is really good at that because yeah. he uses his legs a lot. So. No, it was good, man. Uh, so good job by him. Kenny Roxon winning the second moto. Nice way to go out on the year. On the heels of his dad's interview, wow! With uh, with Cross Magazine, yeah, that was a good. That was a good read. <laughs> what do you think of that? What do you make of that? It, well, I'm sure you guys talked about it a little bit, but and I've read it too. Somewhere in the middle is the truth, but everyone thinks, "Oh, his dad's full of shit." But you see it throughout the whole year. There's things been going on, and you know it's been talked about with his dad yeah. by Kenny. Yeah. Some of the shit that his oh. dad's saying. Yeah, deep in that interview. Yeah. I mean, the part about being three seconds faster on a stock bike, I, I, I'm thinking that's crazy dad talk. <sighs> right. I'm going to shove that aside. And how much is stock? And, and some of the personal attacks, I'll shove that aside because that's opinion. Right. Kenny's dad's opinion. But deep in there, there's – and, you know, he talks – I don't understand the Mark Johnson stuff. Uh, what about – Like he was just saying he's a problem. He shouldn't be there. And wow. and, and, I, I, and I know Mark a little bit. Yeah. And, he doesn't seem like that type of guy. Like, Yeah, the conflict, you mean? Yeah. Well, okay, one of the things that Kenny's dad says is we brought a suspension guy from Germany over right. to help us. Now, look, I've been on a lot of teams. Uh, yeah, that's not going to work. That's not going to fly. You bring in your dude from Germany who can have the magic setup. It's shims and oil, bro. Yeah. Shims oil, spring pressure, air pressure. You're only springs. as good as your test rider, uh, which is Kenny himself. There's no team in the pits that's going to let some guy – from Germany into the suspension. Right. So to be butthurt over that, I'm like, what's the problem? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No one's no one's gonna let that happen. So, like you said, there's some things in that interview that are, I think, are wrong and baseless and and ridiculous. And then, yeah. but there's plenty of things that are probably truth buried in there. You know? And I don't understand what the whole secret is about the air fork deal. Like even when you and Holly were talking to him after the race yeah. in Utah, it was like, well, I'm not going to talk about it. Well, well, we all seen the pictures and we know you're running a spring fork. So he, he was told by Suzuki that not to say anything because Suzuki sells a forfeit with air forks. Now that's ridiculous to think that uh, um, uh, a, a fan is going to go and be like, what? I'm not getting Ken Roxon's bike. Right. You know, but uh, whatever. I don't know. But yeah, he was told not to say anything about that. So, um, what do you feel 
real quick. What do you feel like if the manufacturers gave the public a choice when you sell a motorcycle? Let's say, hey, us uh, like behind the scenes before the 17s come out, test riders, okay, we get a setting for a spring fork and we get a setting for an air fork. And then we give the customer the option mm -hmm. before buying. And then therefore you, you can leave it up to the customer. You know what I think? I really don't care. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com cares though. They got spring forks. Well, now they got air, though. Yeah. The new ones, right? Who, KTM? Yeah. No, that's only in Europe. Oh, only, okay. Yeah. KTMPartsExpress.com. Search the internet. Uh, you can do whatever you want. You won't find a place that is as good as KTMPartsExpress.com. Pulpamex 15 saves you 15%. 35 years of experience. Full stocked warehouse waiting for uh, you to order genuine KTM parts or a full selection of KTM power parts. Powerware accessories. KTMPartsExpress.com. Check out sponsor deals on the PulpMXShow.com for all the codes and everything else. Um, you can uh, check it out and uh, save by listening to the show. Save by listening to the Pulp Show with uh, BTOSports.com, Fly Racing. Chris Kiefer in here. Uh, coming up with Jeremy Martin, then the two-time 250 MX champion. That should be great. Uh, looking forward to talking to him here in a little bit. Uh, but getting back to the race, rocks and road great. Yes, Dungey fell. And but still, that was a nice way to end the year because it's been tough for Kenny. It's been tough. So good, good job by him. It's good to get on it in high note. You know, makes yeah. him have some confidence. Yeah. And but I mean, getting back to the Mark Johnson thing, I know for sure Mark from talking to other people that have worked there and other riders. Mark's way too. They feel Mark is too reliant on data. He comes from well, he, he doesn't come from an IndyCar background. He started in Moto, but right. he went the IndyCar. Yeah. And, and he's that's data reliant. Yes. But Mark is. According to people that have been there and rode there and yeah. worked there, Mark is way too reliant on data for them. And um, and so, I've worked with engineers like that where yeah. they go off of data and dyno charts and this, and then you explain to them the feeling that you have on the track, yeah. and they look at you like you're a fucking yeah. alien. Right. And you're like, this is what I'm feeling. You're like, yeah. really? Yeah. So. Oh. No, exactly. So also, too, he hasn't been at the races. Right. He doesn't go to the races. His deal isn't to go to all of them. You know, so... To me, I know there's some people saying, where's Ricky? Where's Mark Johnson? I wrote that. I didn't get that out of thin air. There's some dysfunction there. Yeah. There's some dysfunction that that team has to address in the offseason. And one moto win in Indiana isn't going to fix everything. Right. You know? But um, if I'm Kenny, I am pissed at my dad. Like, that kind of shit does happen with a lot of teams. Parents are kind of nut jobs in our sport. Yeah. But they don't do public interviews. So if I'm Kenny, I'm like, Dad, thanks for nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and also, too, what, you know, Kenny's probably going to ride there next year. What if Pops wants to come over? I wouldn't let him in my tent if I'm RCH. Well, Pops kind of stirred it up before oh, with the Pops whole training. Is, no, Pops yeah. has been stirring it up. Yeah, but, yeah. but if I'm, if I'm Kerry Hart or Ricky Carmichael or, or Kyle Bentley, yeah. the manager. You got to clip it. I am not letting that down underneath my tent. Not after you said those terrible things about my team. Yep. So now you have Kenny and the dad. And the, oh, there's no good from that interview. Uh no good at all. Uh, Roost MX is good, though. 48-hour turnaround, roostmx.net. Uh, to save you 20%, use the code PULPNATION. They got a whole Pulp MX section on their website. Uh, big Boar shirts, uh, great radio bro shirts, and lots more. We thank the guys at Roost MX. Of course, they're big sponsors of the Cycle Trader Rock River team that Ben Bloss made his debut with this weekend. And I thought Benny did pretty good. Yeah, for, I didn't know nothing about him. but um, 934, and he's six foot four. So Good choice of number, he's huh? He's like the Cobra. Yeah. All right, Roost MX proud and pleased to bring you our first guest of the show. He is your new 2015 250 MX champion, same as last year, and uh, we are welcomed, uh, happy to have him on the show. Jeremy Martin, what's up, man? Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, thanks for coming on. 
Yeah, glad to be on, and uh, I'm excited. What if old John gave an interview like uh, Kenny's dad did? How mad <laughs> would you be? How upset would you be? Uh, I, I, I I don't think my dad would do that. Um, <laughs> I don't think so either. But if he, di- if he did, I'd just be like, yeah, I'm sure he'd throw me. He'd probably throw me under the bus and, <laughs> and make fun of me for my childhood childhood memories. Yeah, really, right? He wouldn't talk about the team. He'd make fun of you more than anything. Um, yeah. Congratulations, man. Uh, that's a, that's a, that was a great season. You, you and Marvin gave us excitement every race all year long. And went down to the wire, and you ended up being champion again. Uh, that had to be a great feeling, man. You had to be so pumped. Yeah, no, I was really excited. It, uh, like I said, the first one was really special, but um, since this one was so hard, and Marvin was such a strong competitor, um, you know, it was really it was it made this one even better. And it sucks that you know he had a mechanical failure in that first moto, mm-hmm. um, and I hate to win like that, but um, well, you know, it was uh, it was a tough season for sure. Yeah, you had your own mechanical at Glen Helen. You know, you got a, what'd you get, a seventh or a ninth? What'd you make out of that moto? When you six or something. Was it? Okay, well, anyways, you, you had some mechanical issues, too, uh, along the way. So these things happen. Did you did you see Marvin on the side of the track in the first moto? Well, I knew we were right next to each other on the on the opening lap, and I was like, well, this is going to be one heck of a race, you know? <laughs> and uh, he he made a few mistakes. And we were, I was right there with him, and my teammate Plessinger was right there. And then um, I saw he saw him off to the side of the track, and I thought he made a mistake. And I was like, "Perfect, mm-hmm. I can capitalize on this, and maybe I can get away from him." And then next thing you know, I I, I didn't even he wasn't even back there. So. So you were kind of looking around for him, like you kind of were like, like, "Hey, where's this dude was, at?" Yeah. Yeah, I was a little aware. I mean, he's so fast. I knew that. You know, I expected to see a, an orange front fender coming in on me because <laughs> I was getting down the wire, and I expected yeah. it to be some aggressive racing for sure. Right. Um, and how about that track? That was epic, man. Um, that was a great track, I thought. A real tough track, wasn't it? Yeah, I love the track. I wish uh, I wish they were all rough and gnarly like that, and I hope um, next year they're, they're like that every weekend. 702-586-7857. You got a question for the new same old boss, uh, 250 MX national champion, Jeremy Martin from the Star Racing Yamaloop team. He's brought to you by Roost MX. Uh, Pulp Nation saved you 20%. Yeah, you said that you kind of knew that he was, you know, fell off or he made a mistake. But did your mechanic give you any signal like, hey, he's out? Yeah, yeah. My mechanic um, signaled me and said 25 out. And then at that point, I was like, oof. Um, <laughs> right. You know, I just rode a smart race after that and just kind of. Just kind of settled in a little bit. And the second moto, when you fell, I mean, obviously you needed to get whatever sixteenth or seventeenth, but you fell in the second moto. You're like, oh wait, this, this is I gotta get up. Like it's it's not all. It wasn't you know it wasn't salted away at that point. Yeah, no, it. Um, I had a I had a decent start. I was in the top five and I was was looking looking good. And then me and a, a rider, our lines came together, mm-hmm. and I ended up going down and. I was so nervous. I think my my heart fell out of my chest, but my hand never left the clutch. Yeah, nice. So yeah. it stayed running, and I was able to get going again, and then pick guys off. So it was good. Hey, tell us a little bit about about Marvin and uh, what I, I mean. What I feel he's a great competitor, great guy, um, you know, and really fast, obviously, as we saw. But 
I guess if you're going to go down on the wire, it's nice to have a guy like that. I think there was some respect there between you two guys. And uh, just talk a little bit about racing him every weekend. Yeah, well, yeah, racing Marv every weekend. He was he was a tough he was a tough competitor. I knew he was a he was a good starter, and he's on a great team with the Red Bull Factory KTM team. You know, they got Roger DeCosta and Ian and and everyone, and and you know he had uh, he had Ryan, and and you know he just had a good crew. And I knew that um, you know every weekend that I had to be on my game to beat him. And you know he's a he's a technical rider. When you watch him ride, he's very mm-hmm. impressive. He he hops bumps and he finds good lines and he likes to flirt with those uh, those track markers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of does actually. It's actually not a bad point. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Jeremy Martin? Um, you just won and you go home. How? Can you explain to all of us? Because I know how much stress it is to come into the race, the last race of the year money championship all this you get off checkered flag after your podium speech you're walking back to your trailer how big of a relief is that off your chest and how do you feel when you're driving back to the hotel or on the way home what's it feel like well it it, like after the race it was weird because i if anything i was just i was so relaxed Uh and i was like the you know your the weight's off your shoulders it's done you know, and, and all the work you put in, um, you know, I, I was successful and I was able to defend my title. And um, Kevin Windham was in the rig and I, I was just sitting up there and I was actually, I was as weird as this sounds, I was clipping my nails because they were so long. <laughs> and he's like, dude, what are you doing right now? You should be out partying. I, at least smile or something. And I'm like, dude, honestly, I'm just happy. You know, I'm just re- I'm so relaxed right now. I haven't been like this in a couple of weeks, so yeah. I'm just enjoying the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Wyndham's like I'm clipping his nails. I'd be wasted right now. <laughs> uh, you brought Osho, Johnny O'Mara, onto your program this year. Uh, last year, of course, you you won without him. This year, you got Osho and and won again with him. Um, I asked Osho, I'm like, hey. Legends and Heroes, why aren't you out there? Yeah, right. He's like, dude, it's all about Jeremy today. It's just about Jeremy. That's why I'm here. I don't need to go out and, like, you know, I don't need to take any spotlight or anything. And that kind of captured Osho a little bit. Like, he's he's one of the baddest dudes ever. But he's, you know, just a, a great guy behind the scenes. A great guy to have in your corner. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I don't think I would have been able to win the championship this year if it wasn't for Johnny He. He helped me a lot mentally, and then physically. I mean, I just, I just went to another level with the guy, and you know, he's, 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 uh, he's getting, you know, a little bit older. But I tell you what, he can still hand it to me on any day on the mountain bike, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he'll make me suffer. He's even made me cry a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a hammerhead, man. There's nothing, no doubt about that. Um, motocross to nations, I guess. Uh, look, last year. You were uh, you put in some good times. You looked good, but on Saturday you crashed hard, broke your foot, and it was a struggle from there. I guess you're looking forward to actually showing those dudes like you know your real speed. Yeah, no, I was definitely pissed off about what happened last year. Um, you know, you don't want to go. Out, you don't want it your first time going over there and you get hurt. You never want it to go that way. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to going over and racing those guys. I know how fast they are and I know how strong they are. So. Um, it's just cool to race different people. The fans are unreal over there with the mm-hmm. chainsaws and 
the different, you know, just everyone's different. They're they're really drunk, <laughs> and uh, they're having a great time. Yeah, it should be it should be fun, and uh, it should be interesting to see. Of course, uh, Cooper Webb on the 450 and Barsha all Yamaha team. It's it's an, definitely an underdog team, but one that could really surprise. Like one that I think could really do great things, or it could go terribly. <laughs> Either one, <laughs> you know, with Cooper on a 450 for the first time and Barsha being uh, hot and cold. I'm looking forward to this. It could be it could be awesome. Yeah, no, I think it'll be a good it'll be a good good team. I mean, uh we're we're all three of us, we're hungry, we wanna do well and uh we're excited to be there. So I think I think we got a good chance. Are you in for MXGP? Uh no, I won't be in for MXGP. I uh I really wanted to race Hurlings and then unfortunately he got hurt. Um so yeah, yeah I'm I'm just gonna stay stay out of that one and just get ready for his nation. What about like so Dunge Dunge bowed out and I don't have a problem with that. It was six straight years, you know, and one of the things he said was, Man, it's just the races, you know, it's over a month away and you gotta, you know, stay sharp, be bicycling, you know, basically hammer down like you would, you know, all summer long and I don't blame him. He wants a break, but I guess talk about that a little bit. That's gonna be I mean, there's not much time to rest for a guy like you because you got this huge race coming up. Yeah, you know, like you know, I'm taking some time off right now. Um, you know, you just let the body recover and stuff like that. But to be honest, we never really stopped training. I mean, mm -hmm. you can lose your fitness pretty fast. So you really, you can't really stop. You know, it's, it's like an ongoing thing. It's like people going to work every day. You know, you got to keep the body in shape and keep it in tune to stay sharp and to, to hopefully get an advantage over, over everyone coming in the next season. Right. Oh, poor Al. Poor Al, the last four motos of the year. Didn't go yeah, well for, for him. Poor Sick. guy. Yeah. He was he was he was uh, visiting the toilet seat nonstop <laughs> for Utah. I know. And then uh, at Indiana, he was just struggling. And I think they put caution tape over the over the bathroom there in the cyclotrader <laughs> truck. Oh, so he was still sick the next week. But it was something different, yeah. I think, wasn't it, or was it the same thing? Like it was. I don't know. Well, he was he was. Throwing up nonstop oh, um, Friday night and all day Saturday at, at uh, Indiana. Yeah, Phil Phil brought him a pizza and he ate the pizza and then Phil said oh. the pizza was out right away. It, it went through him. Wow! Right away, I blame Phil. That's what I do. I blame Phil. <laughs> Phil Phil did something. Phil roofied him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Twenty sixteen. Uh, looking ahead, uh, is that going to be your last year on two fifty? Is most likely. Um. Yeah. 2016 will probably be my last year. Um, you know, I've been in the lights class for three years, mm -hmm. uh, and then next year will be my fourth year. So um, that's long enough, and it's time to, to go. You know, the premier class is the 450 class. That's where you eventually want to be. Right. That's the, you know, the, that's the cream of the crop, and that's where you should strive to be. So I'm um, looking forward to the 450s. I saw you down on the line for the Legends and Heroes thing. We were talking a little bit, and then obviously your buddies with RC, you, you know, you, you rode with him out there at his ranch or at his uh, property. You know, I was cheering for Tim Ferry, and it uh, looks like your guy won. Uh, but it was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really neat. It was funny because I was, I was checking out the bikes and stuff like that, and a few guys had, like, you know, some really trick parts on there and everything like that. And I was looking at uh, Stan's bike. He had a completely stock Honda. <laughs> No whole shot device. Yeah, and and they were just out there having a great time. So it was it was really neat to see. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And like Cooper jumping that uphill triple, 
second lap of practice. That's this guy's 50, 50. He's 50, 53 years old. Damn. <laughs> Cooper, <laughs> a little bit before yeah, your time, but. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. I, I don't even think I'd jump that if I was on a 450. <laughs> yeah, did you? I was going to say, did you try it at all? I guess Jordan Smith cleared it. Someone told me on Twitter that Smith cleared it in practice. Did you think about it? Um, I thought about it on press day, and then I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to save myself. That's that's a pretty hard landing, <laughs> and uh, I wasn't going to take the risk. <laughs> the track is epic, Kiefer. It looks great. You like, know, they had the KTM intro there, and yeah. it looked like shit. Compared it did? To, yeah, it was dusty and crappy. and I thought it rained. No. Oh, okay. Well, that was the week everyone had the dealers there. Oh, oh, for the KTM yeah. intro. Yeah. Man, the track was great. Hey, Jeremy, we don't take you as a guy that spends your money, and we know – you're pretty much straight up about that, but now that you won, is there something that you're going to get that you always wanted to get? So you had a little bit of a kicker now since you won. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about what I might do or something like that. I, you know, I might buy an RC car or um, I might buy a stand-up jet ski, but that's about it. I I like to try to stay uh, save my money and and uh, be smart. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get a Lambo. Don't buy Lambo this big in house. Or, yeah. Don't don't buy this big <laughs> house or anything like that. You know. Yeah. I gotta I gotta save I gotta save all that money up so I can buy Nova one day. <laughs> Dude, you will be running that place one day. You and Al will be running that place. Cut cutting yeah, the weeds. I'll be the I'll be the number one worker for my dad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the funniest story ever too was like the Alessi's. Uh, going there and then your dad making him cut weeds and everything else it's a good story oh yeah i I I remember that day we uh we used to they used to have to come and help weed whack before they could ride and you can tell they hadn't weed whack very much because you know in california there's not (laughs) much for grass and alex and i would have to go over what they weed whack they wouldn't get it low enough (laughs) you're like dude you're like look mike and jeff we realize you've never done anything outside of living in a van and racing motorcycles but this is called a weed whacker these are weeds <laughs> yeah but they, they did improve quite a bit so it was, right. it was cool to see and it was good uh dwight you have a story uh for jeremy about uh about john martin uh yeah yes i do i uh, first i want to say congratulations jeremy on your win the second one Thank you. i'm probably your oldest uh fan from minnesota but in 19, approximately in 1976, I had a young man back up a little uh, Chevy El Camino into my driveway, and I loaded up my race bike he bought from me into the back of his truck with a whole pile full of parts, filled the back of his truck plumb full. And he looked identical to your to Alex, your older brother. I mean, it was a spitting <laughs> image. <laughs> Happened to be your dad, and that was his first race bike when he started racing pro i believe he was he was running uh started out running enduros with it wow there you go wow yeah wow that's crazy it's uh, it's too bad your dad had all this stuff in a barn that burnt down a few years ago that sucks because that would have been awesome your dad had all that I know. stuff right i i'm yeah. so i'm so bummed out about it and then you know nowadays we'll see some we'll see some stuff pop up here or there and uh you know he's got the He's got that mustache, and he's in the all-white gear with the cowboy hat. <laughs> with the cowboy hat, yeah. yeah that's a yeah. classic ad. Uh, thanks, Dwight. Thank you for sure, calling. Sure, you're welcome. Thanks, man. Yeah, your dad. Uh, shortest guy out there, many-time Enduro champion, picking the tallest bike ever, a Can-Am. <laughs> like it's, it's super high. Dude, those Can-Ams were like eight feet tall. Really? Yeah, and your dad somehow made him work in the woods. I, that's probably more amazing than, than, than you winning the title. Should you ask honest. your dad if he needs anything like back in the day. I'll pull up some Dirt Rider archives. I bet we have a 
ton of shit of him in there. Oh, I bet you do. Yeah. Yeah. Kiefer, <laughs> Kiefer works a dirt rider. So, yeah, go do it. Pull yeah. up some John Martin stuff. Yeah, I will. Yeah, go do it. Hey, um, uh, Jeremy, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time. I know it was a little bit late notice. I thank you for getting back to me. Congratulations on your title. Uh, we will see you at the Motocross of Nations. I'll be over there. Um, and, uh, yeah, fantastic. Thanks again. Con- congrats. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on the show. And, and uh, have a good night. Enjoy right. it, buddy. See you, man. Yep, bye. Roost MX, bringing you Jeremy Martin, Pulp Nation, to save 20%. RoostMX.net, graphics, stickers, all that kind of stuff. The Roost MX guys have been in business forever. Roost. Making shirts. Making graphics. We all right? F you, dude. Yeah, we're good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Martin, man. So, like, look, he said it's his third year. It's yeah. really just his second year because he came in, you know, late in the season. Right. So he's two for two. How many... Riders have won three 125 national championships. Um, Lame. One, two, I think three. Clover, Barnett. But it's been a long time, right? RV, one, three. Because RC wasn't. He had two, year, two years and out, right? Correct? RC was 97, 98. Yeah, two years. Yeah. Uh, RV, where's three? Wasn't he? Google it. I will. Um, I'll look it up. Because usually everyone's yeah, two and out. Because usually everybody points out after the second one. That's usually not pointing out. They well, just I'm talking it. for yeah. Supercross. They usually yeah. do. Uh, and talking about Supercross, that's the question for Jeremy Martin. How's he going to up his Supercross game? He I won know. a main event last year, but then he didn't qualify. Down. How are you going to say it to him? Are you going to just be like, hey, dude, you suck at Supercross? No, I'd be like, how, what would you change? Anything different? Yeah. You know, I was okay. going to say like. He, I mean, but honestly, I don't think he changed anything because he's been so solid. I just think he needs to get better starts. I think that's what but, he's going to say. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. if you uh, if you look at all of his race races last year and you see all of them and the, the start, his average when I did it a long time ago and DB yeah. did this, his yeah. average start was eighth or higher in the main. Anywhere. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He always no, worked his way up. Yeah, the one thing about his starts this year or in outdoors were the one weakness that he had compared to Marvin. Right. For sure. What's up, Gibbs? Uh, yeah, he had one, he had three championships. Three, RV. Yeah, RV. Yeah, yeah, RV. Three champ, championships. Okay. So, um, yeah, should be uh, interesting. Got a call for you, Kiefer. Jay. Yeah. What's up, Jay? Hey, guys. Uh, first things first, Steve. Uh, thanks again for, uh, for all the content. Uh, love what you guys do. And uh, couldn't live without you and your show. Thank you. I appreciate you listening. Thank you. RC won three. Because 99, he rode 250 Supercross, but 125 Outdoors. Okay. So, all right. Awesome. Anyways, Jay, what's up? Hey, uh, question for, for Kiefer. Um, given the, uh, the the latest of the Rocks and Ordeal, um, you know, his dad, his issue was the bike, uh, Spring Fork, Air Fork, all that stuff. Uh, there's a lot of pictures and evidence documenting RCH using uh, telemetry, data acquisition, uh, latest technology um, on suspension and stuff like that. Do you have any experience uh, where you've been testing with uh, some data acquisition and you found uh, what you feel and what the data says are contradictory? Um, I have worked with some data acquisition um, recently. Um, some of the new the new style stuff that they're using, and also older style stuff, what they call 2D, and they used a lot of a lot of things like that. Um, That's what we use at Yamaha. Yeah, 2D stuff. Yeah, the 2D stuff. Um, but yeah, all the time that, and then I think that's where the test rider and the engineer need to have some common ground because the engineer is going to have to know, okay, this is only a tool for us to use for a rider's feeling, and if if all goes well and everyone communicates 
they'll understand that and they can get ahead. But sometimes when you get an engineer that uses those tools, like you're saying, and everything's close at hand, he thinks that's his baby, so to speak. And sometimes they don't believe the writer because you're like, well, this says this, but you're feeling this. And you're like, well, no, this is exactly what I'm feeling. They're like, really? And they look at you some kind of way and you're like, well, I know he thinks I'm full of shit, but to me, uh, uh, riding a dirt bike is all about feeling. And that's why I like, you know, guys that to go out and test and really know their shit, you know, and I think Tedesco is actually a really good test rider. And I think that's why they use them. Um, but then again, that only goes so far because Tedesco rides one way, Roxon rides one way. So it's, well, you're going to get, and there's a couple seconds of lab difference. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you're always going to get not, you're not going to get the same outcome no matter what you use. The rider is going to have a different feeling you know, 70. I think ideally you want to mesh the data and the rider, what they're saying together. And that comes with, you yeah. know, having yeah. the engineer and rider right. come together on an agreement. I know like at RCH, and again, I know from somebody who used to ride there, they wanted to change a sprocket. They were told, nope, the data shows you don't need to change a sprocket. Right. Nothing. The more. only thing that I really. You want to piss off a rider, tell them they can't make a change. The only thing that I really found um, that really actually is accurate from rider to engineer is TPS. Yeah. Like you can really pinpoint. See, that's funny because I found that not so much at Yamaha. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that a lot with the new telemetry stuff. Okay. Like my feeling was the same. He, right. He'd go back, look at the data, and write exactly what I was right. talking about. Huh, interesting. Thanks, uh, uh, thanks, Jay. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thank uh, you. Have a great show. Thanks. Vortex Racing, you, vortexracing.com, uh, official sprocket of the Yoshimura Suzuki guys with Stu and Baggett. Babbitt's Kawasaki uses the bars and sprockets. We've got a V3 motocross bar. And a uh, thousand different gear choices of Vortex Racing, owned and operated by guys just like you, racers. Email jake at vortexracing.com for a 40% discount off of Vortex. 40% is pretty good. So half off. Uh, Vortex, pleased and proud to bring you our next guest. Uh, he is a legend and a hero. I don't care what anybody says. Da, 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 da. The great Tim Ferry. What's up, Red? Not much, man. Just listening to y'all talk about data acquisition and all that stuff. Let's, let's touch on that with you. Yeah, he's good, too. Because you're <laughs> – what do you feel – Data was coming in, you know, it was still there when you were still racing. But did you find, now it's more, probably more than it's ever been, th there's a constant battle, do you think, between data, what data is showing, what rider is feeling, and how do you deal with that? Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely kind of changed, right? Towards the end with Cali, we were doing, you know, quite a bit of that stuff. Um, I was kind of a guinea pig for, for Stu, I guess, in Little Puddle, too. So, mm -hmm. um, but I, I think it was just more just to collect info and um, I, I kind of go with Chris. I think it's all on feel for the rider and, and uh, you're, you're collecting info and it's, you know, you come across something that helps my rider ask for something and, you know, you have something in your pocket you can give them. That, that's what I think was good. For, it's good for. Right. But reliant on the data too heavy is bad thing as is just listening to the rider, isn't it? Like there's a happy mix in there, right? I mean, yeah, I think so because, I mean, some riders are definitely a little out there, but, you know, I've always found that the riders kind of, you know, are, I mean, by the way, they know what they want. Maybe they're not expressing it or saying it in the right words to mm -hmm. maybe a, a guy that's technically smarter, you know, that's uh, an engineer. Um, but usually what the riders are, are saying and feel is, you know, across the board is pretty, it's pretty spot on. So, right. Uh, well, I know I, I go with rider. I go with rider feel every time. Right. Well, I know like um, there was a bit of a battle to get Roxon on the on the spring fork. They weren't pumped on that, 
you know, he's not even allowed to comment that he's gone to Spring Fork, which we all know, and that's a different story altogether. And I know the RCH guys had to go out there and really aggressively try, you know, to ask for a Spring Fork. Um, where do you stand, Red, on air versus spring and all that? Kiefer here, who's ridden a ton of bikes, he doesn't like the air forks. As as does, you know, Chad. Oh, Chad's on him right now, which I can't figure out. Chad's on what? Chad's on air fork on his Yamaha. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I don't. Chad has spent. KYB air? Yeah. Chad has spent uh, 100 hours talking shit on air forks, and now he's on him on a bike that comes to spring. He's on air. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> so, go you, figure. You sure he's not fucking with you? I, no. Oh. Jay, right? Ferry? He's on, he's on air forks? Dude, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Because <laughs> <laughs> he told me he was on air. Wow, he might be. I, I think he is. I think he is on air. Yeah. Okay, wow. thank you. Like he directly told me that. So, because um, I was asking him, how good is that spring fork? And he's like, I'm on air, and I just about <laughs> dropped my phone. I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Okay, so air forks versus spring fork. Where do you stand on that? Uh, you know, I mean, to be honest, I haven't rode any of the, of the really good air forks, and not to just throw all the manufacturers under the bus. But I think what what the riders are racing with and what is being sold to the public is different. But right. mm-hmm. um, for me, I, I like I like the spring, and it's more of a feel thing. But also, man, by the time I put gas in my – load my bike out, put gas in my bike, yeah. check my tire pressure, do my filter. Dude, the last thing I want to do is just be pumping this and looking at my phone, going – looking at the numbers. And, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's I, just I, too much. It's 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 too much uh, for me. It's just it's too complicated, and the spring fork looks really good. So yeah. I got I got I buddy I got buddies that don't check their sag, and now you're telling them to check air fork pressure, right? Yeah. Tire pressure. It, you know. Yeah. yeah. And Timmy's right. There's a, I've ridden some good air stuff. Yeah. And then the stuff that we get production wise on you know models right. on the dealer. Yeah. It's it's way different. Yeah. Well, the reason I asked Red is because, I mean, Timmy, you work with Trey, and we saw the transformation in Trey last summer when he dropped the air fork and went to a – I'm sorry, went to K, dropped, dropped Showa to go into KYB. And we saw that, and then, you know – no, wait, he went the other way. No, he went that you, way. You were right. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah but, I mean, he was, still, he was still air, so. Yeah. Um, it's just a different kind of air. You know, the only thing I do like about the air um, – is being somebody that likes the front end really stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually make them tall in the front, which most of the pro guys kind of like it tall. Right. Um, so that basically when you load it into the face of something really steep, it doesn't just dive on you. One good thing about the air is I think it works across the board for maybe a faster guy all the way to a slower guy. Right. Um, that is one, one benefit. I notice I'm always, in or out. I'm not sure which which one it is, but they say to pump it out, and I do it, and uh, it holds up on the front end. Like that that is kind of nice. That's something that that, that the clickers right. um, aren't enough on, on just a spring spring fork. And talk about data too. Like I've talked to some suspension guys, they love the air fork on a on a dyno. Like they yeah, the ramp. they basically jerk off to the perfect ramp and elevation that an air fork provides right. when you're not using a mechanical spring that uh, has a tension and has a bit of a hang-up. When you look at a, a dyno chart, they love the air. But on the track, it doesn't equate to that. But right. in the lab, they love the way that the air can do. And I, like Timmy's right. Like, it holds up really good. Like, if you're fast and you're aggressive, it, it works pretty good. But for a guy that's, you know, the 95% rider and – you're looking for more comfort. The the standard production air fork doesn't fit that. 
-hmm. The spring fork has more comfort, more front and bite feeling. And especially if, you, like he said, if you're a front end steering guy, you're going to want it to drop a little bit so it can bite. Right. These pro guys, they freaking haul ass so that they want their shit up, you know? Right. So. Uh, Vortex Racing, you Vortex Racing, bringing you 1999 Summercross champion Tim Ferry, <laughs> and third place legends, and third place legends. Let's talk about that, Red. How sore are you today? <laughs> What's that? The legends and heroes I, race. I'm I'm actually still a little bit sore. I'm better today, but <laughs> yesterday, I, man, I was hurting yesterday. <laughs> it was no uh, lie. Like I was like going, off, and it was four laps. It wasn't even four laps to be honest, because we never even got to the first turn area, so it was less than four laps. Right. Um, I rode, I rode, I rode hard in the, uh, in the practices as muscles was getting pumped up. So I was just trying to like, just push through it and get it out of the way of there in the practices. But maybe I wore myself out there a little bit. <laughs> um, way to track down Kate up too. I love that. I love that grit and the heart and the determination. Nice. Track down Kate up late, <laughs> late on the last lap. <laughs> I think maybe if they knew they were going to give trophies away, maybe he would have went a little faster and I wouldn't have got him. But I, it kind of reminded me of when he just let me, get that overall at, at uh, Washougal. Right. right. He just pulled over on the white flag. So. <laughs> That's a good point. Some things never change, I guess. Yeah, really. Hey, but for reals, like, I was, I don't know if I was telling you or Evie or I was, maybe I didn't tell either one of you, but like the, the Pulp Show, my Fly Racing Moto 60 show, phone calls, tweets, like people were ex genuinely excited about this event. Like, did that surprise you or did you feel that also and did it surprise you? You know, I, I I definitely felt it. I I was I was surprised, yeah, because man, I had people, and I'm not real big on the social media stuff, but I had people like, you know, messaging me and like it just kind of it did kind of take off. And then, you know, I had somebody tell me that they drove eight hours just to watch that race. And uh, then another guy that you know I don't have a lot of contact with, but he texted me today, said it was the best race of the day, and I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, right. So I I think the people in general, you know. They really liked it. It was something different, something new. Mm -hmm. um, let's face it, we've been watching the same guys go around the track over and over yeah. all, all summer. So um, I guess it was a, uh, a little bit fresh uh, fresh for the, for the crowd. Um, guy Cooper jumping the uphill triple, 53 years old. Stanton wearing his old gear. <laughs> it's pretty Some pretty neat sights out there. Yeah, I didn't even jump the triple. Really? Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to bring no, that up, I, but now you did. Yeah, you didn't. I don't. Hey, listen, I, I'm not that. I don't. I don't have that huge ego. Or I. I still think that I could go out there and do it. So. Right. Um. I. I was like, man, it's not really. It's not going to make that much of a difference. And man, if I crash and I think I'm going to feel like a biggest idiot. <laughs> so. Um. I'm like, if I if if I hit it every time, it wasn't going to be the difference from me getting first or third or whatever I was getting. Right. So. Right. The track was so rough and so ruddy. Yeah. Uh, it was just, I was just like, <laughs> going, man, I, don't, I didn't really sign up for this, I don't think. How cool was um, it? How cool, too, was the Kawasaki guys and the effort they put in for you? That's awesome. They got you, you and Fro Bikes, and, like, they did them up. They, Is there factory stuff on it? No, but a factory exhaust system, and, you know, I don't, stock suspension, yeah. right? right? Yeah, my, mine was totally stock. They put a pipe on it, and Theo mapped it, and then raised gas. Um, everything else was stock. I actually got some Emin grips on it. Oh, yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah, <laughs> I texted him during the week, and I think he he's like, oh, "Yeah, I'll bring them." But uh, yeah, Emin brought his own suspension and stuff, and his clamps, and he got he got a little more into it. And, yeah. Uh, 
But I, I didn't really know what to expect the first one, and I was like, man, I'm not going to go through a bunch of effort to bring my suspension. Right, and, right. You know, go that whole route. So, uh, yeah, but all in all, it, it was really cool, yeah. I mean, I you know, as it was coming closer, I was going, well, dude, if we're going to practice in the morning, the bike's going to be muddy. Somebody's going to have to wash it. <laughs> and like, I'm going, man, this is going to be a bigger effort, I think, on, <laughs> on Cowie's part to step up and do it. You know, yeah. luckily they only had Josh Grant, but um, I was there with just my wife, so. And I don't really wash bikes. I would have ran at 30, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't wash uh, bikes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was cool. It was cool of them to do it. You know, they got my bike had the graphics on it, and it has has his own little, you know, um, deal. little deal with his graphics and stuff. But right. um, yeah, it was really cool. And we they had a little, they had an autograph signing at that Legends and Heroes tent. I didn't have time to go over there and do it, but oh, um, come on, but, man, people were pumped on it. Uh, fly racing helmet too. Fly, yeah, back, that. back on the fly racing program, the first ever <laughs> fly racing paid athlete, Tim Ferry, and he was back with fly. Nice, not fully though. Yeah, it may as well have been alias gear. Yeah, I don't know what kind of gear it was, but flyracing.com. Great guys. Yeah, I was alias gear. But yeah, I, when I when I went to switch from Fox to, over to alias, and uh, I thought it was only fitting that I wear a fly helmet. They were always good to me, and great, great company, great guys, and. Uh, yeah, I wore the, I wore a helmet before they even had gear, so yeah. not, not a lot of people really know that. So, oh. how did it feel putting on that new style helmet versus back in the day? How much has it changed? <laughs> yeah, well, not really, actually, that much. Really, guess, but um, the, the first one, I, the first one they had was it basically it was, it was similar to an Rai. It was it was fine. You, I never knocked myself out in it. So yeah, there we go. Were you nervous on the line, like a little bit, or how was yeah, that? I was, I was, I was super nervous. I, you know, I. Got really quiet and and uh, and then I, you know because I just didn't know you know what to take of it and uh, like is it really going to be a race or is it going to be just for fun like who's going to get out front are they just going to like cruise around and you know right. um, and then I some people I was coming through the first turn I look ahead and Guy Cooper's the first one there I'm just in my mind I'm thinking like Guy Cooper. I, race, I looked up to Guy Cooper. I was a Honda rider when I was a kid, and he was a Honda rider, and right. he wore TX10. And I'm like, dude, Guy Cooper's in front of me. <laughs> and, uh, and then Stanton was in front of me, and I was like, I was kind of like more, like a little bit, like a starstruck in a way. And I'm like, right. are we going to battle, or what are we going to do here? Or <laughs> yeah, well, you you, you spend all the guys that I felt taken off, so I'm like, all right, I'm going. You spend all the decades. You spend Cooper, Stanton, yeah. Ricky. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Um, yeah, we got to get to the bottom of this. Like, there's some controversy with our buddy JT. Uh, was this a planned race? Or people were like, there were some people upset that Chad put out the plan, but no one knew the plan. Or what was going on with this plan of where you guys were going to just kind of monkey around for three laps and then you were going to drop the hammer? Like, I'm very confused about this plan. You know, I, I was confused about it too. And, and, uh, there was talk about that. And then I heard there was going to be like a match race. And then I heard all, I heard all kinds of stuff, but I mean, I'm going to tell you, uh, JT for one, he screwed me in a, on that start. Cause he stole his bike on that straightaway. I don't know how he did that. He did. He did. Um, <laughs> he about took out Kata. I about hurt him. Yep. And I had to slow down and go around him. But, uh, I raced hard from the, from the get go. So, there was no uh, monkeying around with me besides monkeying around with Stanton. I passed Stanton and he went on the fire road and passed me back and come back on my track and I took my front wheel out. <laughs> um, then I had to pass Stanton again. And here I am looking at AXO Stanton in front of me again. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, I rode hard okay. the whole time. I think I think Ricky rode hard for a little while, and then I think once he kind of realized he had a, kind of yeah. a lead. Yeah. Um, I think me and me and Rainer are probably the only ones that kind of rode kind of hard the whole time. Yeah, Robbie was going for it. Yeah, Robbie was going for it, and so yeah. we'll have JT on here a little bit. Poor JT didn't go really well. The hoop. Dubli's had a good start. He was the up there. Dubli had a good start. Case yeah. the shit yeah. that double. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I was right next. <laughs> I was right next to the hoop, and uh, yeah, he just he motored me uh, in the first turn. I think Vortex. The hoop just beat me with the first turn too. Geez. <laughs> Vortex race. It's weird because all the old guys got to the first turn first. It was weird. <laughs> mm, you're right. Go figure. Right. Um, Vortex racing. You bring in Tim Ferry, 1999 Supercross uh, Summercross champion, and. Uh, 1997, 125 East Coast Supercross champion. Great. It was great being down on the line with you, Timmy. I got goosebumps. I got to admit, it was great. Fantastic. <laughs> um, hey, uh, before we let you go here on the show, Trey Kennard, RJ Hampshire, a couple guys you're working with. First of all, RJ, what would you think of his season? Ended up top 10 overall. Uh, he led some laps near the end of the year. He threw away a podium. He got better and better as it went on, though. Yeah, he definitely, he, uh, you know, one thing about RJ is, is he, uh, and then the guy gives it his all when he's on the track. And, you know, to, sometimes that's that's a good thing and a bad thing. But, you know, effort-wise, man, I couldn't couldn't be any happier with him. Yeah, he threw that one-third away. And, you know, but at the same time, man, he, he was leading laps in his mm-hmm. rookie season. And, um, and, th- and those, you know, I see uh, Marvin, um, Webb, and uh, um, Martin. Champion, Mar- uh, Martin. Yep. Those guys, they were just they were on another level this year. And uh you know Sabachi won a race and stuff, but you know, so to lead laps on those guys, I thought he did really good and um he's got a lot to learn and uh and he's uh he's eager and he's ready ready to win races. He always keeps telling me all the time, he's like uh which I love is that he, he's like, I wanna win I wanna win races and I wanna win championships. Like that's why what I like about him is he when he goes out front, he goes as hard as he can, as long as he can. And uh, you know, maybe he messes up and he falls and right. he gets a seventh and seventh third, but he's uh, he's he's all in. And uh, and Trey, yeah, well Trey, I think you know, just the end of the season was, you know, kind of you know, in a way, going through the motions, trying to you know jump in with a you know a group of guys that are going really fast, and uh, you know, I think in the I think in the back of the mind, his mind, you know, I think he's preparing for next season and right. you know, monster cup and all that kind of stuff. So, um, just being smart, getting some seat time and, and um, there's nothing like racing, you know, you can, you can practice all you want, but, uh, you gotta be on that gate. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like it. Right. Um, yeah. I was heard from my sources too. Like right before the race, you weren't even dressed in your gear. Emig was already down there and you were on a cooler sipping a can of Coke. That's what my sources told me. It's good. That was before practice actually. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> that was before practice on Friday. I was uh, trying to get some energy, man. I just flew in. I was up early. So, uh, a little sugar spike in you. Yeah, trying to make things happen. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, it was kind of hard to go back from because I was there. I mean, ultimately, I was there with Trey and and uh, Andre. That's why I didn't go to the sign autographs of that legend thing. And uh, so I was kind of uh, kind of jumping back and forth. So I was mm-hmm. kind of once it was all over, I was kind of glad to be done with it. So right. Um, how's Evan? Obviously, uh, uh, Loretta's this year went again with him. You're full mini dad. He's Kiefer. He is full Tony Alessi mini dad. But I've seen like Evan ride from when, when he kind of started. I've been following this Instagram. And yeah. Doing, and dude, 
the kid's ripping right now. He is. He's. It doesn't. It seems yeah. weird to me. Like, I, like okay, like he he goes to Loretta's and he does pretty well. But I watch these videos and I'm like, how is it possible to go any faster on a 65? Because it looks like he's pinned. He's scrubbing. He's. I saw this one. He scrubbed the crap out of this <laughs> right. jump. I'm like, holy right. but, man. But there must be like seven or eight kids that somehow go faster. I don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah, it, man. You know the, the the competition level is just super super tough, and uh, and there's kids that you know they're 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 all in, and I and I and you kind of everybody kind of makes fun of me, and I think that I'm a mini dad and stuff. But um, you know, we did our winter series and we did our areas and regionals, but that was all the nationals we did this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a he had a foot surgery um, twice in Florida's last year, one on each foot, so we've had some time off. So we didn't do like spring nationals and mammoth and right. you know there's there's a we didn't do Daytona there's a whole list of races and but those kids that you know line up you know with the fast kids all the time um, they got a little advantage on the kids that just uh, you know do the local thing and then mm-hmm. show up at Loretta's it's uh, it, it's tough and that track was really rough this year um, but you're right yeah you watch kids riding you're like man how do you get faster than that yeah there's always somebody somebody that's, you know, faster or has a better week or, you know, whatever. But, yeah, right. these kids are uh, – Dude. Man, not... they're, they're, no, they're no joke, you know. If, you, if you're in California, they're – you know, when the pros are out riding, they're out riding. Yeah. And they're on 65 and 85. So mm-hmm. um, that's the level that, you know, some of the kids are taking it to. And do, I kind of need to step my program up a little bit with them. Do you like this um, – I don't, I don't think this is good, but – you know these the teams and the manufacturers are going younger and younger and locking these kids up. You're a you're a seven time Loretta Lynn champion coming out. You had a privateer ride. And you didn't have anything when you came out at Loretta's. You were the one of the winningest riders ever, if not the. And like kind of like starting with Cincerillo and Stu and these guys. And okay, so they're locking them up. They used to lock them up when they're fifteen, sixteen, and now they're locking up eleven. 12 years old, 11, 10. I don't like it. It's not a good thing. I, I don't know how you stop it, though. I don't know how you control it, but these teams are a little out of hand, I feel. A little out of hand. Yeah, you know, I, in a team's defense, though, if they don't if they don't find some kid that they they like his image, they like his family, they think he's going to be good someday, if they don't, they don't get on him and, and really support him, um, you know, somebody else is going to. No, I know. So, I know. So we need uh, to, like, stop everybody somehow. I don't know how, but you're absolutely right. It's just a game of, like, oh, Geico locked up Canard and Barsha. Mumford's got a six-year thing. With Mumford's fact- got a deal. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, where does it end? It, it, the thing that's hard, that's hard is that, um, you know, coming from somebody that, you know, I'm inside the industry, but it's hard to really compete when, you know, like say Mumford, you know, has a Geico ride and, right. and you got, you know, just, a, you know, your average kid, you know, wherever else he's from, um, that's not with a team. I mean, think about the benefit of, you know, I, I saw what happened when, when RJ got the Geico ride, he went from, you know, riding really well and winning a few nationals. He got the Geico ride and then he just jumped up a whole nother level. So, right. um, take it, take a 12, take a 13, 14 year old kid like Mumford, um, and now groom them, and you know, it's hard to stop unless you are, say, star, and you got your guy, or Kawasaki, and you got I your know, guy. I know, I know. So, I just, uh, uh, but I, yeah. I, I will say, in the end, there's, there's always gonna be uh, kids you've never heard of that are gonna come up and beat everybody. Yeah, right. So, right. It's, it's, it's always been that from from day one. So, um, 
these kids are always obviously they're going to be good. They got good support if they stay healthy and they stay into it and motivated. And uh, right. but there's there's there's, a, there's kids I, I always tell people all the time. I said there's kids riding around right now somewhere in Montana or maybe not Montana, but Missouri or somewhere right, right. that we don't even know about that are going to be pro someday and they're going to be really good. Yeah, no, I guess so, you're right. How soon until like they go to like a rider's wife and be like, hey, we're locking up that embryo. You're, you know, you're super fast. Your wife is, is hot and athletic. We know your kid's going to be good. We're locking that embryo up. 12-year deal. Langston Dungey kid. There we go. Lock him up. Like, when does it end? So, um, uh, well. It's, it's, cra- it's, it's crazy, but, I mean, I, and at the same time, I, I mean, I hope one day my kid is one of those kids. And oh, I know. Somebody you know takes, what? takes him along and does it, so. You're one of the few pros that are actually, like, pumped about your kid's situation because a lot of guys in your you know, era and they really don't want their kids to ride. They're like, yeah, we don't really care, but it seems like you're generally excited for Evan's future and I don't want to really want to help him do it, which is kind of cool, you know? Yeah. I've, I've started kind of really easy with him, and, you know, it's always been his, everything's always his idea. And, uh, and I feel like as long as I keep it that way and, and he's asking me, dad, we got to go. We got to, we got to tilt the track today. We got to, mm-hmm. we got to water. We got to fix this jump, you know? Yeah. So, he's got a vision for it and, uh, you know, it's all on his own. So, um, and I think, I think in the end, I think I'm hoping that that'll be what takes him, you know, if he wants to go pro and beyond, um, the furthest besides just pushing him. I, I think I could push him, um, and I can make him faster right now, but I'd, I'd rather be faster later. Yeah, exactly. Right. Make uh, him want it. So, well, yeah. uh, it was an honor seeing you on the track again, Tim Fair. It's phenomenal. <laughs> Thanks. It was fun. It, it was fun. I'm, I'm glad people loved it, and uh, maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it again. Who knows? It felt a lot like my career with you. Get a bad start, work your way through the pack, get third, and RC wins. That felt like a lot of races you and I did. <laughs> Groundhog Day. <laughs> like it seemed yeah, like. Hey, some things never change. I think I told I saw him leave a column after the race. He's like, man, you got better. I'm like, yeah, some things never change. <laughs> yeah, really, so, right? <laughs> and Ricky wins. So, uh, no, it was awesome, man. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. I know you're a big listener of this show. I know you can't get enough <laughs> of, of the Pulp Show. <laughs> he asked me about, I don't know, six months ago at, the, at a Supercross. Still doing that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, still, I, I, still doing it. I, I see the tweets that it's going on, that it's going on, but I just – it's hard for me to sit down. I guess but after I've been at the race all weekend, I've talked to everybody. I kind of know what's going on. And right. sometimes yeah. I kind of don't want to, sometimes I don't want to know what's going on. So, yeah, no, I'm fine. Uh, with it. I, just, I thought it was funny. You're just like, Hey, you still doing that? Yeah. yeah still doing it, Timmy. <laughs> so, <laughs> still charging it. We're going to have JT on later <laughs> to also recap his legends race. So yeah. How, how would you, how do you go? I wouldn't call it a race. Stall your bike. It was terrible. It was a terrible he deal. Stole this bike in the middle of the straightaway, and I see him just pull his elbows in, like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get crazy!" Yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. Oh, um, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Yep. See you, no Timmy. Right. Have a good night. See you. See you guys. The great Timmy Ferry uh, on the line. Tuck his elbows. Go- and just wait for the collision. <laughs> Hey, the racing's not over, everybody. Uh, 702-586-PULP if you want to call in and talk a little more. But uh, I know Indiana ended. But this weekend, I predict uh, some more great racing. Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. uh, Edge of Summer Motocross. Mount Pleasant, Michigan this weekend. Huge pro purse. Like, these guys are paying, like, a massive amount. You know what? That does gets riders there. Yes. Uh, Brock Tickle's going to race. Michael Lessie's going to be there. Nick Way is going to be there. Jesse Wentland's going to be there. 
I heard RC may be racing. What? Yes. Yes, that's the rumor. God. I can't confirm that. There's an ATV pro race on Friday. There's a vet race on Saturday. Saturday night is the pro race and the vet pro race. Was vet pro money? Yeah, vet pro's money too. Dang, I mean, I should Dude, fly out there. I'm telling you, this thing Fuck is going to attract some good riders. Wow. Uh, to, to, to learn more about this, uh, coming up here on the Pulp and Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing, is the director of marketing and entertainment at Soaring Eagle Resort and Casino. Raul Venegas. Raul, what's up, man? How are you? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Thanks good. for having me on the show. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, the rumor is RC may line up. I don't know if you've heard that or not, but that this could be cool. I, I You know, I heard something like that, but, you know, no confirmation yet. So yeah. I, I'm hoping it comes true, man. To have that legend on the track, that would be awesome. Yeah. Now, this thing last year, first year, uh, debuted. Uh, the rain hit a little bit, which which wasn't great. But a good spectator turnout, over 700 entries already for the amateurs. Uh, you got to be pumped, man. This thing uh, is really taking off in only its second year. Oh, man, we are super excited over there at Sony Eagle Casino Resort. You know, everybody's so happy to be a part of this whole uh, this whole RCH and the whole motor, motocross, supercross scene. It's just, it's just awesome. And, I mean, yeah, this weekend is just uh, icing on the cake. You guys have been with the team for a couple of years now. Talk a little bit about some of the benefits you've seen from, I mean, look, we're, myself and Chris here, the co-host, we are in this sport week in and week out, and it's all our lives, and we eat, breathe, and drink it. From your guys, from the Soaring Eagle point of view, how's it been going with the RCH team? Of course, Kenny Rocks and Brock Tickle. Like, how's the benefit been for you being involved in our sport? And thank you for being involved in our sport, by the way. Oh, hey, it's it's our honor by by far. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a great partnership. I mean, what it's done for us, I mean, it puts us on the map. I mean, when you team up with the likes of Ricky Carmichael and Kerry Hart, I mean, you just can't help but not. You know, you're just going to be noticed, basically. And that's what we wanted. We wanted to break the borders of Michigan. We wanted to let everybody know that hey, we're out here in uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan, and and uh, you know, we mean we mean business for sure. You yeah. know, from a from a gaming and destination perspective. Yes. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 partnership has been phenomenal. It's uh yeah second in the second year and uh, this this Saturday uh, Vet Pro Pro Racing Saturday night Friday Saturday and Sunday all amateur racing too. So like I said, huge amount of entries ten thousand dollar ATV Pro purse. Dang. The uh, Pro per, the the motorcycle the bike part is fifty thousand dollars, and I heard it could be more. Really? Um, yeah. Do, you, like, do we know the, the the breakdown of all that? Yeah, I got the breakdown. Or Raul, do you have it in front of you? Or I have it here too. If you don't have it, uh, go ahead. If you have it right there in front of you, go yeah. Ahead. Uh, let me just look here real quick. It's on. Uh, more details about the person, things like that, are on uh, redbuttmx.com. And the breakdown, Kiefer, um, are you ready? Yeah. The first place is uh, uh, pro. Hold, hold on, sorry. All right, that's the amateur. Pro payback, uh, twelve grand. What? To win, yes. No way. It is as much to win this race at Soaring Eagle. What does last in the main get? Uh, I don't know what last gets. It goes back to 8000 bucks for eighth. Dude, that's a privateer's dream. That's what I'm saying. Like, like There's going to be some great riders there's showing There's no up. Lo big local races like that anymore, and it's such a cool like thing that you guys are doing to you know give back. And, and, and for us, you know, for privateers that ride all the time, that's like... That's huge. This is as much to win this race as it is to win a Supercross. Yes. That's, put, you, put, More. The, put that in a, yeah. an example. So, uh, and Brock Tickle's going to race. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brock's racing. We're so excited about that. You know, and, and that's what we meant to do. I mean, that, that's, you know, we wanted to offer the same purse as, as you know, the Supercross, essentially, yeah. just to attract all the great riders and let them know that we mean business. And we're so, so happy to be in this, uh, in this industry. 
I mean, from a from a tribal perspective, you know, the Saginaw Chippewa Indian Tribe, we have a lot of Native riders that uh, you know partake in, in ATV and motocross. I mean, uh, motor motorbike uh, sports and stuff like that. We mm-hmm. actually have a a Native rider that will be racing in the amateurs as well. So we're, and we're very excited because he took second last year. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so right, you yeah. Can, yeah, support him a little bit more, right? And 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 show people what you can do. Like it's right on the grounds. You uh you can stay there. It's got the casino it's a resort, it's got everything you need. It's Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Um and fans, uh, I guess I mean, you don't sell out. There's no seating. You just stand by the center of the track, right? So you can go there anytime right. and buy tickets and and you know, get some autographs. Hart's going to be there, Ricky's going to be there, Roxon's going to be there, Tickle's going to be there. There's a tattoo show going or tattoo uh, booth. Oh, we we managed to get Hart and Huntington out there. We got we got uh, three tattoo artists uh, who are coming over there, setting up a n- nice little temporary shop on the gaming floor, and it's going to be awesome, man. We're I mean we're super we're super excited about that. And on top of that, I, I heard that Friday and Saturday they're already booked up. Oh really? Oh nice. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and ZZ Top concert on Friday night, but I heard it's sold out. But ZZ Top, That's, really? That's <laughs> oh awesome. yeah, ZZ Top. They're going to be there with them. Some beards. Dude. The original beardies yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, so, right. people, I mean, so I don't know. Maybe you can score tickets somehow if you go there. But you want to talk about a nice uh, thing going on this weekend. That's awesome. Um, I, and I predict, Raul, because of this purse money, you're going to get some hell of a racer showing up. And that thing's going to be like like a main event in the Supercross. Like, it's going to be cool. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to everybody coming out there. Check it out. And uh, you bring your wife. You can. There's a spa there. You brought the kids. There's a game room on the in the casino. Yeah, not only that, but I mean, we have a, we have a water park as well, you know, uh, 30,000 square feet of water park, you know, Mm -hmm. 224 or 44 rooms over there, plus the 516 rooms we have at the resort itself. I mean, I'm telling you, it's a destination. It's, it's a, it's definitely a family gathering. Uh, You can have a great time out there. You have a golf course, we have camping. I mean, you name it, we have it. Is there, is there a general admission fee for, for spectators or? Yes, uh, there is a general admission fee. I believe it's uh, you have the. I'm driving from in Detroit right now, so I don't have the information in front of me. But I, is it 25? Yeah, I believe so. I'm just, I'm just I'm searching right now. Yep, 25 for the day, I believe. Yeah, um, there's a day pass, and then there's also a weekend pass, which I believe is only like ten dollars more. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, run by the Richies at Redbud. Yep, that's who's running the event. Oh, the so track Redbud, will be sweet. Red, yeah. yeah, track is going to be uh, sweet. Uh, Ricky's designed oh, yeah. it. Um, and uh, it's going to be a full-on, like kind of hybrid supercross motocross track right there on the ground. So I don't know. How, I don't know how you. I don't know how Raul, you convince the uh, the board or the owners to, to to rip up the dirt and, and have a full race. But that's a nice job by you guys. <laughs> uh, you know, they love it. I mean, they're all for it. They they love seeing the events take place out there. I mean, I'm telling you, motocross, ATV, that stuff is huge in a community. And, uh, you know, it's for Oak Flips doors uh, for the tribal community as well as the local community. I mean, we get a lot of people from uh, all around Michigan that are mm-hmm. definitely in the scene, and, and they come out, and they uh, they all benefit from it. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of California tracks here are, is on tribal land, too. And then you can tell, like, they're, a lot of they're into they're their into sport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's It's been a nice boost to, for, for, for our sport for having you guys in it. So that's awesome. Uh, Absolutely, and I mean, I gotta throw this out there too. And you know, I I know if if Carrie and Ricky hear this, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna feel a little uh you know a little love bug hitting them. But it's great working with those guys, Carrie Hart, Ricky Carmichael. I'm talking class acts. They are phenomenal. They are they are just great partners. They go over and above, and uh, you know, they sign out every autograph. They don't make anyone feel like you know they're pressuring them to sign autographs or mm-hmm. anything like that. Those guys are awesome. 
And two, Roxon's coming off a win in the moto, last moto of the year. So that's good. He, has, he hasn't had the summer that he wanted to or anything else, but he's coming in off a win. So that's always a good thing to have your guy happy, you know what I mean, <laughs> when he's there. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah, it is what it is. But you're talking about coming off his second year. I mean, yeah. I think he's doing awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Well, um, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate the. The, coming on and informing people a little bit about it. Mount Pleasant, Michigan, Soaring Eagle uh, Casino and Resort, Edge of Summer MX. Going to be some great riders there. Going to be some great racing. Um, 700 entries going on in the amateur amateur week all weekend. Vet Pro, Vets and Vet Pro on Saturday night. Uh, I wish I was going. I wish I was there. I'm going to be checking it out on yeah. Twitter. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Got to get you over there. Yeah, I know. Next year, right? I travel so much, man. It's like, oh, you know, but. Uh, I appreciate uh, everything you guys did for coming on the show, and I, I wish you nothing but success. This is an awesome event with a, with a payback like that. It shows me That's you guys great. are are caring about the sport and, uh, and and helping out privateers, helping out the team itself. I think that's a good job, man. Thank you. Thanks for everything. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, thanks, Raul. Drive safe, man. See yeah. ya. All, All right. right, thanks. Bye. Me good, man. Dude, that's look, killer look, money. I'm, I'm I don't gonna, care who you are. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hide behind it. They paid to come on the show and talk about it, and that's fine. That's why we had Fuck Raul on. That's why we've been talking about it. But legitimately, this thing's gonna be good. Yeah. It's going. They got rain. Some rain last year, um, which held things back a little bit. But the weather's supposed to be great. And I'm telling you, I don't know the whole list of dudes showing up. Tickle, Alessi, Way, Wentland. I know are going. There's gonna be other guys coming out when you yeah. have that kind of money. Yeah. Privateers gonna come out. There will be other course. dudes out there. So. I just kind of split on that, like. It's cool that Tickle's coming and he's a part of it. It's kind of like the other guys are like, well, well I ain't going because Tickle's going to be. He's going to smoke everyone, you know? Watson said he's going to ride a production bike. Like, ish. Production-ish. Yeah, exactly. Well, ish. I don't know. That's what Watson said. I'm, I mean, you know, I don't know. Here, it's stock motor and factory suspension, supercross suspension. Still going to be sick. Why you got to shit on the Soaring Eagle? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying. Why do you got to do that? I'm, at least I shit on it afterwards, right? Maybe you should shit on it <laughs> like yeah. the way you shit on everybody with your Instagram post today <laughs> about being married. <laughs> Oh, that was a good post, right? Super weird. We'll talk about that later. Oh, I got questions God. for you about that. Here we go. All right, we're going to take a commercial break here. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. First commercial break of the night. We'll be back with Jason Thomas, Grant Langston, David Pingree, hopefully. Maybe. Question mark. The Kiefers. Much more. Stick around, why don't you? Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. 
Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Don't miss the Edge of Summer MX event at Soaring Eagle Casino Resort August 28th, 29th, and 30th. It all goes down the weekend following the Indiana Pro National. Gates open at 6 a.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and racing classes include ATV amateur and pro classes Friday, pro and amateur motocross classes Saturday, and the amateur motocross continues into Sunday. Enter to compete on the Mark Barnett built track or just show up to enjoy the action. Come see the all-time winningest motocross racer Ricky Carmichael and freestyle legend and business partner Terry Hart. Day passes begin at $10 for adults. Children 5 and under are free, and weekend packages are available. Visit RedBudMX.com for more details. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Blighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Nitro Circus is stoked to announce its greatest ever all-new arena tour coming to 25 North American cities this fall. It's the most extensive run that Nitro Circus has ever undertaken. Hot on the heels of Josh Sheehan's groundbreaking world first triple backflip on a motorbike, Nitro Circus Live's latest creation takes things to a whole new level. Starring 17-time X Games gold medalist Travis Pastrana, the tour will feature unbelievable new tricks, record-breaking feats, insane stunts, and the craziest contraptions ever, plus a whole new repertoire of daredevil fun. In all, there will be more than 10 world's first each never seen in the USA. 
combined with a host of outrageous new contraptions launched from the jacked-up, bigger-than-ever Nitro Gigantoramp, this is truly a visual experience never seen before. Tickets are available now, and fans looking for the ultimate Nitro Circus experience will want to get their hands on the all-new Nitro Club VIP package. Just $99 each plus applicable service fees, these exclusive passes include the best seats in the house as well as a chance to get up close and personal with Travis Pastrana and the stars of Nitro Circus during an exclusive Q&A session. Nitro Circus! How's it going? My name's Chris Laredo. Patrick Marker. Scott Lewis. My name's Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes with Andy Wrench on the number 10. Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Marsh. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like better on Galfer. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within works connection is proud to be a sponsor of pulp mx because just like you they're passionate and dedicated to the sport 
For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. And go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. Almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Pulp MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black, Black Ops, Ops Moto. Hey, 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 hey! 
Now that I got out of your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels. You're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Hey guys, it's Brittany Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? 
I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for a new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. Official seat foam, RCH guys, Monster Energy Pro Circuit guys, Phantom lightweight seat foam, uh, carbon fiber bases, just seat foam for anything. They got it. Galfer brakes, JGR, Yamaha uses Galfer brakes, BTO Sports KTM uses Galfer brakes. Galfer brakes. Brake hard, brake faster. Chris Kiefer in studio from Dirt Rider. Hi. You like this song? You know what? I'm not hating on it. It's not bad. I like ballads. Yeah. Uh, the guy's voice, it takes a little bit to grow on you. Fuck you, bro. Okay. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> JT. Yo. Yeah. Jerk off. What happened? <laughs> you know what happened. I talked to you like 8,500 times. What happened? Oh, well, we got to relive this for me because I haven't heard nothing. We had Timmy Ferry on, and he said all he saw was you tuck your elbows in and get because you were getting ready to get. 
<laughs> tucked it in like a guy drafting someone. Uh, flyracing.com bringing you Jason Thomas on the show. Legend and hero race. I felt bad for you. What the hell happened? It, it was fun, though, right? No, I had a great time. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't. I really don't know what happened with the bike. I'm not sure. Like, mm-hmm. I'm assuming I must have screwed up because I don't know. Right. Like the bike fired back up, so I don't. I don't know really. I just know that I came over that little rise and the bike was off. You, you and Coop. You and Coop. Yeah. One and two going into the and first then, turn. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't get like I was. I knew it had shut off, so I was trying to bump start and it wouldn't bump start. And then I kind of got clipped by a couple people and it knocked me down. And then uh, somebody hit my throttle housing and broke it. So dang. that was all she wrote. Damn it, that sucked. That was not good. Yeah, uh, whatever. But, I mean, I, yeah. I, I couldn't beat those guys. Like, there's no way I was going to get on the podium, I don't think. Uh, would you so, have? whatever. I got cheated out a couple laps, but whatever. I had, you in, the, I had you in the DeHoop Stanton area. You agree? Dude. I think so. I think so, yeah. I think. Uh, what? Kiefer's looking at me weird. Five. Really? Because I, I have you higher than that, man. And that's, that's kind of messed up. You need to think high of yourself. No, because, like, I wasn't going to beat Wyndham. He got fourth. But he faded back. Yeah, but I don't know. Like they were they were going really fast at the beginning, so I, I think he would have been maybe too far ahead of me. I, that's just being being real. I don't I don't know how far actually he faded back, but I know he stayed ahead of those two. So I don't oh. know. Wow, it was uh, it's still fun, I guess. Track was man. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, but I had a great I, time. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I hope you do because I hope they have them more. I liked it. I think it was exciting. They will. They'll, they, I mean, it was a it was a success overall. I think. I think there's some kinks they need to work out here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they and I think they learned a lot about how to make it run smoother and organization and all that. But uh, should... I think they're onto something and they'll definitely keep doing it. How about this guy on the internet? We need to only have true legends on the gate who actually still have access to their own bike and factory parts. We don't need guys out there trying to run up front then having their shit bike cutting out and taking out half the field in turn one. Call me an idiot. We are going to call you an idiot, whoever this guy is. Jerk off. <laughs> what an asshole. Well, I mean, if you're going to bring me on the show and then ambush me with mean comments, then I don't, probably don't need to be on the show, but I'm, that's fine. I'm calling him an idiot. That guy's an idiot. I think you legit. I think you've been there long enough. You should be there. I don't know. That's my point of view. Uh, I don't, dude. Yeah, whatever. Um, I mean, you got to care a little bit. Hey, not really, because I was there. That guy wasn't there. He has no idea who was riding. Like I, I was. I can promise you, I was nowhere near the lower tier of speed on the track. Right. Exactly. I was, I was out there. I how, know. How were the mm-hmm. arms? How were the arms and everything? Like how were you? Were like everything was fine. Yeah, we were in fine. practice. You weren't bumped up or nothing. It was all right. No, yeah, yeah. No, it was. Uh, you know, the track was outdoor, so there's a little place to rest. And I don't know how the race would have gone. Like, if I tried right. to go really fast straight through, but how? Um, I, I mean, no problem so far. The uphill triple. How was it? What third gear? Pretty much wide open. Yeah, and I obviously like it was a big talk of the weekend, but I thought it was kind of easy once I did it because you just you didn't have to time it. That's the yeah. biggest thing is the timing is tough whenever you're trying to get on a bike you've never ridden on suspension you've never ridden and all these things like you know that, that bike has 52 millimeter forks on which i've never ridden before in my life so yeah we, we have a, all these things rigid go ahead yeah yeah there's all these things on the bike which are just make it feel so weird um it, not to mention a, a model you bike you've never even ridden before uh so it was it was tough in that aspect to feel right at home mm-hmm. uh, but that jump 
where you just you just hold it wide open was was yeah. pretty easy. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of body English needed or anything. It was a nice ramp. No, you just, yeah. it's just it's just basically just ball. Like if you're willing to turn the throttle, uh-huh. you just went. Timmy Timmy Ferry didn't jump it. He was on the line early. He didn't. He, he didn't. He did not. Yeah. Um, let's get to this guy. He's been on hold forever. Jeff, you there? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Thanks for uh, thanks for being on hold forever. Uh, do you want just because you've been on hold forever? Do you want to set a fly gear? Yeah, sure. All right, stay on hold again after the call, and we'll get Sweet. you some right. fly racing light hydrogen gear, flyracing.com. Check it out online. 2016 stuff. Now shipping to, to customers, JT, from what I hear. Now available are, yeah. to everybody. So, yep, started uh, on uh, Thursday. Jeff, what's your question, man? Yeah, say, um, so now that the Nationals are over and I have nothing else to watch while I'm all cooped up with a broken ankle here, I was wondering what your guys' take on uh, Red Bull straight rhythm. You guys think, you know, you can just stamp James Stewart since he's coming back, you know, has a little chip on his shoulder maybe? or uh, I don't know. Think maybe like Pike or, you know, some of these other guys or, um, you know, Barsha, you know, he's been seen clawing to the top right. lately. If he, maybe he could come back and maybe, you know, possibly take a win and maybe – um, you know, put that under his belt to, you know, come into Monster Cup or Supercross with a, mm. you know, a little vengeance. I don't think that straight rhythm is really like, you know, like it doesn't mean much, but um, they got to pare it down. I'm going to be watching. I'm not going. But they got to yeah. pare it down. They got to, no offense to some of those guys, they got to shorten that program up a little bit. But I mean, uh, Kiefer, I'll start with you. It's a, it's a great idea. The folks at Red Bull, of course, killing it. Um, Gonna be good. Gonna be, gonna be a good show. Yeah, I think it's exciting for, you know, us to watch. We have a little something else to watch as fans and, uh, but as far as James winning, I would say, yeah, he's the favorite um, because he's going to be hungry to win. But if Dungy's come in. Um, is Pastrana going on yeah, that? Who knows if Pastrana's going to go. There's a lot of good guys that are going to show up because it was, it was a success last year. Yeah. More guys will show up. So it's going to be harder for him to win this year. I, don't, does it, I mean, you guys talk about winning. Like, who cares? It's a nothing thing to win. It's, or, it doesn't or, matter. It's an event. You want yeah, to win it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I know. But like, why would, why would anybody but James be the favorite? I mean, James is still the favorite. Right. No doubt in my mind. What, what about Malcolm? You think, uh, I mean, last I'm not, I'm not going to have yeah, a discussion Malcolm's about good. this race and who's good and like, who cares? Yeah. I don't All care. Right. Wow. One thing, one thing for sure, Jeff, James Stewart will win the Monster Cup. He is coming out and he's going to win that Monster Cup. It is over. Like, I don't think anybody should even sign up. Millsaps is going to win. He'd be, he will be on the BTO Sports KTM team. All right. Um, what do you think of JT as a, the, the straight rhythm as a whole? Like, what do you, do you think it's cool? Is it, is it, is it boring? Is it, do you like it? I thought it was cool. I just was way too long last year. Yeah. Cool idea. Cool, you know, great execution. All that right. stuff just needs to be about half as long. Yeah. All right, Jeff, stay on, stay on hold. Uh, we're going to get you that fly racing light hydrogen gear, man. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. No problem. It. Dude, he's been on hold forever. We gotta That's get gnarly for Seriously. just that question. Guy's been on hold for for an hour. <laughs> he must be a James fan. <laughs> he wants to talk about straight rhythm and so bad. Oh, we got the monster. We he got probably a, works for Red Bull. We got the Motocross the Nations coming up. That's that's more exciting than straight rhythm to me. Yeah. Um, JT, we, Ricky made a comment after the race about that. It, what did the race? And Wyndham made a comment about the race not going to plan. Um, you got a little bit people angry at you. <laughs> What was the plan? What was going on? Do we know? Do we want to talk about it? Like, Timmy, we talked to Timmy about it. He said he was trying his absolute hardest the whole time, which I think everybody was. Yep. But then somehow, after the race, guys were talking about a plan. Yeah, you'd have to probably talk to them at this point. <laughs> you don't want to get hate mail anymore. No, I think I'm good. I think I'm good with that one. I don't. It's, 
So I, some writers were upset at you for, for letting some shit out or what? Well, okay, Chad put out a tweet about this plan, but, I mean, J, JT is just talking to his friend Chad and right. said, this is, I think this is what we're doing. I'm not sure. Right. And then some people were really mad at Chad's tweet, but that's not JT's fault. Yeah. That's him talking to his buddy. Just like I would talk to Kiefer and be like, yeah, man, I think they're going to do this. Right. Yeah, and the fans don't want to see that shit anyway. They, they would know right. It's right, dumb. Yeah. It's a dumb plan. Right. Drop the gate and race. Right. Let's do it. Because once they're not going to be able to pull it off. Those guys want to see their heroes pin it like they did back in the day. Obviously, it's not going to be the same, but they want them to see them ride hard. That's the whole point. You know, the hype for that one is it was almost as much as the 250 championship. Oh, so. it was. People were excited. Yeah. So it was. It was good. Um, but. JT's awful quiet. He doesn't want to get yelled at again. I think. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Uh, any plans to uh, get back on the bike, or was this it for you? Anything, is this it? Or was this nothing? Doesn't make you have oh, an itch. Until I do it again. Well, yeah, you do it again, obviously, but like you didn't get the itch to go to some race in Germany or anything. No, no, okay. definitely not. Yeah. What, what bike did you, did you ride? Brayton's bike. Uh, yeah, I rode his practice bike. He has two practice bikes, and basically there's like an A bike and a B bike. I rode right. his A bike, so it's basically exactly the same thing as he races on. Well, tell us about the bike. Was the bike good? I mean, obviously you said it was foreign and it was different, but I mean, how did it feel? Uh, it was really good. The biggest things uh, that you know stood out were the you know the forks were crazy rigid because they're so big. They're actually yeah. soft, like the valving was soft, but they just didn't give at all. So like. Trying to get the bike to turn and do some things like that, it was a little bit tough uh, because it didn't want to flex at all. You know, the steel frame flexed a little bit, but the, the forks didn't. Um, and I'm sure that's probably why he went with such big forks to offset the, the frame flex. But yeah. it was a little weird just to hop on it. Um, and then the transmission was super tall. Like, first gear went forever. <laughs> so huh. that was a little weird. Like, I mean, I could road, ride the whole track probably in first and second gear. Holy shit. Um, so it was a little tough, like, to get – the track was so slow and deep and ruddy that it was – first gear was a little tough, even in some of the turns, like, it was almost too tall. Um, so maybe it's, like, you know, and I was being really, really conservative on what I wanted to change. Like, I would – you know, if it would have been my bike and I was racing, yeah, like, really racing, I would have come in and changed all kinds of stuff. Like, I really <laughs> would have to yeah. make it work better for me. But that's not my bike, and I, I'm trying to be like, okay, come well, in and move the bars a little bit. And <laughs> come in and throw a tantrum. Things. Just throw a tantrum. God no, damn it. I, just, I was trying to create a, as yeah. little work as possible, you know, well, of course. just for fun. So. Did, was there one thing on there that you would have ran? Is there anything that's that you liked that you would have? Well, the engine, I mean, the engine is incredible. It has so so much, you know, like it's like a tractor in the deep stuff. Right. Uh, so that was pretty awesome, and it's just so easy to ride. Like, there's just power on tap at all times. Um, you know, um, 450, I think, for most people, 450 feels like that all the time. But when you really spend a lot of time on a 450, you can still find areas where you kind of have to work to get it going and do stuff. And that bike just would – that's why I got such a good start is the bike just pulled me away from those guys on the start straight. That's a good point. Uh, and, yeah, getting back to the fo forks, I mean, when I was at Yamaha, we ran 50 mil forks that's on aluminum that. frame stuff. And you'll see now everyone's back to 48s. Everyone's on either – a lot of guys are on smaller shock shafts too. I yep. think they've realized that aluminum chassis, bigger is not always better. And then, But then with KTM with the steel frame, they go bigger. You know, so I think it's just – but the aluminum frame chassis guys have reached their limit, I think, on what they like. Right. 
Yeah, I think so, everybody's kind of trying to split the difference. You yeah. Know, if you yep. have aluminum or steel, you're kind of going opposite directions to yep. find the what you want. Uh, Matt, you there? Yeah, so, I'm here. What's, what's up, Matt? I'm actually in the garage working on my. Oh, well, I'll alert the media. What's going on? Uh, what's your just question? Got back from Indiana. We got back to Johnson City. Oh, sweet, Johnson City, Tennessee. Yes. Man, I just wanted to comment on the race. Probably the coolest thing in my life. Which legends race? You liked it? Yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah. I thought it went well. well. I thought it went well too. Yeah. Just want to say thanks. Thanks for the show. The sponsors and the discount helps me go. I don't make a whole lot of money, so it really benefits mm-hmm. getting that. Nah, just huge thanks. No, yeah, you're thank you. The best thing you can do if you like the show, if you like JT and you like Kiefer, you like Heather, you like Gibbs. Best thing you can do is go to sponsor deals and support the guys that support us, because then they then they give me money to keep doing the show. You know, for sure. So yeah, sure. Th- thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right, thanks, Matt. You see, Matt. Matt said he was super pumped about the legend race. Yeah, I think a lot of people were. Right. I think most. I I had overwhelming, just positive feedback from everyone you know and obviously my part sucked but <laughs> no man i just thought it i thought it was the coolest thing ever you know I would, yeah. if you had told me how it was going to go going into it like it was going to be such a disappointment with the race i would have still done it in a heartbeat it was that much fun i was bummed for you i was legitimately bummed for you i was too i, I, yeah, I was I like was too, but whatever i was I mean, like I, it's probably because they're the days of me caring about how i'm going to do a race are gone i, I really don't care I was just bummed that I didn't get to ride the race. Like, I wanted to actually ride the lap and go ride somewhere. Yeah. The uh, fly gear was on point. Yeah, I felt like it was pretty decent. Cyan blue. I like the blue. Yep. Yep. Um, all right, let's do the X-Brand goggle tear-offs. Let's do it. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. X-Brand goggles are choice of champions everywhere, like Brock Tickle. Uh, Kyle Cunningham, Kyle Chisholm. Oh, by the way, Chisholm crashed pretty hard, so hope he's doing well. Um, uh, ben LeMay wears X brands. Jesse Whalen wears X brands. Freddie Norn wears X brands. Michael Lieb. Michael Lieb wears X brands. Gary Sutherland. Gary Sutherland wears X brands. Ricky Brabeck. Ricky Brabeck. I mean, Ricky Brabeck. People Come wears X brands. Use the code PulpMX2015. I tried to get JT in X brands. It was not happening. What did JT wear? Scott. Scott. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, BTO KTM team, bro. Ah, whatever. Uh, use the code PulpMX15 when you're checking out to save yourself money at xbrand.com, eksbrand.com. I announced my retirement from goggle building last week, and Rich Taylor mm. immediately got about half a dozen emails <laughs> wanting my job. So, um, I know I couldn't fucking do it because I can't. You fucking, tried. I can't put a lens in. It took you 10 minutes to put a lens in, bro. <laughs> um, all right, these questions submitted by Corey Moser. And uh, they are for Kiefer, myself, and JT. And uh, 15 seconds on the clock, JT. I'll have you know, 15 seconds. And uh, let's do this. X-Brand goggle tear-offs. Oh, wait. My bad. Bastard. Uh, Steve, what does Anderson need to do to improve his consistency? Consistency. I don't know. Starts? No. Be more consistent. But that's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's fast. Real but fast. he's he was up and down this year, but you can't teach speed, as Jason Thomas once told me. I was at Bud's this year doing the Husky thing, and yeah. all the team was there riding, doing motos, and fuck, he he started from back, like thirty seconds yeah. back from everyone, and just caught everybody and passed him. It was, mm. he was pa- caught and passed Marty Davalos. It's it's odd. Zach okay. and Porcy. All right, all right, Kiefer. 
Yeah. Which manufacturer spends the most money on R&D? As of right now, the people that do the most testing are KTM, Honda, and Yamaha. Hmm. Really thought you'd say Suzuki there. <laughs> I don't see them that much. <laughs> Actually, I, I get I do see Wheeler. Wheeler still tests a lot with Does Suzuki. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. I think Rich does some stuff maybe with him too. I don't know. Once nah, in a while. Rich is done. With Suzuki, done? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He hasn't done anything in a while. Really? Yeah. I thought he told me a little while ago they got they got him out for like one day or something. Maybe Wheeler needed some help. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, nothing official, but I mean, yeah, right. he did some stuff. Because him and Wheeler, Wheeler are buddies. All right. All right, JT, who was the biggest fantasy killer for you this season? Jordan Smith. Mine would be Dakota Alex, I think. <laughs> Dakota Alex, just every week, just effing me. By the way, too, I lost on the last one. I was leading the Racer X, the league, the whole year, and I lost on the last round. What's the prize <laughs> if you win? Just pride. Okay. Just Nothing. Pride. Nothing. I scored 260 points, JT, in 250s in Moto Dynasty. Oh. That's terrible. That is terrible. Oh, couldn't believe it. I lost I... by eight points. I lost by eight points. God damn it. I, I, I've never been in. I guess, I guess and by the way, I had Barsha for the whole shot, which I would have won except for the yeah, red flag. Yeah, I did too. Except for the I red flags. Too. Thanks, Kyle Chisholm. All right. X-Bank well, Kyle Chisholm. I'm not, I don't, I'm not on board with that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Concussed? It's Chiz. All right, Steve. Yep. What did you miss the most about not having JT at the races all summer? Um, the bro down time, you know, just the whatever, just the talking. He was he was at, he was at four races this year and uh, never saw him. Saw him at the Legends thing on his bike, uh, and that's about it. Because the fly racing guys keep him very busy when he's at the races. So we got some serious bro down time coming in uh, in Europe soon. Yeah, yeah, we're Disney Nations buddies, JT and I. So dirt riders going too. Oh yeah, yeah. who's going? Guy named Pete, Pete Peterson from our office. Mm. Okay. Kiefer. Yeah. Which rider were you most impressed with and most disappointed with this season? <sighs> most impressed, I would say, well, that's tough. <laughs> that's a tough question. I don't know. Most impressed, I maybe. I would, 15 seconds. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question. 15 seconds. I don't got an answer. You're done. Done. I'll take Barsha on that one. Yeah, well, I kind of figured he'd be good. Really? He had, he, he had a crappy Supercross season, and I figured he'd be really good outdoors. He's had a couple of crappy everything seasons Yeah. for a while. I did not see him doing that well. He hasn't done anything lately at all. Yeah, he. I mean, literally, his whole Honda year last year was just me, poop. I'll just say Savachi for me, most impressive, because I didn't think he'd be up there that much, and he did. He did really good. Most disappointing would have to be for me was Cincerello because he wasn't there. Roxon. Yeah. I mean, Roxon was handing it to Dunge last year. Yeah. I really so. wish Eli would have stuck around and not got hurt. That would have been really yeah. good. Well, if you're going to bag on AC, then you got to bag on Eli. They had the same kind of yeah. thing, right? Yeah, but AC, to me, had like more hype around him. Like, hey, he's going to do really good this year. Eli wasn't really – it's kind of quiet because he really didn't do much in Soupy either. Uh, All right, JT. Where do you There's think you serious shit going on with those guys? JT, where do you think you would have finished if you didn't have bike problems? Uh, five or six. I agree. The hoop, Thomas Stanton going at it for fifth. That's yep. what I predicted. I, that's that's what I think too. Just think about that. The hoop, Stanton, Thomas <laughs> going at it, right? 
God, I, I thought it would be more than that. I thought it'd be better, JT. No, I, I mean, so just, many memories of those battles. Yeah, who could forget the Stanton Thomas battles from the early nineties? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, all the time. All right, next question. All right, uh, Steve, who passed the eye test in the Legends race? Who still got it? I gotta say, I was impressed with Ricky. I really was. He's he's a few pounds over his riding weight, and I mean, it's only four laps, three and a half laps, or whatever. But he was hammering. Like, yeah, I thought he'd be worse. I think I mean, Wyndham was the fastest guy. You do? Yeah, but Ricky, he just, he wasn't in shape. I, I think Wyndham could have gone faster than anyone pro lap. Right. I, I, I mean, obviously, look, Ricky's the greatest motocrosser of all time, and he's a badass. But I just thought, like, the weight and Well, just, that's what I thought. You when, know? Looking how heavy he is, I thought his style would change. And yeah, watching his him ride, style really didn't change. No, yeah. no, yeah, he still... Dude, he was charging corners. I mean, look. His little whips. He looks like Ricky. For yeah. Sure. Yes, exactly. yes. And there was no way that he wanted to lose Ricky. Tim, when we had Timmy on the phone, he sounded like whatever. When we asked him about not jumping the jump, Timmy's yeah. like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't care. Right. Ricky's not like that. Right. And you could see it. So. All right. Kiefer, what was the last nice thing you bought Heather? Hmm. Uh, bought her some uh, jeans or some shorts today. There you go. Shorts? Shorts. You're calling shorts like nice thing? That's just like a piece no, of clothing. expensive shorts. Oh, JT could appreciate it, yeah. Oh. True, JT could true religion shorts. They're really good. Okay. Yeah, those are classy. Yeah. Right. Classic. Uh, final question. JT, Monster Energy Cup or Motocross of Donations? Which race is more important for team, team sponsors? Depends if you're – well, I don't, I don't know that that's – I don't know. That's a tough question because there's only a couple – teams that go to motocross nations uh if you're a monster sponsor team that's a very easy question to answer it would be monster cup i don't know team wise i don't think it matters for motocross nations so i'm going to say monster cup i don't think the teams care at all it's all about the country winning yeah i agree i don't think any of the uh any of the sponsors care all that much you know but the motocross nation as far as how you did or whatever so fuck it um is that it X-Brand Goggles, EKSBrand.com. The choice of champions everywhere. Use X-Brand Goggles. Top riders use X-Brands. Rich just sent me a box of them. He did? For shootouts, for oh, photos. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Check it out. Check yeah. you out. Yeah. Um, what about the Canadians this weekend? Impressive festivity. Impressive. What about Medaglia, second moto? I didn't see much of him, but what I'm just right. saying, the overall results, I didn't think Fasciati would have been that good. Oh, JT, I you... all of them are good. Cabin rode well. Right. Medaglia rode well. Colton was up there. I was a little bummed on how fast Colton kind of got shuffled back. Yeah. When he when he was up there in the first moto, but right. I mean he still rode really well. I mean, uh, I mean he's a world class rider. He really is. I'd like to see him down here and and putting it you know putting in the effort and all that, but it's just not going to happen. I mean he can make 100, 115 Canada a year yeah. and make nothing. He makes he makes more than that. I bet. You think? Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. He even said that in your your post race interviews that like he'd like to be down here more. Yeah, I, I think he says that, but I don't think he. Didn't you know, if it. he did, if he did, <laughs> load your bike up in your truck and come to SoCal and race Supercross. Right. Race six weeks in a row in Southern California area, and race Supercross and getting good results and get you know get maybe pick up a replacement like whatever. Like his actions don't match his words, and that's fine. I'm not bagging on him, but what happened to Jeremy? Uh, didn't qualify. He hurt his back. Okay. So and he was on a 450, which I thought was maybe a bad idea. Really? 
Well, he rides 250F all year. And then well, I don't think they're – maybe they're just thinking their 250F would have been as good as the other. Well, whatever. He rides yeah. it all year. Put him, Keep him in that class. Uh, Keist qualified, too. I'm surprised. Good job by Keist. Yeah. I didn't think he'd make the motos, JT. He hasn't had a great year up in Canada. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I think the track was good for him. It was super rough and mm-hmm. nasty. Uh, so right. I think that helped him. You know, the conditions were yep. kind of what he's good at. Do we want to touch on Roxon's dad's interview? I mean, I know we did on the Fly Remoto 60 show. We did the Racer X podcast. You know, do we want to still bring that up or are we moving on? Yeah, let's let it go. Yeah, I think okay. we're good. Okay. All right. I just wanted to touch on that and see how it goes and, and all that. Um, so we'll move on from that. Okay, so here's another thing. Before we let JT go, we're coming up with Grant Langston and David Pingree here on the show. Here's another thing. Uh, Tony Alessi, talking about parents, mm-hmm. is tagging Justin Bogle in Instagram, MCR stuff. Mm-hmm. I heard from someone close to Cowie that they're not going to a three-man team. Han's staying. Will Han's got staying there. So Bogle's out there. Is Bogle really going to do Moto Concepts? That's where my question is. Fuck. That's JT. JT would know more about that than me. I I had heard that recently, uh, just before Steve had mentioned something about it. But the only thing I can think is that if somehow Justin had worked out a deal, because that, that team's going to Honda's, if Justin had worked out something with Honda where Honda was going to help him, and Mike Genova was going to pay him decent money, and then Bo could go out and get his own gear money too. That might present some sort of attractive option. I, those are that's a lot of ifs right there. I don't well, know anything about that stuff happening. There isn't. I'm just saying that's a lot of ifs. When you do the math, JT, there's not a lot of rides left. 450 rides. No, not I yeah, agree. yeah, yeah. So is that what he's going to do? I don't think that's going to happen, but I could see how on paper with the money, and mm-hmm. if if there's a big if Honda was willing to, like, hey, we'll help you out. Just find a place to go. I, I, think I have no idea if they want to do that or not. Why but. is Tony tagging Bogle and all the MCR stuff? Stir. I don't know. I, if you start getting into why does Tony Alessi do things, you're, it's gonna, you're just going to go off into some, like, wonderland. <laughs> a rabbit hole that maybe I don't want to venture down yeah, into? Yeah, like blue pill or the red pill. Right, right. Um, He's a – God, I don't I mean, see that happening. He's just too good of a rider not to get on a factory team because he could win. But – Okay, win. easy on the he, he can win. win races. Like he can't win in 450 right now. Yes, mm. absolutely not. Really, outdoors, not. not supercross, maybe not. But to me, I could see him winning. Maybe he's up there. He not this year. Not no. this year. Those guys pushed him to tenth in a hurry in the second moto, and then the first moto he got what fifth or sixth. Yeah, but I mean, he was 30 seconds off the lead or more. Mm. I mean, okay. he was. Well, he's a great rider. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to put him down, but he's nowhere near Ryan Dungey's level right now. Yeah, not right now. Not first year out. I, no. This Moto Concepts thing, though, I mean, this is interesting. Right. I mean, we got Tony tagging. I'm going to, eh, okay, that's Tony, so you're not really. But I heard from Cowie he's out. Like, I got sources over there. Like, they're not putting a third guy. I know Will's going back. And I don't know any other rides. Yeah. I don't know. You BTO team, full up, three guys. David no, that's cool. there. They have more yep. than they planned on. What? I'm going to text Tony. Does he know you're on the show? No. Okay, yeah, text him. Yeah, yeah. Chris Keeper testing Tony Alessi live on the air. Okay. Can you see him going to somewhere like Crossland? Yeah. Yeah, sure. That guy has a lot of money, it seems like. Yeah, why not, right? I mean, not that he wants to spend his money, but I think, you know, he has the resources to make mm-hmm. it happen. What about this Yamaha team with uh, with Monster, with Chad? Kind of here. 
The what? Monster Yamaha thing's done, right? Done over? Like, not going to happen. That's what I hear. But Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that a few times. But I heard from other people, JT, like people that we mutually know that would be involved with it, that it's still kind of going on, you know? So I don't well, know. Well, I think maybe the scope that Yamaha was hoping for may not happen. Right, right. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah, as far as getting a dude like 22. Right. Right. Like Well, just Monster being the title of like, you know, Monster Yamaha, we're going factory racing, and I think right. that may not happen. Somebody called Josh Hill. He's the new athlete manager over there. There you go. Fuck it. Uh, what? Josh Hill is an athlete. He's Dirt Shark. The new Dirt Shark. Dirt Shark got a promotion. Oh, no shit? Yeah. So there's no racing. He's got a job. Yeah, he's got a job. I'll be down. Yeah. I mean, that guy could still do well if he raced. Right. There's no doubt. That's a good job, though. Like that's It is. Solid. It's probably yeah. a job. Like, JT, if you're Josh Hill, you take, right? Even though, you know, you're no, still I, super. I think you have to. To get in with that company on that level and, like, that company's not going anywhere. They have billions of dollars in <laughs> no, capital. No, they are not going anywhere. You, you're right about that. Um, all right, uh, JT, we'll uh, we'll get you back on. Can you, can you come join us for the BTO Sports questions? Yep. I don't good. know if you're busy. Are you? Bu- I didn't ask you to stay later. JT, or, or you got time coming up next month? Are you busy? For what? Shootouts. Uh, I can probably do that. All right, I'm gonna call you. Yeah. yeah. Why? Text, why text me tomorrow. Yeah, okay. get him. I am. Well, who would pay for his flight and stuff? Uh, it might be up to him. Oh. We'll he, figure it out. He's not Just buying a flight. Well, he might, be no, a, no. he might be around close. Dirt Rider buys a flight. Easy. Dirt Rider buys a Southwest flight I might him. get him on a on a fly racing cover. Just get everybody needs to calm down. Oh, uh, because then if you can give him the cover on, in fly gear, <laughs> we'll do it. Like, we'll pay for the fly. We'll pay Here for the, the flight. Wee. Here comes the Wii. Yeah. No, listen. You... Oh, I, I fucked up Vulamans, and I got to get this one right, right? You give us a cover, him and Fly Gear, you give him the cover, and that'd be awesome for JT, awesome for Fly. Fly's on the new Fly, issue. Fly will pay for the flight to SoCal, mm-hmm. and then he will also stop in the Pulp Show on the Monday, because oh. the, the shootout will take place. There's the fine print. The shootout okay. will take place somewhere <laughs> near Vegas, like Comp Edge on a Monday. And he will, we'll group text us tomorrow and sort it out. And he will drive out. There you go, group text. And we will, we will have the cover. We will wear sector boots. We will wear X brown goggles as well. We will have X We will have X brown goggles. Now you're pushing it. On the cover. Pushing it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, join us, JT, in a little bit here. We're going to talk to Ping and and Langston and get you back on. All right. See you. Jason Thomas, everybody. Uh, Let's come up with our our next guest, uh, GL. Uh, First, John, you got an idea for 250 Supercross, John? Yeah. How's it going tonight, guys? Good. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Say, I just hear... Everybody talk about the 250, the lights class, being a regional championship. And it gets kind of stale and whatnot that way. So just an idea. If you did five races West Coast, five races East Coast, Mm -hmm. and then do kind of that points chase system where you break everybody back down and then have a shootout for the last six or seven races with the top 20 from each region. I don't mind it. I'd rather do a chase style for 450s. The 250 class, right. I think, is broken a little bit in the sense that there's more good rides in 250 Supercross than there are in 450 Supercross because it's easier to do better. So the sponsors are going there, but we need to somehow emphasize 450s a little more than what we do in the sport, you know? Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure the Geico's and the Monsters of the world don't want to hear this kind of stuff, but we need to get more guys in the 450 class, I feel like, and less guys making a lot of money in the 250s so no that makes sense i was just thinking for something 
to kind of get it away from that regional east west yeah. to make them compete that Why don't, way. I talked somebody like in power called me asking my opinions on stuff. I swear to God, I'll tell you who it is after Kiefer, but <laughs> someone in power called me like, "What do you think of this? What do you think of that?" And I said, uh, um, I couldn't believe it. By the way, that they're calling me. I said, bring back the mutual east-west shootout, Houston, Dallas, and score them. You know, don't score them separately. Score them together. So, you know, if the West Coast guy wins and the next West Coast guy is eighth, then that's a huge swing. And Like, score them like they used to do. I think that would bring a whole lot more yeah, attention and enthusiasm for that class. Yeah, it would be, it'd be yeah. exciting. Yeah. So, uh, thanks. Thanks, yeah. John. Thanks for the idea. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah, of the show. Thank you, man. Nice. Appreciate it. Uh, let's get our next our next guest on here. Uh, he's the voice of American motocross each week in the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Series. He's also a former world champion, former national champion, a 250 Supercross champion. Uh, simply put, this guy's done it all, and uh, we'll have him up on the show. Grant Langston, what's up, man? Hey, Mathis, what's happening? Chris, how are you? Hey, Grant. Uh, okay. Well, hey, are you how you feeling after Saturday and Sunday? The Saturday night after the race, and then the, and then Sunday at the Lucas Oil State Estates. How's that? I'm actually, you know what? On Sunday, I didn't go to the Lucas Oil Estates. I missed out on that one, um, which is a bummer because I, I only found out about it after we'd made the flight oh, uh, okay. trip down. And anyway, the, for some reason, Sunday was a hectic day for flying, but um, missed out on that. But yes, yeah, Saturday night, I um, how was that? I, I, I thought I was going to be able to uh, avoid having to um, hand out awards on Saturday evening. And then uh, right when I had a good buzz going, I hear Weege calling me from the Red Bull tent. Hey, Langston, come hand out some awards. Oh. So uh, that was fun. It was fun just to see everyone at the end of the season kind of let loose a little bit. Yeah. I'd never seen Barsha like that before. He was cracking me up. But, I, uh, um, and I got a video of Wygant doing some karaoke. Oh, yeah. He's the champ at that one. Right. Um, I should have stayed. I, I, was there I, like a party afterwards? Yeah, it was a little party. And, and Nick McCain from MX Sports is like, hey, Mathis, come on down. We're doing this little thing. And I was like, was tired and hungry and beat from the sun. I was oh, like, you're I getting got, old. I'm like, I got to go. But I, I should have stayed. Yeah, it sounded fun. It did sound fun. Damn it. Yeah. Well, you know how it is at the end of the season. Right. Everyone's uh, either celebrating or drinking their sorrows <laughs> away. But either way, everyone seems to, by the end of the night, be having a good time and uh, right. it, it seems like people that don't like each other end up talking. I love you, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know how that goes. Yeah. So it just uh, it usually ends up pretty well. Uh, GL. So a KTM rider comes into the last round, a couple points away from the title, um, has some heartbreak with a mechanical DNF, loses the title right there. You, you know a thing or two about that, right? It sounds familiar? Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, 2001. Yeah. Um, I think – of course, it's, it, it always sucks to have something like that happen. I think I think in my situation, what made it even more heartbreaking was, you know, Marvin's happened on the second lap of the first moto. Mm-hmm. Mine happened within two laps to go with the championship in the bag. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, had, I think at that point I would have been, even though I was losing ground because the wheel was coming apart, um, I still had it under control until it literally let go. But either way, it, it, it always hurts for anyone. And I, and I felt for Marvin because... Of course, one, I know that feeling, and and it, it, I don't know, it just felt like it took the wind out of the sails because we were just hoping for this great epic battle, and all of a sudden, within a matter of minutes, it just seemed to unravel. And I was like, oh, man, yeah. you know, I was so pumped to see this come down. I was hoping it was going to be a last lap, right. you know, of the last moto, and um, 
And I think, you know, either way, you know, people say, who do you want to win? I said, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want yeah. to sound like a politician, but I think you would agree. They're both Jeremy Martin and Marvin Moose can really stand up guys and probably both deserving champions. Unfortunately, only one can win. Yeah. And, you know, Jeremy took it well-deservingly. You know, I don't think anyone will ever say he got lucky because, let's be honest, he went through some mechanicals and some other adversity early in the season. So, you know, that's racing, mm-hmm. man. It's unfortunate. You know, I know for KTM, it probably was a bit of a heartbreak. I know uh, Marvin's mechanic, Frankie, took it very hard. I saw yeah. I saw at the prize-giving when they're handing out the awards Saturday evening, I, I saw him cheering up. So, you know, it means a lot to all these guys, even, you know, including down to the mechanics. You know, they... I mean, you know, the, you, yeah. you live it. I mean, I still have to listen to your Tim Ferry stories day in and day out. You know? So <laughs> mechanics are passionate. I, uh, and, uh, I went and saw Frankie after. He's washing a bike behind the truck, and I just put my arm on it, on his, patted him on the back and said, dude, I'm sorry, that sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's just like, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I know. Don't worry about it. It's, well, I don't know what yeah. else to say, but, you know. <clears throat> I mean, that's just racing, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just the luck of the draw sometimes. And from what I understand, it was a fuel pump issue, mm-hmm. which is not something that, they had typically had issues with, or it's not something that they change routinely because they fail. Um, but yeah, it's racing, and uh, yeah, it's yeah. summer. But at the end of the day, all kudos to to Jeremy Martin. At the end of the day, we always say, you know, it's all this, it's the same uh, same for everyone. There's mm-hmm. 24 motos. Everyone's eligible to get 25 points per moto, and when we tally it up, whoever has the most points is your champion. And um, we've seen years. You know, for many years, we've seen championships won and lost, whether it be a mechanical, um, a mud race, uh, one crash, you know, anything like mm-hmm. that. And, uh, yeah, it was a pity. I mean, if anything else, it would have been nice if it happened at least at the, later in the day. So it yeah. didn't take the wind out of our sails <laughs> immediately. But, um, no, I, I felt for those guys. But at the same time, you know, all, all respect to Jeremy Martin. I think he, he he's a very deserving champion of road, a fantastic outdoor season. And uh, I was just really impressed with his um, cool, calm, and collectiveness. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't – I mean, I saw times he's down in the first turn on the first lap or there was mechanical issues, and he just – once he put that those goggles back on, it was just always race mode. And he did a great job of damage control on those bad days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've said many a time, you win your championships on your bad days because we know any champion's going to win some races. But what happens when – when, when his back's against the wall and Martin just steps it up each and every time. And, you know, we, you know, you get to that point where you, ne- even for me, I stopped questioning him ever, you know? Yeah. Uh, 702-586-757. You got a question for Grant Langston. Uh, give us a call. 702-586-PULP. GL on the line. A uh, little known fact, uh, GL in 2001, I was on KTM with you. Uh, my rider, Kelly Smith, didn't qualify that day, which is really weird, but he didn't qualify. And I was spotting in the middle of the infield in between the tabletop sections. And, yep. uh, but yeah, about halfway through, I'm like, hey, guys, uh, when, when GL comes by you, check out his rear wheel. It looks like it's wobbling. Ugh. And uh, yeah. so then he goes by, you make the right-hander, you go by the mechanics area. And I'm like, I'm waiting for someone to say, like, mm. am, I, like am I crazy? And then I go, <laughs> you, you go by, and there was just silence. And I go, am I crazy or is the wheel wobbling? And then, like, seriously, like, a minute later, someone's like, I think so. Mm. Like, it was, yeah. you know, it was uh, one well, of those I, things. I, I started feeling it coming apart, so I stopped doing the big jumps, and then I got to a point where I was landing front wheel first. You know, I started yeah. thinking conservation mode. I got I yeah. got Olympus to the finish line. So I tried just about everything I, I could. And, right. And 
I don't think we'll ever exactly know what happened. Well, I mean, besides it coming apart. I saw a photo. I saw a photo at the start of Nate Dog or Ernie's foot peg looking like it contacted your wheel uh, off the start. I, we, in case I went to KTM, blew it up and looked at it. So we saw that photo, but also that year we had had issues with those wheels, broken yeah. spokes and such. So we we kind of had issues. I we, we all had broken spokes as mechanics, like after motos. Um, but then we also had that photo with the foot peg into your wheel. So we never really were they out. factory hubs? No, they were aftermarket. So well, I was um, uh, from what I was maybe led to believe was that was maybe just the the nipples that the spokes go into were actually just kind of peeling apart and allowing the spokes to come out. Yeah, um, I never, I never saw the wheel. I mean, when it all went down, I think it was just like at that point in my life, it felt like the world had come to an end, and um, it was honestly like a blur. The end of it was like a like a nightmare, mm-hmm. and um, um, so I, I, you know, I, I don't remember all the details of it. I just remember knowing that there was a problem. At first, I thought maybe I just had a flat because I could feel something, right. and then I started realizing it was a bigger problem than a flat. And I think I. <laughs> Happened to have a look over my shoulder at one point, yeah. and I could see it wobbling. And then that's when I realized, all right, it's coming apart. I gotta do whatever I can. So I mean, I tried my best. I mean, I was literally, if that was a thirty-minute moto and not thirty plus two, right. it would have been a lot different outcome. Yeah, I remember the silence, and when we were taking the tent down, just KTM had flown everybody and Kiefer. Anybody who had anything to do with KTM was there to celebrate. You know, the, the first how, national title. How and, long does it take for you to get over that? Like after that. Um, I think because it's, you go into the off season, probably a little bit longer than it maybe should have. But then when you start training and testing and riding new bikes and getting ready for the new season and setting new goals, you know, you start, you know, like they say, time heals everything. Mm -hmm. And I think the one thing like 2003 was definitely not my best year. I was riding, I'd come off an injury from the KTM 250 and Supercross and they allowed me to ride the 125 again. And then I was battling with an injured wrist and I just had one of those seasons where it just seemed like nothing was going to go my way like mm-hmm. you know 2001 i mean you remember mathis i mean there were several times i just dominated you know yeah. both motos and was checking out and was just like yep this is the year and then 03 was the other way around i struggled a lot i had sickness i had injuries and it just seemed like th- it wasn't going to be my year you know and then all of a sudden things just kind of found the place at the right place at the right time so it's crazy how racing works sometimes. You know, you yeah. can win a ton of races and lose a title and, and win two motos and win the championship, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. No, um, you're right. But, I, but I, felt like, I felt like that was a little redemption, you know. Like I almost felt like it was a tough season for me. So when the outcome was being champion, it was worth it. But, you know, when you always feel like, yeah, I, you know, I deserve that. You know, I, I fought <laughs> yeah. hard for that one and I'm almost owed. Even though I don't believe you're ever really owed, but you feel like that in your mind. Right. And um, so to get that was definitely like, okay, I got that title, you know, that had eluded me for a couple of years now. So um, I think to answer your uh, question, Chris, I mean, it was really probably a couple of months. I don't know. I, yeah. I probably thought about it every day for <laughs> a couple of months until you start moving into, you know, your following year kind of thought process. Uh, we had Jason Thomas on earlier, and, and we were asking what the biggest surprise of the Nationals, and he said Barsha was his biggest surprise. And you know, would would you agree? Would you, out of all the Nationals, uh, I know I'm putting you a bit on the spot here, but but would you agree with Thomas's pick that Barsha was the biggest surprise, or, or and if not, who was? Do you think? Um, I mean, I, I know why I, he said that, and I think maybe it was because, um, 
in Supercross, you know, he he had some injuries and some mediocre results, and the start of his outdoors wasn't even that great, but he came on strong. So mm-hmm. I think maybe that's where the surprise was. Did it surprise me to see Justin Barsha win two overalls? Not really, um, because I think he is that caliber rider. But it was nice to see him and the JGR team basically putting the little things together and you know, just to see him just happy. Like he's, he's one of those guys, you, you know, uh, when he's happy, he rides well, you know, mm-hmm. and I think most riders are, but you could tell that, uh, once he was just happy and having fun on his bike, uh, he was back to the bar should we expect. So I'd definitely say his improvement was, was a nice little surprise. Um, I think there were, you know, I don't think there were a ton of surprises in my opinion, because like I said, I almost expect Justin Barsha to be at least at the level he was the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the 250 class, man, I think one of the surprises was how many different guys were on the podium. You know, there was so much, uh, I mean, every week it seemed like it was almost, you know, you almost had a Martin Muskin and somebody. And then, yeah. <laughs> you know, a few weeks it didn't work out that way, but I was pleasantly surprised. I, you know what? My surprise was just the, the, the depth. The depth, um, yeah. When I came on the uh, on the show, I was, list- I was listening into the very tail end of what you were saying, more more uh, top names in the 450 class. But if you actually look this year, I think you had more factory riders at the end of the year and more good riders than we've seen in many years gone past. So the mm-hmm. depth was good. There were good guys battling outside of the top 10. So that was nice to see that even though some guys were injured, guys were coming back and racing again. So it made it interesting towards the end. It didn't get stale. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. these championships, it's just, it, you know, the riders get hurt and you're just left with two or three good guys at the end. True. And um, it can become a little monotonous. But um, my surprise was just, um, um, I, I guess, maybe Cincerello not winning could be one. Um, right. Um, and then, like I said, just, just the amount of podium guys. And then, um, but no, Bosch's, Bosch's second half of the season was, was, was uh, a nice little comeback for him. I think for the team, for everyone, you know, you know, even just someone watching racing and, and as a normal fan, you want to see a lot of guys in there and then mixing it up and keeping it fun and interesting. So when they do that, it makes my job a lot easier in the booth. <laughs> when you go to the races now, you're there every week and you're on the other side of it. What do you think the biggest difference is now compared to when you were racing as far as being, you know, as a racer, what do you think has changed? Well, now, now I can point out all their mistakes that they don't know they're making at times. <laughs> you know, when you're riding, you, you know, sometimes you need people on the outside to point it out. So I, I have had a couple of fans say I'm a little critical on the riders, and I'm like, well, part of my job is just to say what I see. So if someone makes a mistake, I'm going to say it. Um, but it may sound like I'm critiquing every little thing, um, but it is. It's a lot easier seeing on the outside. So when you watch it from the outside um, – you you just see it a little more easier than when you're on the bike. You know, sometimes when you're racing, you almost have tunnel vision and you try to force a pass when you didn't need to and you could have waited or, you know, you should have hurried up when the leaders were getting away after a bad start, but you were too conservative. You know, just things like that. You see a little more from the outside, I think. And um, so it's different. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, um, it, you know, I, I do enjoy it. And at times it's, uh, it gets interesting or, you know, you get so wrapped up in what's happening. And then other times the racing gets a little boring and you're going, now what the hell do I talk about? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> how tough is it for you? Like, I know, like, you know, I'm a media guy that gets a fair amount of shit from people, you know, from my opinion. And, 
and some people in the pits don't like me and I got to talk to people and, you know, like figure things out and, you know, for offering up my opinion. Uh, you're on a much bigger stage than me. And how does that go for you sometimes? You get a little bombed at people? Yeah. Do you have talks with people? Do you do you purposely try to avoid some of that stuff? Because I think, I mean, I love Fro. He's a good friend of mine. He doesn't really put it out there like you do. And um, how is that for you? How do you deal with that? Um, you know, I've, I've, I've learned um, just in the last couple of years, you can't please everybody, um, no matter what you say. Somebody says they like it. Somebody says it was dumb. Somebody says you're stupid. Somebody says something else. <laughs> right. um, but as long as the majority of the people say they enjoy it, which is what I feel like I get out of it, is, is uh, uh, way more positive than negative. Um, and by no means am I ever anyone that's uh, cocky about that. I mean, I enjoy hearing the compliments. And, you know, I've had some people, whether it's, you know, they've written to me something. Um, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, this guy went out of the race. You didn't even show it. I'm like, I'm not the producer. I talk what I see on the camera, which is what, you know, you're seeing at home on TV. So we don't get to see everything. And I think sometimes people don't always understand what it's like being on that side of the fence or, you know, what your what exactly your job is. And, and if it's not on camera... They don't want you talking about it. You know what I mean? Right, right. They want you to talk about what's on camera. So, you know, like I said, it's you're never going to please everyone. And, and I think at times I may have, you know, ruffled a few feathers. And, and sometimes I've had to go to people and just explain my point because mm -hmm. you might say something and you, you, you're just about ready to explain what you were meaning by that. And maybe we have to go to a commercial break or somebody crashes and they change the camera and we've got right. to talk about the guy who went down. So, you know, sometimes things don't always come across the way you, you hope. Or, you know, let, afterwards you're like, oh, shoot, that, that, that could have been taken in more ways than one or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it is tough at times, but um, you can only do what you can do. I can only, you know, when, when I talk, I feel like it's just, um, it's just me and I'm just trying to be genuine and try and talk um, about what I see. And, you know, there's a broad audience too. You know, we've got male, female. We've got guys that have never ridden a bike in their lives to guys that ride every weekend. So you have to explain to the guy that doesn't know much about what he's watching or, or a female right. that knows nothing about dirt bikes all the way to the guy that, you know, speaks the motocross lingo. So you're always trying to just find that happy medium balance. Um, and, you know, just like people say, Hey bro, I don't need to see the Kawasaki track map four times. I'm like, neither do I, but they pay for that. Yeah. You know, yeah, I you know there's, there's certain things you just have to do. And people say, Oh, you know, that gets annoying. I'm like, that's not my decision. Right. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I get it too with the show, you know, all the ads and all the mentions. Well, guess what? They're making it happen. They wouldn't, you know? they wouldn't be a show without them. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the series wouldn't be on live TV without the sponsors. Yeah. I heard from somebody in the pits this weekend. Fucking Langston gets paid by Yamaha on the side. You can tell, oh, you can tell, bro. Fuck. He's so brutal. Oh He's God. so brutal. He loves Yamaha. And I'm just like, shut, <laughs> shut up. Stop it. What does that sound like? What? <laughs> Sounds familiar, Mathis. Why? What do you mean? Fucking Yamaha. It comes Kiefer talking about Yamaha. Oh, yeah, again. I know. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I well, just, you know, it's just brutal. Well, you know, if, if anything else, I would have thought at some point um, people might have said maybe I'm biased towards KTM, whatever. You know, I think like anything, when you've ridden for a brand and you know the people, mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say you, you, you play favorites, but you know more about them. You know yeah. the people. There's yeah. more to talk about. Um, so it, it's never... Um, I, trust me, I don't get paid by anyone. I, I get people ask me all the time, whether it's riders, mechanics, especially parents, that, hey, can you give my boy some love? Yeah. yeah. Tell him to get the whole shot. That way we see him, and then I can talk about him. How yeah. about that? 
Yeah, I get the same I thing. I'll talk about your boy in 38th place when he's not on camera. <laughs> yeah, you just throw out some random guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I get it. I get it, too. Um, coming into the off season, we got the Motocross of Nations coming up, an event near and dear to your heart also. Got to say, USA, a bit of an underdog. Uh, France looks pretty strong and pretty good. What's your thoughts on this event going into it? What do you see happening? Well, last year at uh, Indiana, I ran my mouth and said, because they didn't pick Muskin, France wouldn't win, and they won. So that really made me look like a twat right there. But um, I think what I was more getting at, and I should have should not have said that, that's one thing I have learned is sometimes don't overstate things, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you can make yourself look like a fool. But um, I just thought last year I was bummed that Marvin didn't even get a call out of respect to say, hey, you know, not this year, maybe next time. So I felt bad for him, but I was pumped to see their team this year as far as meaning. I think they picked the three best riders. And I think France in France, well, the French team in France is going to be yeah. tough. Um, you know, they got a lot, of, a lot of things going for them. They have a solid team. But at the same time, if any given year, America has got as good a chance to win than any team out there. So mm-hmm. I, I know what you're saying. Maybe on paper, slight underdog. But you put those three guys together and... and and, and a lot happens at the nations because you've got two guys, small bikes, big bikes. So usually there's that gamble. Do, do you put the, the 250F guy mm-hmm. on your first starting gate? Because for people that don't know, with there being 20 countries, if you qualify first, you get gate pick one and then 21, you know, and yeah. so on down. So a lot of times you've got to play it like, hey, do we just hope we get the guy on the 450, get, the, get him on the inside? to mm-hmm. get the start and just hope that the guy on the 250 can work his way through or do you play strategy. So there's a lot more that goes into that. And at the end of the day, it's five It's five out of the six moto scores count. So it really usually comes down with teams. It's just, you know, no major mistakes. I mean, how many years do you see somebody crashes and changes everything yeah. or one guy got a bad start and he ends up in a second turn pileup. So a lot can happen. So, um, and then, you know, let's not rule out this. This there's probably going to be several countries with with strong teams, and you don't always have to have the biggest name or the best rider. It just requires, you know, five good results. Right. And so that could come from honestly, that could come from probably half a dozen to ten different countries. Um, are you? I love Cooper Webb. I think he's a breath of fresh air for our sport, and I think he's going to be a future champion in our sport. And I also think this 450 Des Nations thing with Cooper Webb, Kiefer. I don't know if you agree with me, but I think it's going to go really good or really bad. Right. I don't see him going four four or five three. I see him winning or you know running up front, or I see him making mistakes. GL, what do you think? Oh, I don't. I don't know. Um, I know. I know what you're saying. Um, he's he's kind of got that kind of go for broke mm-hmm. um, riding style more than maybe most guys. Um, I mean, obviously for him, I hope it goes well. Um, I like Cooper Webb too. I think he's uh, a nice little, uh, br- you know, breath of fresh air. Like you said, um, says what he thinks. He's, uh, you know, at least he tells you what he's saying. I think, right. you know, back in the day, at least guys would say exactly how they felt. And I think the problem nowadays, I mean, even nowadays, these guys go for media training and um, all this kind of public relations type stuff. And then their uh, interviews just sound they're so predictable and then they sound so robotic. Mm-hmm. So it is nice when a guy will say, yeah, no, screw him. I'll freaking clean him out, you know, <laughs> yeah, asshole. <laughs> but, um, 
I think uh, for Cooper, I think I think you might be right there. I think he's he's definitely going to be a little bit out of his element for multiple reasons. Um, his first time on the team, there's going to be the pressure of flying a flag, and I think I think that's pretty pretty tough for anyone. Sometimes mm-hmm. at that age, at least now, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, you've got this opportunity. You're not riding on a bike that you normally ride. We're in a different country. Um, but go out there and make sure you, you know, make our, our, our country proud, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of a lot of things stacked against him. So I think you you probably could be very right. It's going to be a um, – I could see him winning a moto and I could see him crashing a moto. I mean, it's just who knows. But uh, hopefully he can keep his nerves in check and as a team, um, I'll be curious to see how they all pan out. I mean – there's no hope in hell of South Africa being up there, so I'm rooting for, for the U.S. <laughs> hey, Canada doesn't even have a team, so, you know, yeah, good job, Canada, on that. Oh, um, yeah, no, that, that that is pretty sad, especially a big enough motocross country like Canada. Yeah. They should definitely have it. I mean, they have a, a team that could be a top five overall team. We just had Fasciati 11th and 12th and Medaglia 13th and Kevin Benoit went 8, 19, 18, and we got good riders, you know? Yeah. So, and that's why I said you put them together. You got a top five overall finish. Yeah, uh, GL, thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Um, no problem, man. I love you. having you on. You great guy. Uh, nice job calling the series this year, yeah, as always. Job. And um, thank you. Anytime. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. All right, see, see you, Grant. Grant right. Langston, everybody. Uh, the voice of uh, Lucas Oil and Pro Motocross Championships. Speaking of Jason Anderson. Atlas Brace, he wears them. Dean Wilson wears them. Martin Davalos wears them. Ryan Villapoto wears Atlas Brace. Complete redesign for 2015, the new neck brace. Possibly light, flexible, and showcases a sleek new design. Do you Have you tried Atlas? I have. You like them? I'm not a neck brace guy, but yeah, I, know. I like not, them I know because they are, I can move my head around. But don't you feel like if you're going to wear one, it's the least restrictive one? It's yes. the one that you know kind of fits the best? My kid, when he rides, he wears it. Atlas Brace. There you go. AtlasBrace.com. Uh, what would you make of Dean Wilson's... Uh, uh, return to the Nationals. I thought it was decent. I thought he did a good job. I think he had uh, good fitness, too. I think he lasted. Better what, than we thought, yeah. Yeah, some of his best lap times were at the end of the race. Right. Uh, we're going to come up with uh, David Pingree on the uh, on the Pulp Show here. Coming up, more JT. Chris Kiefer in studio, btosports.com and Fly Racing. Tyler, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, Tyler? Not a whole bunch. I just wanted to ask you how you really felt about being a team manager and why? Well, something I would think about, right? If I got an offer, um, I don't have an offer. I don't have anything, but I'd like to do it. Maybe try it for a year or two. He's with Hanny, bro. Remember? You know, try to, uh, well, try to like, mold. I was just curious because all the, sorry, not to cut you off, but yeah. just all the other things you have going on all the time. Yeah. I'd have to stop. Some, you, I'd have to stop. Would some you of those drop things. everything? Yeah. I think I would have to, right? I mean, I got to focus on being a team manager. I mean, the show can take a year off, right? Can it? No, I'd help you. I'd do it. Kiefer can do it. There we go. I don't know. Well, yeah, <laughs> Kiefer can do it. No, I'd, I'd hate for the show to go away. That's kind of one of my biggest worries. Even though I think you'd be a no, there, there's a, a threat. On, decent guy to run the show. There's a threat on Vital MX about me leaving the sport. Stamped it and everything. Um, well, we all know that Vital MX is. A little bit known for blowing smoke out their ass. There's a lot of nice words in that thread about me. Is there? Yeah. I, I mean, a couple, guy, a couple guys said that they remember when I used to be funny and all that. And, like, you know, a couple people don't like me. But really nice people saying a lot of nice things. No, Kiefer, to let you in on this, we talked about last show. I talked to a guy that could be starting a team and was looking for a manager, asked me a few opinions on riders. Mm-hmm. 
said, well, what about you doing it? You know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as it's gone. Right. Is it a, a credible one? Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay, so so that kind of leads into my next question. How do you uh, – I've always wondered this. Like, how do you handle a rider with, with no Epstein-Barr, no illness, um, no – I mean, I guess they all kind of have nagging injuries, but nothing nothing pertinent at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that's getting poor results. Like poor, poor, I guess, meaning like yeah, not well, r- not running inside the top ten. What do you what do you do with a well, guy like no, that? No, it depends on if the rider, you know, what he's got for equipment, what he's got for skill, what you hire him for. You know, you have expectations like, hey, I'm going to hire you, and I expect you to be a five to ten place guy. And the rider goes, I agree. And then he's not. And then you got to work with him and try to figure him out. I mean, one thing I've learned is, like, if the rider wants the bike painted pink, you paint the bike pink because it puts him in a better move. You'll never win if you tell a rider, hey, it's all on you. It's your fault. They'll just shut it down. And that's it. Then you have have a shitty situation. So you really got to make the rider happy with whatever you do. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, it's a far away from happening, uh, Tyler. So. Well, I, I hope I hope that it does happen eventually, but I'd hate to see the show go. Well, uh, let's. I think, uh, I think there's a lot of us that rely on it to get us through the work week. David Pingree, you there? Yeah, what's happening, brother? Oh, I just hung up on Tyler. God damn, I forgot. You always fuck that up. I do fuck it up. <laughs> Bye, Tyler. Tyler, you can <laughs> call back. Call back in. I wanted to bring Ping on this conversation because he was a team manager. Yeah, he would know. He did a good job. Ping, I, I spoke to someone. Sorry, Tyler, call back. I spoke to someone uh, who's starting a team and talked to me about some riders and who, what kind of price ranges and you know what what kind of bikes and blah blah blah. And then he's like, well, what about you? Ma- you know, do you uh, managing this thing if we do it or whatever? And it may just be a Supercross only team to start. Or I'm not sh- exactly sure. What do you think of me as a manager, Ping? Can I can I pull together? <clears throat> oh man, I don't know. I've never seen you wear that hat. I could wear that hat very well. Um, I mean, I think you'd be fine. It's you've got some mechanical skill. You've you know you can watch a track and watch guys get around it and see who's doing what and what looks faster. And yeah, um, you've been you've been around riders to know what a fickle bunch of tropical fish they are. So right, I think you'd do fine. Thank you, thank you. Did you? Did you have like any moments where you were just like, I really want to tell this guy to fuck off, but I can't, I gotta like, I gotta be not, not nice. Like, yeah. did you bite your yeah, tongue daily? Cause I think I would do that. I have to bite it daily. Um, yeah. And it happens with your crew too. I mean, right. anytime you work that many hours with anybody, it's like being married. I mean, Sure, once in a while you've wanted to mm-hmm. tell Pook to go down to the strip and just OD on something, whatever. <laughs> right. But, you know, you, you work through it or whatever. But, um, you know, I was listening to Tyler's question before you guys brought me in about how do you get a rider to, you know, right. improve if he's not performing. And, like, this is that's something that – I think some guys try to just come in with, well, this is how we do it, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, Mazel Tov. Somebody just dropped a whole bunch of stuff in my kitchen. Mm. Uh, anyway, like they'll come in and just go, this is how we're doing it. And if you don't, you know, conform to our way, then whatever. Right. And 
like you said, you can't do that with riders. You got to, you know, like some guys, you need to be a little kind of handle them with kid gloves. Other guys, you need to yell at them, but you've got to figure out what makes them tick. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's super important. Like for Townley, when he was here, you just, you had to, you had to do what he wanted on the bike and he wanted a lot of different stuff. He wanted to try a million different things. And rather than talking to Honda guys, because they were like, well, we tried that. It didn't really work. Or you talk to pro circuit guys and they're like, eh, mm-hmm. that, that's not, probably not the direction to go. But if he wants to try it, let's just do it. Right, know? right. So, and he comes up with his own stuff. You know, like <laughs> what he would like was probably a little different than what most guys like. So, mm-hmm. but once he got happy, he went fast. You know, I mean, yeah. He, Podium some 450 nationals, won a GP moto here. Like he did great. So, um, you just gotta you gotta be able to do that. And I think you know that you've been around long enough to see how how it all works. So. Let me tell you, we wouldn't have any controversies on our team about goggles, or you know, we'd have a good buff. We'd have food too. We have good food. My truck driver, good catering. Would, my catering coffee, would be lots of coffee. Oh my my coffee truck would be nonstop. Riders would be jacked up. Oh my God, it'd be ridiculous! It'd be, it, you know what? It would be poetic justice to have a bunch of media. I'd come in there and just eat you out of house and home. I eat everything. <laughs> I drink coffee. I don't even like coffee. I take right, every just, time I come in. Hey, you take it, just dump it on the trash in front of me. Just, yep, to... I just drop it. In. <laughs> I'd open like nine water bottles, take a sip out of them, and just leave them on the table. <laughs> uh, by the way, Ping, uh, you're brought to everybody tonight on the Pulp Mech Show by Hot Cams. Hot Cams unleash the power within. You ever use Hot Cams at TLD or any? Anything? Hot cams. Nope, not a TLD, but uh, a lot of our project bikes, we use those. Hotcamsinc.com. Uh, project bikes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jay Clark's a, a big hot cam cylinder works guy, and they uh, it's actually pretty legit. You dump in, I'm going to give you a little sponsor plug here, because I, I actually Well, that's good, there. because of the number of times you've, you've ruined uh, Black Ops Moto <laughs> for me. You, 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 you owe this to me. Oh, uh, I, I, people probably know what black ops is more now than ever uh hey no but they you drop in their little big bore cylinder kit and one of those cams and like you can run all the rest of the stock components Mm -hmm. keep your durability but the thing runs like a fully modified 250 it's really good on 250s i think the 450 you're probably overkilling it a little Uh, bit that's a really sweet drop-in kit for a 250 30% 30% discount on hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code hotcams2015. Hotcams unleashed the power within. David Pingree on the Pulp Mech Show. All right, let's get to some real business, Ping. When are you coming back on the show? What is going on? How are you? Here, here Why are you letting happen. our listeners down? Let's, Dude, people hate you right now. Listen, can you just freaking tell El Nino to get here and put out our entire state, the entire West Coast for that matter, that's on fire? <laughs> Because I can't get days off until, you know, all of the strike teams and personnel we have out come back. People, so, people are oh, so surfer cross. How was that? How was surfer cross? That that happened to fall in a couple of days that I was, <laughs> I was off. <laughs> Listen, surfer cross is back, you know, out and back in a day. When I have to burn a whole day to come down there, and I'm already away from my family, a lot is hard. I'm trying, dude. I will be back. I promise. Just you got to be patient right now he doesn't it's have much patience Kiefer he's he's let us our listeners down so many times I don't know how many times he said Kiefer when you came up I got come here he's like well Pingry will be here can you come here I'm like yep and then Mathis calls me hey Pingry you can't make it can you make it out <laughs> <laughs> hey Ping bail on me Kiefer you gotta you gotta help me out 
Hey, Twice. If, if you're times. if you're stationed where I think you're stationed, you're probably are busy as shit. Well, I was up in Atlanta, which was really busy, and <laughs> yeah. now I'm in downtown Fontana, which is oh, that's equally as busy. even more busy. Yeah. So. Just yeah. come back, please. Please come back, right, Steve. I'll be back. Will you seriously? Will you come back on the show at some point, please? Hundred percent for sure. Okay, so you're not ditching me because no. you don't you don't want to do it or whatever. DMXS, dude. I love doing it. I love coming out there. Oh, Drive yeah. sucks, but like, yeah. I love coming on the show. It's just if, if you knew you're my schedule. You're out of your mind, right now, dude. Bring bring the I'm wife. Gonna, I'm gonna be up. I'm gonna be up till at least midnight tonight. Yo, three assignments for Racer X that are due today. <laughs> so. I got Andrew Fredrickson on the hook right now. Like he's like, so everything's gonna be in today, right? <laughs> yeah, bud. Oh yeah. <laughs> I gotta do pulp. Got I gotta do pulp. <laughs> you bailed on DMXS too a little while ago, like on the phone. Like, oh. dude, I'm just, I'm telling you, it's just, it's crazy right now. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. I don't want to get into it. It's just, there's a lot of, it's just busy around here. So, <laughs> I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I don't want to uh, talk about it. Give right me, now. I'm telling you, give me. Three months, I'll be a new man. Well, I had a Brock Tickle incident. I wish you would have been here for that. Ooh, so, what happened? Ah, uh, it's, it's a long story. It's a long story. I don't want to get into it, but I figured you could have helped me with that. <laughs> so he definitely would have been on your uh, side. I got burnt a little bit. So, <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, but so, hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what is that saying about leopards and spots or something? Right. Uh, uh, Tyler, are you back there? Tyler? Yeah, man. I'm really sorry I hung up on you, but I don't know if you were listening, but Ping and I got into depth about team management. So, No, I, I didn't catch all of it. I just I, – I only had one other question, but uh, it's not really pertinent to the conversation. Um, what, what was the straw that broke the camel's back with the goggle deal? Well, <laughs> Brock Tickle. Right. We had an incident in Washougal. What I just, I had nothing against Brock. I've talked about it a ton, but that. No, no, you've talked about it. I just wanted one single point that, like. Yeah, at that point, I'm like, you know what? Why am I doing this? Like, I, I, I could use the money. Sure, everyone likes money, but this kind yeah. of shit got me upset at night. I couldn't sleep. And, like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't need this in my life. Like, the show's doing well, my little media career is making more money. And I just, I'm like, I don't need this. I don't need this frustration and anger and disappointment and sadness and, and work. You know, it's like I was building 34 sets every weekend, you know? So it's a lot. That's fucking a lot. You know how sometimes Pookie makes him sandwiches and he writes, she writes love and peanut butter and smears it in. She was writing. Yeah. He was, he wasn't sending notes with his goggles. Yeah. It was real sad. (laughs) Hey, uh, Tyler, do you, do you wish ping would come back up here and co-host? Uh, yeah, I do. I've, I've been a listener for a, for a long time. I, I just recently started calling in, but, uh, but ping, 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 ping's a badass. He needs to, he needs to get his, get his stuff together and, and come back and hang out. Get your shit together. Get ping. your stuff together. Ping. Uh, Tyler, I will. I promise, dude. All right, bro. Thanks Tyler. Later. All right. See ya. Um, if I'm if I'm a team manager next year, Ping, yeah, I'm gonna make you an offer that you can't refuse to come on the road yeah. with me as my rider, oh. as my riding coach. Oh, jeez. We would make a hell oh. of a team. Back in that we- dirt bike circle. 
Oh, just when you think they're out. <laughs> I'm, we're going to get headsets. We're going to stand two feet from each other and talk to each other on headsets. It's going to be fantastic. Hey, Ping, what are you uh, doing? Oh, I'm over here watching. Oh, what's up? <laughs> hey, hand me that fork. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting coffee. Yeah, hand me that fork. <laughs> over. Over. <laughs> you don't have to go. It does it on its own. Um, hey, uh, you want to get some phone calls, Ping, before we get into this, uh, some bike sure, test? Sure, man. Let's do it. All right, okay. Uh, Nash. Gentlemen. Gentlemen, what's up, Nash? I'm touching base. I'm fully endorsing you as team manager. And, uh, Thank you. I think that's brilliant. But there, you know the real reason why I'm calling. i got to talk to Ping. How about it's Phil? my closest connection. To oh, Phil. To Phil. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Gosh. How's Phil? <laughs> oh, gosh. How I feel like that fat, ugly girl that, you know, like a dude always calls and hangs around and got to try to get to a hotter chick. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I'm the fat girl right now. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. You're a good Phil's guy. Phil's a hot one You're, with this nice leg. Nice. <laughs> Phil's got the huge like, rack right now. Phil's got yeah. a huge rack, yeah. How is Phil? <sighs> Why do I got these little flapjack boobs? <laughs> Flapjacks. <laughs> tell him how Phil is. Just tell him. Phil's doing good, Nash. He's, you know, life is good. He's happily married. Still not gay. That's... So you're out of luck. <laughs> Kids are growing That's up fun. nicely. Uh, lots of mountain biking for Phil. Big mountain bike guy. Who's, who's better on a mountain bike, him or RL? Ooh. You're making you think. I don't know. That's a pretty good question. They would probably battle till one of them crashed. Both yes. stubborn as a couple of donkeys. And so. and I saw the latest test, obviously, as thousands of others did. You did a nice job. But, again, I want the footage of you and Phil going at it. That's the real Legends race. There was the Legends race this weekend. That was very exciting. But uh, the Legends race... How is Phil when you get him out to test? Ping, how's Phil? Like, how's the speed? And, and you know, how's Phil? Phil still goes fast. I mean, uh, he doesn't ever ride. Like, only when I drag him out for something. And, uh, you know, yeah, with, it's like any any other guy. Like, within a few laps, he's jumping everything. And he's, right. you know. <laughs> what would um, you make of this Legends race, Ping, at Indiana? Well, I, I didn't get to see it, but just the whole idea and the concept and yeah. the photos and stuff, I thought it was rad. Like, was there, was it, the thing that I thought would be cool, besides just doing it and as a you know guy being able to go out and ride a national track in front of fans and stuff again, which is just, it's just a cool feeling. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, I bet that night after the races, there had to be some cool bench racing going around, guys just having some beers, everybody, mm-hmm. you know, BSing, maybe met up at a restaurant or whatever. That would have been fun to me. Would you do it? And I, would you have? D- yeah, I already told Swap. I was talking to Pedersen and Phil. I said, "Dude, next year we're going. We're gonna figure out how to all get some bikes back there, right. and we're gonna go have a good time at that thing." So, you, I think you did as long as it went that well enough to where they want to do it again. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna get a bunch of people coming out of the woodwork. Denny yeah. and Budman and right. You know, oh, you could reunite the, the Great Western team. That would be awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll put them in all their old gear. Make some jerseys. <laughs> You is know, Denny, Denny is De- is Denny, can Denny, can we get Denny there somehow? I don't know how we can get yeah, him. Denny, Denny did like a, a state fair race uh, yeah. a few weeks ago and he won. I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> On a two-stroke. Well, uh, well, listen, Ping, you you know you're always welcome. And, hey, you explain why you haven't been around. I think the only way you could reemerge would be you and Factory Phil road trip it. Come on, please. Where are we going to go? 
No, here to the show. Pulp show. Show. Oh, to the pulp show. All right. All right. I mean, I'll <laughs> you, you think I've got it tough. He lives with like the master commander drill sergeant over there. He can never really? get that. Oh yeah. Now, take us through the. How is that in relation to you again? So he married my wife's older sister. Got it. Boy, that'd be awesome. Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter. Oh, okay, Nash. All right. See you later, Nash. All right. We, 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 we got to go. God. Uh, Will, uh, what's going on? You got a question for David Pingree? Yeah, I was uh, actually either uh, for Ping or Keeper. It's a uh, PED-related uh, question. All right. Give it to us. Um, sounds kind of weird. Talk about pediatrics? What was that, children? Babies? <laughs> What was that? No, never mind. Never, never mind. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I couldn't hear. Uh, yeah, I was listening to another, you know, different uh, podcast, you know, as, you know, when I'm done listening to the pulp and uh, listening to other podcasts as well. Um, as far as, like, performance enhancing uh, it's drugs, you know, and stuff, uh, have you ever heard of any writers using, like, this probably sounds weird or funny, but, uh, like, Viagra or Cialis as far as, like, helping with blood flow and, Stuff like that, so I don't know if uh, I guess it's pretty common yeah, with uh, pro fighters yeah, are... and MMA guys. Are you serious, Pink? I thought this was a joke. Yeah, no, he's serious. No, all of those those drugs all started as cardiac uh, medications. They're vasodilators, so they open up all your arteries and allow you. Oh, look at your Pink using puddle. the big words. Well, anyway, that's how they got their start, and until guys were taking them and realizing they're you know chubbing up with them, so, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> They figure out, hey, I can probably make more money selling this to old guys. Can't get a wood anymore. And so goes the pharmacy right. industry. Um, but for riding, you know, there's been talk that, oh, you know, it's going to allow more blood flow. So you'll, you'll, you won't get arm pump. You'll whatever, get more oxygen, more blood to your muscles. Um, I've heard of guys trying it. I don't think that it's something that a bunch of people are doing. Uh, you know, like the top guys – they ride enough that if they're doing the right things, training and stuff, they're not really, they shouldn't be getting that bad arm pump. So I would say that's more like a weekend warrior thing guys are trying or that guys who are taking them anyway. Hey, Kiefer, have you uh, give, given that uh, Cialis a try or anything? Yeah, like actually, I'm not going to lie. Wait, is this going to get creepy? Or? Well, okay. I want to be truthful. I might okay. as well be okay. truthful. Right? All right, here we go. Heather's got her hand on her face. So, <laughs> so all right. I wasn't, okay, God, I got to figure out how to say this. So, yeah, I heard about it. There's some rumors about that would work. So I was like, ah, I'll try it. So I ended up getting a Viagra. And I was like, well, I want to take, I don't want to take the whole thing. I took a half. And let me tell you, that's the most evil drug ever on the market. That, you stay away from that shit, man, because. <laughs> wow, sounds like it went horrible. Wow, what did you? <laughs> sounds like it went horribly. Just, it, one, it didn't really. And a Red Bull. Yeah, well, anyway, long what? story short, it, 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 no, uh, it. No, 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 no. Long story long, let's hear it. <laughs> I've never seen Kiefer rattled like this. He's So anyway, like, yeah, it made my heart, like, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. It, I, I felt like I was going through menopause. I was flushed. I was going to have heat, heat deals going on. And I had wood all day. And poor Heather was blown out after the third time. But <laughs> oh I, I had to take care of business. And 
you know, so she was there for me. But, I mean, we will seven never times. touch that. Seven will, times, she said. We will never touch it again. She said seven times. I was walking through the mall tripping balls because <laughs> I was going through these heat flashes. <laughs> this was terrible for <laughs> Kiefer. So, well, and there's also some other issues. So when you, when you open up all your arteries like that, your blood pressure drops a lot. So if you got out in some really hot weather, I mean, you could – you could, you know. Yeah, I like got a national. Like if you took it, say, at a right. national or something. You could pass you know. out. You get yeah. too hot. Your blood pressure drops so low, you just, you know, DFO. But it, so. it, it, hey, does it make your heart race faster? Does it increase your heart rate? Well, when your blood pressure drops, okay, because all of your arteries dilate. Right. So that, you know, look at it like all of your arteries are tubing. Your heart is the motor pumping fluid through those, and you open all those up. You know, they're supposed to maintain a certain amount of pressure to push the blood to all the extremities. So if you open the size of those pipes up, you got no pressure, yeah. right? Jeez. So yeah, it's no good, dude. I wouldn't recommend it. Right. So now you're not getting blood to your brain, and that's when you get lightheaded and you start passing out. Right. There you go, Will. All that information. You got a lot of information to digest. Right on. Yeah. I was just kind of more motor related, as far not as far as like yeah, you know, in the bedroom. Well, uh, my intention my intention was for motor related, but it switched really Did you quick. Keep on the fritz, dude. Is that what's going on here? No, no, I was right on. I was good to go. Hey, I just thanks, decided thanks, to. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tyler, what's going on? Thanks for calling the show. What's happening? Tyler, are you there? All right. See you later, Tyler. Tyler. Hey, so uh, let's get Kiefer and Ping, you guys, um, new models. Maybe we'll do our podcast again that we do every yeah. year. Maybe we'll do that. 250s are a little late this break year. Break it down a little bit. But what, okay, what bike impressed you most, Ping, out of the ones you've ridden? Um, let's see. Right now, I haven't ridden the Cowies yet. Uh, I didn't go back east for that. But we're picking one of those up this week here. So I've ridden the Honda, I've ridden the Suzuki, and I've ridden all the KTMs. No Yamaha? Um, no. I didn't do either of the Yamaha shootouts. I couldn't. I was working. Or uh, intros, rather. So, um, right now, I, the KTMs are are just awesome. Right. Um, I actually kept a 350 to use for the year. Um, that's our first project we're building up right now. So, and for you, to see how that comes out for you, you'd rather have a 350 to ride than a 450. I don't know. I, I'll have to let you know after I ride it for a year. Um, I was just like stoked on how light it was. And I thought if I can just kind of move the power around and get a little bit, get a little bit more torque in it and, make it to where I don't I'm not really missing that coming out of turns and stuff then right. it might be it might be a better bike for me yeah for me like I agree with you like I, I love the KTM 350 I mean it's shot you say you want a little bit more torque but for the guys out there listening it has a lot of torque coming out of a corner oh, maybe yeah. not as 450 but it is really exciting coming out of a corner no I'm just comparing it to a 450 because yeah you don't you know you get off the 350 and you're like, that's awesome. And right. you ride the 450, and you realize, oh, wow, there's a lot more balls, like, right off the bottom on a 450. But like I said, I think I can adjust it moving around and get gearing right to where I don't miss it, and I'm able to ride it harder and be more comfortable on it and get it to handle better because it's so much lighter. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I'm going to see if I can get it to where the – I don't even miss that. So, And I think I can. And either way, the 450 is awesome, too. I mean – they're just really, really good bikes this year. So, 
Yeah, I wrote uh, we our shootouts are coming. I'm I'm pretty much ridden all of them, and I'm impressed with what Cowie did to theirs. Um, I wasn't ever a big fan of the Cowie the last couple of years, just because it was more rear end biased and and long feeling, and now it has more of a front end feel. Um, the chassis is still good, has good bump absorption, and and but for me, being a front end steering guy, I kind of like that bike a lot more now, just because it's more front end biased, and I have more mm. feeling in the front end, but. Um, if if I was gonna have to go buy a bike, I'd probably go buy it. still a Yamaha 450 or a KTM 350. Just KTM 350, just for the pure fun factor of it. I have a lot of fun when I ride it, and I always seem to smile. And the Yamaha 450, just for the sheer engine um, power it has and spring fork, um, chassis good, balanced, and. There's not as and much. they pay you to test them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm sure. That's what I'm sure. That's what Moen thinks. You know, he thinks I'm a big wiener. Anyway, so. No, I haven't ridden the new Yamaha. I did ride the new Honda, and I was pretty stoked on the changes they made. They added some length to their fork, put a whole new linkage system on it, so it kind of squats the back end down a little bit more, and, and basically creates a balance that the Honda's been missing for years. Like the, the last, you know, several years, the first thing you do to that bike is okay. Let's squat the back end way down, try to pick the front end up, slide the forks down in the tubes, whatever we can do to balance it. And you, in doing that, you'd actually lose some travel in the rear shock. So by them doing it this year, the way they've done it, it's it comes balanced. So I, I jumped right on that thing and had just, it felt comfortable right away, which I, I haven't felt on a stock Honda since they went to the air fork. So, yeah. I'm liking that bike, too. Question in the chat room. Did Tony text you back? Yeah, he did. So Tony texted me back, and uh, he didn't really specify anything major. He just says, yeah, he's one of the guys we're talking to. So oh, they, okay. they are talking to him. Okay. But nothing. About, about Bogle. Nothing signed. Ping. Ping. Asking about Bogle. Um, hey, Josh, Josh. Josh, you there? Yep. What's up? You got a KTM question for Pingree and Kiefer? I do. Um, first, just want to say last week's show, that was awesome, man. Great job. Um so, yeah, I have a question about the uh, KTM, specifically uh, the 4CS forks. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys know or not, but there's a lot of shit talking um, on the 4CS forks lately, um, on the message boards and stuff like that. And most people are just saying, you know, they're shit. You just, you know, you got to buy the cone valves right away. Um, and I, I just want to see, you know, what your guys' uh, take on them um, after riding them a few weeks now. Josh, the mess- message boards also say that I'm quitting Moto too, and they stamped it. So yeah, no, I I, I stuck up for you there somewhat. I, mean, I was the guy who said, you know, you you do uh, you contribute a lot to the sport, you know, whether you agree with uh, what you say or not. I'm yeah. Someone who, uh, you know, you know, I don't always agree with you, but right. Well, uh, who you does? Work, All right. Anyways, okay. So back to the fork question. For me, four CS fork um, is not really good. This year, 2016. <laughs> Is better. They're soft. They're they're valve softer, so mm-hmm. there's some more comfort in the fork. Um, but for me, it's just too soft and it blows through, and it's hard to set up. Um, if you ask any suspension guy, those are the one of the fork forks that is really tough to get right. And I've never got along with the 4CS fork. Um, so I think once they do get a handle on that situation up front, that bike's going to be unstoppable as far as because it has a great engine chassis is good it's just that fork holds it back the shock is is not bad but for me they did an improvement in 16 with you know going softer in the valving but uh it's still just not right yeah and i think it's fine for 
Okay, it's fine for novice level guys. You're not gonna you're not gonna notice it or struggle with it. That softer valving does make it nice. Uh, but this is the last year they're going to have that fork, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, allegedly. So you, you'll probably see something different for 2017. Well, the Euro bikes already come with WP Air. Right. Yeah. So I think that's just going to make its way over here. Seven times, Kiefer. Yeah, it was dirty. Seven times in Look, a day. She looked like a Petaluma. It was like inside <laughs> out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, all right, there you go, Josh. Any other questions? Uh, yeah, hey, Ping, you're going to do a dialed-in uh, video for the uh, KTM 450? Yeah, it's already done, actually, man. It should be up shortly. It's it, They've got it ready to go. Uh, I'm just kind of they're going to post it when they are ready to post it. So keep an eye out awesome. for it. Cool, man. All right. Keeper, uh, it would be awesome if you could do something like that. Man. I mean, I think you have uh, great insight. You know, yeah, it's Dirt Rider magazine. <laughs> Keeper would put on a, an oversized tank and some hand guards and tell you about it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, thanks, uh, thanks, Josh. Appreciate thanks, it, man. Josh. Appreciate the support on the thread, on the Vital MX thread. I'm here in Moto still. So. All right, guys. All right. Well, if Ping turns down my rider coach idea, Kiefer, maybe I'll hire you. There you go. Rider coach. And maybe you could suggest which big bores to use to cheat with. Yeah, Ping was talking <laughs> about dropping big bores in. I yeah, know all about if that. If anybody knows about big bores, it's Chris Kiefer. Drop that fucker right on in. <laughs> Clarence Supercross triples from the inside. That's Everybody, right. Chris Kiefer on a 125. On a 125. Picking up where Barry Karsten left off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Ping, um, thanks for coming on. you got two articles due tonight. We'll let you go. I just want to say that, like that song, like that great band Warrant once said, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And I think, oh, God, I thought you were going cherry pirate. So was I. <laughs> That's weird. Oh, my gosh. What's don't know say? what you got. Till it's gone. That's not warrant. That's not warrant. No. Yeah, that's like uh, scorpions. That's not scorpions. That's like. Oh, that's a striper or some oh, shit. That's a Cinderella. Cinderella. There he goes. Oh, Ping. it's Cinderella. Ping got it. Don't know yeah, what Cinderella. you got till it's gone. Do not question my '80s rock knowledge. That is. Well, good. It's not Hagar. It's not Halen. It's not Hagar. So. Well. All right. Um, <laughs> dude, All I'll right. be back. I promise. Come home. You gotta, Come you home. Gotta give me some time. Come back soon. Hey, hey, Ping, when are you going shootouts? We're not doing them. We're not? We're not doing them. Shootouts, we've made, it, we've made the call. They are an antiquated notion. We're out. I didn't know any of this. Wow. Shocking. Uh, Breaking news. So whose call? Your call? You and Davey? Uh, this was a collective decision. Um, you know, here, <laughs> here's what happens when you shootouts. <laughs> It's a you know how much work it is to put together. Yes. I mean you're coordinating with all the manufacturers. You got to get riders. There's I mean it's like a it's a lot. And yeah. you you're you know you buy food and drinks and spend all this money. You go out. You ride the bikes. That you do the best you can. You know we always did a we we dabbled with two day shootouts and it was just too much. So we we took one day. It was a long ass day. You rode everyone until they couldn't ride anymore. Like like and, Heather Key for that time. She and couldn't take get, anyone. Yeah. You get the you get the best feedback you can and that's what you pass along. And every time you got four manufacturers pissed off. Yeah. One guy's happy. Everyone in the chat room and message boards, oh man, that's bullshit. That bike no. <laughs> they're getting they're probably getting paid by those guys to say that. And this guy sucks. And he used to get Suzuki's back in the day, so he's probably just saying that. Right. I mean, you know, 
at some point we're just like, why are we doing this? Are, are we really going to change people's minds? Are people sitting there reading, okay, I got nine grand and I'm going to buy a bike and I'm going to read this shit out and whatever they say, and that, this is going to change <laughs> I'm my going life. to the dealer, right? No, I mean, a Honda guy is a Honda guy. Also, you know, too, I, I, the, sorry, I interrupt you. I don't think you're their mind. I just don't think you, you are. And so let me just finish my thought and then yeah, you can you jump are. in. Okay. We decided, forget it, because now you literally there's, 15 different shootouts, every dot-com, every magazine in the world doing them. The manufacturers are sick of them. And here's the big kicker, too, that was like the straw that broke our back on it. It's, it's not even valid anymore. The bikes are so close. It's literally just a subjective decision. That's what I was going to say. The bikes are I, so I, good. Like, it's not like it used to be where, oh, man, this bike's so much better, and this one is a complete right. pile. Do not buy this motorcycle. Because there was times when some bikes would just be really bad and some were way better. It's just not like that anymore. Mm -hmm. They're literally all within a fraction of a percentage of each other. So it's like I've said from the beginning, find a dealer that takes care of you. What brands does he sell? Try to ride those if you can, and then pick one that felt comfortable to you. I mean, that would be my suggestion. I, I always, I, I'm on pins and needles waiting for MXA's test on the uh, new Yamaha two-strokes every year. Just can't wait. Just can't. <laughs> Is this where kind of where Dialed In came in? So that's where we went to Dialed In. We said, let's do something. We'll do an introduction, show people the new bikes, what's new, and then we'll do a second, like a follow-up feature, taking that bike, getting any feedback we can from the manufacturer, from race teams, any tips, tricks. We'll put some time on it, whatever we come up with. And we'll pass that along to the folks that are buying those bikes or already have them to help them get their bike working the best they can. That's something that they can use. They're not going to piss and moan about it. I mean, people are still piss and moan about it. <laughs> right. I don't know right. how they can complain <laughs> about just free content anyway. But um, for, for the most part, people have been really stoked on it. Guys that have them are, you know, liking the tips and trying them and, so I'm gonna that, get you that's two. the direction we're going. We're out of we're out of the shootout business. Mm. I'm gonna get you two jerkies pro test riding Project 88 when it's done too. Mm, that sounds fun. That's I'm anxious to see that's that. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I gotta get. I got a couple issues with it, but it's almost. It's 95 percent done. I haven't seen it. Is it 250? Yeah, 250. Mm. Um, thanks, Ping. Thank you for coming on. Please, like I said, come home, please. All right, all right. Prodigal son. What I'll, if I'll I return? What if I went to your house, just kidnapped you, and drove you up to Vegas to do the show? F I mean, you, dude. What's gonna happen? Like no one, like you got no choice. Fire breaks out, and he's gonna be shit out of. Dude, luck. he's kidnapped. Yeah. He's I'll got no I'll choice. I'll lose my job. Yeah, right. I will. No, you can say I got kidnapped. I little Jimmy got kidnapped. Doesn't matter. You're gonna wind call. up in jail then, Stephen. Yeah. What good does that do your fans? Nothing. Fuck it. Okay. Thank you, buddy. You bet, guys. Good, good talk, Pink. Up. All right, see ya. See ya. David Pinger, everybody. Pop and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. Commercial break. We've got to run through some segments. Uh, good talk with, with Ping. I think you guys did a good job. Yeah, I think it was good. He's he's a good guy to listen to as far as testing, too. He, mm -hmm. he's, he's a good test writer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll come back with uh, much more here on the show. And uh, Jason Thomas, too, as well. Stick around. See ya. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, 
And flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing. You'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at BTOsports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Don't miss the Edge of Summer MX event at Soaring Eagle Casino Resort August 28th, 29th, and 30th. It all goes down the weekend following the Indiana Pro National. Gates open at 6 a.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and racing classes include ATV Amateur and Pro Classes Friday, Pro and Amateur Motocross Classes Saturday, and the Amateur Motocross continues into Sunday. Enter to compete on the Mark Barnett built track or just show up to enjoy the action. Come see the all-time winningest motocross racer Ricky Carmichael and freestyle legend and business partner Terry Hart. Day passes begin at $10 for adults. Children 5 and under are free and weekend packages are available. Visit RedBudMX.com for more details. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, I definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves. Of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. 
from Nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Nitro Circus is stoked to announce its greatest ever all-new arena tour coming to 25 North American cities this fall. It's the most extensive run that Nitro Circus has ever undertaken. Hot on the heels of Josh Sheehan's groundbreaking world first triple backflip on a motorbike, Nitro Circus Live's latest creation takes things to a whole new level. Starring 17-time X Games gold medalist Travis Pastrana, the tour will feature unbelievable new tricks, record-breaking feats, insane stunts, and the craziest contraptions ever, plus a whole new repertoire of daredevil fun. In all, there will be more than 10 world's first each never seen in the USA. Combined with a host of outrageous new contraptions launched from the jacked-up, bigger-than-ever Nitro Giganoramp, this is truly a visual experience never seen before. Tickets are available now, and fans looking for the ultimate Nitro Circus experience will want to get their hands on the all-new Nitro Club VIP package. Just $99 each plus applicable service fees, these exclusive passes include the best seats in the house as well as a chance to get up close and personal with Travis Pastrana and the stars of Nitro Circus during an exclusive Q&A session. Nitro Circus! The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within usually safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility notice how we said usually the all-new line of atlas braces are 20 percent lighter have three times more suspension in them maintain the much needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less the experience speaks for itself the only thing left to do is join rv Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. 
For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and cycle trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX.
Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know know these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. First song of choice. Yeah, old rock. Good stuff. Boston. Like it. This was like still, I think, until recently, like the number one selling debut album of all time. Really? Was Boston, yeah. NitroCircus.com coming to a city near you, 25 cities across the continent this fall. Travis Pastrana, 40 of the world's best extreme athletes. Yeah, let it go. Here he comes. One. Check out Pastrana, Josh Sheehan, Adam Jones, Bilko, Cam Sinclair, and way more 
Uh, tour dates, NitroCircus.com. Hoping to have Pastrana on an upcoming show here shortly. Nitro Circus, I saw this at uh, Vegas a few years ago. It's awesome. It's, it's really, really cool. Uh, BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto, BTOSports.com, and Fly Racing, bringing you the Pulp Mech Show. This is our cover boy, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? <laughs> oh, cover boy now, huh? Oh, uh, you're going to be on the cover of Dirt Rider. That's awesome. How many uh, covers you got, JT? Zero. Really? Uh, no, I had a couple of just smaller stuff, so nothing as big as that. No major U.S. mags? Um, not really? ma I would say major, no. You had to be on a cover of a German super magazine. Had to. Uh, yeah, but you said American. Yeah. Oh, oh no. okay. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, cover boy Jason Thomas on the uh, Pubble Mech Show. Boston, more than a feeling. Brought to you by Chris Kiefer. Um, BTOSports.com, Gabby Gibbs. Let's do it. BTOSports.com, Gabby Gibbs. 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 Gabby Gibbs, everybody. Uh, BTOSports.com. Use code PulpMX when you're checking out BTO Sports. Proud sponsor of the uh, BTO Sports KTN team with uh, Jason Thomas this past weekend, Andrew Short, Davey Millsaps, Justin Brayton, and OEM parts, brand new stuff, brand new fly racing gear uh, available on BTOSports.com, among other things, with the BOA system on it, which is fantastic. Uh, fitment. Have you tried it, Kiefer? Yeah. What would you think? I like it. Did you twist the boa? Yeah, yeah, I tried that. Did you untwist it? How'd you go? What'd yeah, you boa? Actually, I twisted it. I'm twisted. a 32. I bet you did. And I twisted it a little tighter. I bet you did. Mm -hmm. um, thanks, uh, thanks everybody, for listening tonight. Uh, Grant Langston was on. Timmy Ferry was on. We had Raul from Soaring Eagle Casino uh, and Resort on. And we had Jeremy Martin on, 250 motocross champion. Uh, big news today in the sport. Uh, Justin Barsha of the JGR team. Inking up for two more years. Did you see that, Kiefer? Yep, I did. Thoughts? That's a good move. You know, getting paid. He likes the bike. He likes the team. Starting to gel. Mm-hmm. Smart. JT, thoughts? Justin Barsha? Jeremy Martin signed? Or Jer did Barsha? Barsha. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I was actually a little surprised, but um, I think in recent weeks they've kind of ironed out the kink, so it makes sense. Right. All right, here we go. Where else, where else would he go? I mean, yeah. I maybe, but. I don't know. I don't think they have money to pay two guys at that level. No. I got the kind of impression well, Pike, that... Pike is there next year for sure, too, as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. I got the impression, too, that Jeremy was he was giving kudos to KTM a lot. I was like, hmm, I wonder if he's setting something up for himself for 450s. He's like, yep, yeah, good team over there, great guys. They're just a little bit like... I was like, huh. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, these questions are submitted to Twitter. Uh, at Paul Bamek Show, Gab, Devin Gibbs goes through them, sorts out the best ones, and uh, let's do it, Gibbs. All right, Kyle wants to know, you know, we've obviously stamped that Stewart's winning the Monster Energy Cup, but he wants to know if anyone will ever beat Villos 3 to win, and if anybody, who will it be? Well, nobody will beat it. No they can tie it. it. Okay, well, whatever. Uh, who will do it again? Kinnard, I mean, sure, it'll get done. Kanar almost did it last year. Kanar would have done it had he not fallen. What was his question? I didn't even get it. Sweeping the three main events in the Monster Cup. Oh, okay. Winning the Monster Million. Uh, sure. Yeah, no doubt. No, someone else will do it. I have no doubt. And it'll probably be done in about 
couple months from now. You think James is going to stomp everybody? Yeah. Mm. It's over. Okay. You think James is going 3-3? Three, three? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Right. So it's done. Uh, Stewie's coming back. Um, sh- I think without a doubt someone does it and gets the million bucks. Trey was close last year. Yeah. Right, JT? He hadn't fallen. He was going to get Davey. Oh, I think it was, yeah, it was inevitable. He yeah. just uh, got a little excited there. Right. I think the pressure got to him a bit. Yeah, a little bit. All right, next question. All right, I don't know if he means of all time or just this year, but Ben wants to know what are the best Supercross and outdoor battles. Let's just say of all time. Um, well, Stu and RC outdoor battles are pretty epic. That was good. Pretty epic. Um, my first race that I ever went to, Supercross, was 1986, Anaheim, which RJ and Bailey. Yep. That was a good one. That was a great one. Atlanta in 1990, indoors, was great. JT was on the floor for that one, standing there as a little child. What about yep. Ben Townley versus uh, RV? Eh, good. Yeah, good. Not uh, not one that particularly stands out for me. So. All right, Ernie uh, wants to know, does Marvin's mechanic catch blame for his bike? What happens if he does, and does things get ugly behind the scenes? No. No and no. Frankie Latham, Marvin's mechanic, has been around a long time, won a lot of races, a great mechanic. Everybody makes mistakes. Riders tip over in turns. This wasn't Frankie's fault, I don't believe. So, uh, but, um, I mean, I don't think, yeah, I don't think at all that comes down to a mechanic. All these guys are on these teams are put in that position because they're good mechanics and mistakes happen. So. Uh, Will wants to know: Do you think uh, Bogle made enough uh, enough of a case to earn a good ride for 2016? Well, Is it going to be? We talked about that. Moto concepts. Yeah. Is that where he's? He'll have a ride. We just don't know. Might don't be. know where. People want to put like want your opinion, Steve. Well, we talked about it for 10 minutes. Well, where do you All think he's Bogle? going? We where talked you... about that for 10 minutes. All right, dude. You're I mean, just, you're I... very vague do with some any, of these questions. Do we have anything else to offer about this Bogle thing? We literally no, not just this Bogle down. one, but the other questions before. You're getting pretty vague, man. Pretty vague. All right. Just I, Can you just not ask questions that we talked about for 15 minutes? <laughs> I mean, does I any, want an answer. Does anybody have anything to offer about Bogle that we didn't already offer? I, I texted Tony. I don't got anything else. And then, yep, I don't have anything on Bogle. Yeah, we're done with Bogle. All right. Uh, let's see. Nate wants to know, what do you guys attribute Osborne, Martin, Amart, a- and Pike's late season slumps to? Osborne was weird. Wasn't that good. Amart got sick the last two weeks. Osborne was tired. You think? Well, I just kind of know mm-hmm. from sources, and I've talked to him a little bit. and He, he had a long, it's his you know, whole year here, and then he moved to, to Colorado, and that was really tough. You know, that, yeah. I think being elevation and training hard with with John, kind of, you know, dr- right. drug his ass out a little bit, you know. Uh, JT, I talked to somebody about Pike's season, and near the end it kind of didn't go great. And they thought that maybe, you know, it was one of those things too where the whole season caught up to a guy like that. Um, Maybe, but didn't he, he raced all season last year, right? Um, Yeah, I think he did, didn't he? Because he got the RCA try, but he was still a privateer, right? right? Well, yeah, and Supercross. Yeah, yeah, or an outdoors, yeah. yeah, a four right, wheel. Right. But he raced all Supercross, right. too. Yeah, uh, no, there's no doubt Weston. Yeah. Weston kind of, I mean, he's probably pretty beat up, too, man. The guy yeah. had a lot of injuries this year. If you even think back he to Supercross. A lot. Yeah, if you think back to Supercross, too, right? How many guys yeah. are actually like Dungy? Very, very few. I mean, that guy's like indestructible. Right. You, you go to work, 
race, go to work race for how many weeks out of the year? Well, we had a stat last week. Hobo Nick came up with a stat, and it was 97% of races eligible to races he's raced, and he blows everyone else away. Here's the stat right here. That's freaking gnarly shit, man. Look at Hobo's, Hobo's stats he did. So, yeah, you're right. It's RV, Stu, Chad, none of them can touch. Villapoto, I said RV, can touch what Dunge's done. So, all right, next question. Uh, Tyson Stagall wants to know what's up with Roxon not hitting the big jumps consistently. He didn't do the big one this weekend, and he didn't do the uphill at Millville. Is it his back? What big ones that he didn't do? I didn't know he didn't do it. Well, any. Millville, he didn't do it. We talked about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but the um, Indiana, he did the uphill triple. I thought he did. He didn't do, he didn't do it every lap. He did miss it a few times. That was, there, our uh, setup was right in front of that. Right. I, and I, I think his bike's slow. I was watching it, and I was watching Tickle, too. And they were trying hard to make it, man. And I haven't ridden their bike, so I'm just completely objectively looking at it. But they were they were look, looking like they were pulling up pretty damn hard to make it. Were the 450s going on the inside of that corner and still making it? Um, Not really. I saw a couple guys do it. I saw Dunge do it. But they're generally going through the middle. Middle. Now. Uh, middle to outside. None other than Timmy Ferry weighed in and said, if you went inside before that big jump and then inside after it, it was faster. But I didn't see anybody else doing that. That was just Timmy's own, <laughs> yeah. own words. Well, yeah, the line was to go through the middle like Dunge was. That was that was the line. Right. Yeah. All right, next question. All right, Eric wants to know if Fasciati got uh, Fasciati got a decent ride in the U.S., how much less of a money would he would make than staying in Canada? Depends what ride, I mean. I mean, you'd think he'd go to, like, TLD. Yeah, I don't know. Hard to say. He probably such a wide range of where he could what he could make. Right. Maybe if unknown base salary, he probably would make about the same, I would think. Uh, down here, I don't think, even though he's multi-time champion, I don't think he's getting any salary down here. You don't think you get 100 G down here? <sighs> from, like from the team or from yeah. gear? No, team. Gear, he's getting like 30 if he's lucky. Team, I don't, I don't I wouldn't think JT 100, would you? A guy like that? I mean. Total? Just from a team, 100. Uh... I don't know. Maybe it depends on. I don't know. It depends on how well he could ride Supercross. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Dylan wants to know who wins the Glen Helen GP MX1 class. Depends who's there. Anderson's out, right? Dungey's out. Barsha's out. Barsha was never in, but yeah, no. he's not there. Um, geez, I don't know. Fabra. <laughs> Fabra's yeah. Fabra's hauling. Caroli's racing though. Yeah, but he's coming off injury. Yeah. yeah. Fever's freaking fast, man. I watch GPs religiously every weekend, and dude, he's impressive. I think this, I think this, Glenn, I think this thing's gonna be a dud again. You think so? I think we're gonna have Savashi's getting surgery. He's not racing. Tonis probably won't race. Adams out. Um, TLD Osborne, guys are in. Right? Os, Osborne's out. Um, Porcel, I get is Porcel racing? I don't know. I haven't heard that. I heard Anderson was out. Uh, who's racing? Yeah, from U.S., I have uh, no Jeremy idea. Martin said tonight he's not in. Cooper Webb on a 450? I heard that was in. Yeah. Ryan Morris. But doesn't Fabric have Cooper Webb covered, JT? Faciality? So he said, oh, Febra. Febra. Yeah, I think the French guys are the favorite in each class, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, is um, 243, he's French? Hmm? 250 No. Geyser? Geyser? No, he's uh, what is he? JT. Um, 
Uh-huh. Why do I'm forgetting? I should know this. Are you Russian? Ants? No, 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 no. And Ansi's freaking winning all that shit. Ansi's killing it right what he is. No, Geyser is uh, someone in the chat. Ukrainian? No, he's a weirdo, but Slovakian. Okay. Slovakian. All right, next yeah, question. I don't have a chance in hell. <laughs> all right, uh, Mim wants to know, in light of Steve's stance on dropping bikes, uh, is the ghost bill over the finish line acceptable, or are you going to be a dick and be like, hey, dude, don't do that? No. Jeremy Martin ghost rode his bike after the finish. Uh, after no. winning his championship. He won a title. He doesn't have to race the next moto. The season is over. Ghost ride the shit out of it. And it wasn't that big of a ghost. If you're Josh Grant and you win the first moto and you ghost ride, that's stupid to me. You got a, you got a limited time to get your bike back together. Your mechanics got to fix a bunch of shit that you ghost ride. You just want a moto. You didn't win a a title or even the overall, so that's where I stand on ghost rides. All right, uh, Ryan wants to know to everyone who does uh, who does better in the 450 class in Supercross: Musquin or Porcel? Muscan. JT. In Supercross? Yeah, Supercross. Uh, I'm gonna go with Muscan. Yeah, I think it's been a really long time since Porcel's raced Supercross. And right. just don't you feel like Muscan like? I guess this probably comes across wrong, but like Muscan, like would actually want and care. <laughs> I mean, Purcell would care and want and everything, but you know, if he gets a, if he doesn't get a start, Purcell will be ninth. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like Marvin, well, I think that I think that I think they're really close on ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that Marvin's just got a much better program underway, and right. he just came off a Supercross title where he dominated. So I just think he's in a kind of a better place going into Supercross than Christoph would be. Yeah. All right, next question. All right, uh, Paul has two questions. His first question is, uh, do you think Eli Tomac is going to have similar or same problems as Roxon as far as changing bikes? And he also wants to know, have you guys heard anything on what Jumping Jake is doing for 2016? I haven't heard anything about Weimer. Oh, Weimer. Weimer. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him Nick Way's teammate, though, but I know he doesn't want to ride a Cowie. Jake does he, doesn't? No. Does he have to ride a Cowie with Nick? Probably not, right? I don't think so. Could he ride in Well, Nick has a good rapport with Cowie. I know. But I don't think Jake's riding a Cowie, no matter what he's doing. I don't see him does on Does he have a problem with Cowies or just doesn't want to ride it? Doesn't want to ride a Cowie. Okay. Um, And, JT, what about uh, uh, Tomac's adjustment to a Cowie? Are we going to see a Roxon uh, issue? I would not expect that, no. And you know what? That new bike is a little bit more neutral. I don't think he's going to be as as tough to get used to from his Honda. The toughest thing for Eli is he had he's not going to be riding until November. That's going to be the toughest thing. Yeah, that will be. So, God, that long, wow. Yeah. All right, uh, Daniel wants to know, Plessinger caught Cooper in Moto1. Uh, was Cooper sandbagging for Martin, but the wrong teammate caught him? No, I don't think so. Anybody think no, that? It looked like legit. Plessinger was just on it. Yeah. <laughs> he was just on it. All right, final question. Uh, Austin wants to know, did Oldenburg earn enough for a TLD ride next year, or what did he have to finish to get a ride? Does he get a ride? What happens? I think he does get a ride. I think uh, that might be happening. I think if not already, I think it is happening. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you think, JT? Uh, I would have said I would have said probably not, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Now is Justin Hill going there? Because I heard he was. 
Now I heard he's not. He wants wants to stay. He's going to fight this thing a little bit. Like I heard both sides. Hmm. Like he's kind of going to say like, "Hey, no way." I don't think he has room to fight. I don't know. I don't know what his contract is. You know how these contracts are, but I just weird. Like you know, I know he has another year on his contract. But and you know, if you're that saying, team's getting switched over to that team. Okay, but, but if you're saying Oldenburg is staying, well, they got um Nelson. Nelson. They got uh McElrath. McElrath. Oldenburg. They got the other kid. No, they got another kid coming up. What kid? Oh, that Cantrell. Alex kid. Fry. Alex. Alex Fry? No, Fry's Fry. Orange Brigade, isn't he? He's he's gonna be on TLD, TLD for sure. He has oh, a deal. Okay, so well, Amy, and JT know. would know, uh, but no, yeah, he does for sure. Right. So now you're gonna add Oldenburg, and you're gonna add Hill, and how many guys are you gonna add? Right. Yeah, right. Like it doesn't make. They can have five. Hmm. I think if I'm Hill, I'm a little pissed. But what are you gonna do? But the thing, why would you be mad if you're getting the exact same shit? Because it's gonna be a factory team. So what's the what's the problem? It's just gonna yeah, have different it's a graphics. Different, though. You're in a different truck with different technicians and different, lots of different things. Yeah, I just think you'd be a little. I mean, I get it, but. Huh. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe the bike's the same, but you're still on a different team. Like it's all different people, you know. I yeah. just think you would so. being a KTM factory 250F team. You still would be associating yourself with the same people, but maybe not just in the truck with you. So I don't know. It's all different mechanics and all that. Stuff. Right. The same equipment, but. Yeah. What happened to your phone? Your phone's it's all weird. Sorry. There, still a different there situation. Um, yeah. So anything else? Is that it? Gibbs? Uh, BTOsports.com. Gabba Gibbs. Use the code PulpMX when you're uh, checking out to save yourself money. Brand new. Well, not a brand new site anymore, but BTOsports.com. OEM parts. And uh, the new Fly Racing gear is there. So you can check it out there. Uh, the Sector Boot is there. Adam Entenapp's Boot of Choice. Seven Deuce Deuce. Have we heard from him lately? Had another surgery on his wrist. Yeah. Have you heard that, JT? Bummer for him. His wrist didn't heal. All right, All JT right, has no opinion time. about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, he had another wrist and another wrist injury, so he's going to be uh, – I think he's coming in here soon, but – No riding for a bit? Not going to ride for a little bit. Bummer. Mm. Hey, uh, this is a show that uh, – it's a show that the, the fans called – uh, fans call in and listeners call in and industry people call in, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So we have on the line to kind of maybe clarify a little bit about this uh, Justin Bogle thing. Mike Genova, owner of Moto Concepts. What's going on, Mike? How are you? Steve, good. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling in. Well, yeah. You know, I haven't talked much lately, and so I just wanted to call in and say, hey, how are you? We're good, man. We're uh, talking a little bit about Justin Bogle and some of the MCR rumors that are out there um, floating around. What, anything you can tell us? Well, we're, we're reaching out to him uh, and his agent and trying to put something together that might make sense. But, you know, if it doesn't make sense for him or it doesn't make sense for us, obviously, obviously it doesn't make sense. So um, we'd love to have a guy of his caliber. Um, I think that we could provide him a good platform of uh, good bikes. I think our bikes are a little bit proven. And, um you know, I, hopefully we can keep things in, in, in a way where that he feels good about it and does well with us if he joins us. And so it's all about, you know, knocking it, uh, you know, putting it through the motions and seeing what comes out. Right. Yeah, it'll be a good hire for you guys. Are, oh. you, guys, are, going, are you guys going to Honda, or is this something still going to be the same thing where you guys get to pick what you guys feel like you want to ride? Well, we always have picked what we like until somebody pays us to ride something differently. And I think that's one of the advantages of our program. And, you know, that's one of the advantages we're trying to present to a guy like Justin and our other guys that we're talking to is, 
hey, if things aren't quite the way you want it, uh, we'll make it that way. And so, you know, um, the good news is, is that I guess good news is consistent news is we've chosen to um, to go to a Honda. Vince has been riding them, and Mike's been riding Vince's bike a little bit. And he feels like the bike better suits him. So it'll be a Honda, but, you know, we're working some things out, trying to work some things out with Honda. And, and uh, you know, if it's, if it's Honda supporting us, then it'll be – the red flying colors of Honda. If right. it's not, it'll be the white MCR bike like it has been, but looks like it's going to be a Honda all the way through. Oh, good. Yeah, and Vince, uh, we saw him at Washougal, uh, 1111, great rides in both motos. He won Calgary. He was riding well in the East Coast 250s until he got hurt. So you got to be pumped with Freeze's rides pretty much this year, almost always, every time he lines up. Well, I think guys like you, Steve, know that um, a guy like Vince has been – actually doing better progressing every year, year in, year out. And he's been with my program for multiple years and there isn't a nicer kid. I know he gets a bad rap of being kind of gnarly with her, but he's a really good kid and hard worker. And he, you know, he's gotten a little more serious in the last couple of years, but the good news is, is he's on the climb and, and yeah, Vince is a great starter, a uh, tough competitor, not a crasher, consistent guy. We really think that Vince, you know, if the cards fall where they may um, or whether we hope that they do, you know, Vince can be tenor or even lower. I mean, he's a good rider. Yeah, no, it's good. So he's got, he's on the team next year, like stamp, locked in? Um, I've had, you know, I'm kind of, we kind of do things a little different here, more of a handshake and we figure out the nuts and bolts of it. But, right. yeah, I mean, um, for the most part, unless somebody uh, offers him a lot more money or whatever than I'm offering him, I, I would think Vince is here. We kind of. Right. We kind of think of it as uh, as family. So, has he signed the contract? No. Have right. I given him one? No. Have I given him an offer that we both said was, was looks good? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, anything could happen, but for right. the most part, I think he's in. Is there a reason why he ran a, uh, an older model Honda this year versus the the fifteen? Is there a reason why he ran a fourteen? Well, again, we we don't we we run stuff that we think is working best for the. You know the you know what what frame or chassis is working the best and so on. So, you know those the you know, those 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 of you guys that know you know we've been running two and three year old Suzukis right. and and a couple year old Hondas and stuff for lots of different reasons. So, it just works to our advantage to be able to say you know that this year's bike isn't necessarily better, maybe not even be as good as last year's. So, we pick what we think is best for the rider and what the rider you know really likes the best tough year for the 800 this year uh you know start a supercross pretty good uh won a heat race and um riding well then injury struck and then he kind of bed daytona bad crash for him then before calgary heard a sternum you guys didn't have the results in the gps you you needed or what we thought mike could do uh talk about that a little bit and and you know and what you hope to get the old 800 back i guess right for for 2016 yeah, you know, that is a, it is kind of an experiment. You know, Mike's at the point in his life, and, you know, one of the things I think we try to pride ourselves, we try to say it like it is, and, and the reality is, is Mike's at a point in his life where, you know, he's he's married, he's thinking about kids and everything else, and, and while we know he can ride a bike as well as anybody, but, you know, it, it takes that extra desire to go that extra 10%, if you will, and and sometimes I think Mike wonders if he wants to do that. And then other times he wants to and then doesn't. And also, 
And part of the reason that takes place, I think, is because he's just had a tough year with injuries. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing gigantic. You know, he had some MCL stuff that takes a month to get repaired, and and then he whacked himself pretty good at Daytona, and and so on. And all that kind of adds up to you. Just you just kind of the normal fan doesn't understand that these guys, you know, they train and ride. You know, they race for thirty weeks plus, and then they train for another ten or whatever. They never get a break, and in, if you factor in travel and then injuries on top of that, it can just knock the the snot out of a guy to the point where he's just he's not on his game. And so I think when we went to Europe, that was kind of a fun experience in a lot of ways, but it was humbling. And so mm-hmm. you know, hey, these guys are fast. Number one, number two is you better make sure your motorcycle is dialed in and set up to their style or their dirt or whatever you want or their tracks right right. and that's just not as easy as people think of like you read about it in a magazine and then go do it you know you gotta you know we got a diary as long as our arm of every racetrack in america you know that we go race at. Mm -hmm. but when we go over there it's like uh, well you know so in summary mike mike was injured a lot this year it took a lot but it took some air out of his balloon if you will and um you know the europe thing you know, the Europe, you know, so so everybody understands is that the motocross thing to us was um, we really believe that Supercross for us is a better business model than the only one that works. And motocross, while we all love it as riders and, and fans, um, it costs an incredible amount, um, as you know, Steve, to rebuild bikes and, and, and so on, the travel for the trucks and the team house. And we just really struggle with whether or not the model provides us uh, the platform to even remotely try to, uh, you know, obtain uh, support. Right. And so it's like, well, if we can't really gain any financial support, um, and I know that a lot, we're not the only ones that feel this way, you know, that it's like, why do it? The, I totally agree. It's, it is way more expensive. It's way more miles. But, geez, Mike, uh, two trips to Europe and staying over there and going to Calgary and go to Gopher. Or, no, you didn't actually go to Gopher, but you were supposed to. And then go to Washougal, you, you dropped some coin anyways, didn't you? Or was it still, still no, a savings? You know, I mean, yeah. not, not really. I mean, to 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 go from you know we had our truck. We live in Spokane, so we had our truck here, and um, to go from here to Calgary is six or seven hours, and then come back down and go to Washougal. You know, you're really only talking about let's call it a thousand miles in in, in total, and. And 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 then to Europe, you know, I mean, it's you know, other, I mean, you know, we were those guys went over there for three weeks. We mm-hmm. lived at a friend of ours' house. They didn't have any room and board per se. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah. You know, I mean, when we run, a, what people may not realize is that even when we, you know, it, it costs ten to twenty thousand dollars a week to go racing for a motocross team of our caliber. Right. And that's not inclusive of you know salaries or to the riders or mm-hmm. wear and tear on the bikes or that's just hard costs to, to fill the truck with gas and food and, and airplanes and hotels it, it costs ten to twenty thousand dollars and so right you go do that for 12 races you're dropping you know two three hundred thousand without any you know without any salaries again or or, or, or bonuses or whatever right. so it gets expensive. So no, we didn't spend. We didn't. We probably spent a tenth of that going and having some fun in Europe and and in Washougal and and uh, a race or two in Canada. 
It's uh, it's early, obviously, but would you are you planning on doing the same outdoor program again, or do you even know for 16? We do have some ideas on what we're going to do for um, outdoors, and mm-hmm. you know I think that's one of the things sticking um, points with with Justin is is maybe you know we we don't intend to do motocross um, in its traditional manner. Right. Um, uh, Again, you know, we we sat down with our guys and asked them. I mean, I would have ran our program for more races, but talking to our group, whether it's the riders or the manager or the mechanics, it's like, well, we go and do three races or four races or twelve or whatever. What's mm-hmm. it? What, what's it? Really? So, I you know, we believe as a group that that thirty races is too much for an athlete especially one that's getting beat up on a dirt bike. And so what's the answer? Do we just keep doing it? Or do we say, you know what, we think 16, 17 races is enough. And and to go do the others is hard on our athlete. It increases the chance of, 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 of injury. And we spend a bunch of money that, you know, that, that is not really – able to be get returned on um and from mm-hmm. support because right. god bless motocross but it's it's tough uh the tv's tough the attendance is tough it's hard to solve and hard to gain money so right. so no i in terms of motocross next year we'll probably we look at our riders and go why don't you take the summer off and go and ride some money races and make five grand or four grand on a money race, right? Mm-hmm. Three or four or five of those and make some money during supercross. If you want to ride motocross, we've told our guys, Hey, if you can get a job in, in, you know, Canada, maybe that makes sense. You can get paid a few bucks and right. go up there and race 10 races, but the 12 race series with no real financial gain for anybody. It's tough. Well, Kiefer, if these guys get Bogle under their tent for supercross, it's big. It- could change the game for them right there. I mean, I think Mike's a good rider too, and but I mean Bogle, I think's on a little bit different level than Mike right now. Mike's getting older, like you know, yeah, like Genova said, and Bogle's on the uprise, and yeah, it could be good. And and I think it's good for you. I mean, you guys are changing the way things you know are getting looked at, and and I and I agree with you guys. I think you guys should you know pick and choose what works for the rider, and then and that gives the rider a lot of confidence. You know, hey, I can. I can choose what I like, and I can choose what makes me go fast on the track. So, kudos to you guys for doing that. Yeah, it should be yeah. should be exciting if you get them. It'd be good for you guys. Yeah, shake it up well, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we, we do view it that way. Um, I don't want to underscore or undersell, I guess, uh, Mike's accomplishments. I mean, again, you know, you say, well, Mike isn't this or is that, but you know, in 2012, Mike finished sixth in the Supercross series and course second in the moto so to me that's often forgotten that mike isn't you know a good rider it's like god bless justin i think he's got a ton of talent but mm-hmm. it's one thing to say a guy can do it but there's another thing of saying a guy did do it and so i i, I do agree with you i think he's got a, uh, that's why we're looking at him but on the flip side it's like we don't we i'm kind of different it's like show me what you did do before we talk about, you know, you know, to, to view it in the big picture, I guess. Right. Right. Well, cool, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for setting the record straight. I appreciate it. Um, we didn't plan on having you on, but it's good for our listeners and good to know what was up and 
talk about the plan a little bit. And, uh, yeah, like I said, if you get Justin Bogle and you add him to the 800 and you add him to Freeze, who's already put in some great rides, it's, that's a solid program there. So, Yeah, um, we hope so. And, well, thanks for having me and, and, and taking the late call. But I, I was listening. Um, I do once in a while. And, yeah. Uh, I had time tonight. And always listen, like listening to the show. And uh, if I can offer any positive whatever to the program yeah. I'm, I'm here to do it no worries thanks mike thanks for calling see ya thank you, you all right see ya. all right mike you know everybody team owner uh mcr motorsports and i get it what he's saying i mean mike is a good rider but yeah i just think raw speed you put them up to you know yeah. each other no, I, think I, think, I think everybody would admit that but and and mike has stepped up his supercross skills i mean he is better at supercross um, why wow, he's such a great starter right he puts himself in position with that right yep. there Race Tech, uh, the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension mod company. Speaking of Race Tech, or speaking of Michael Lessie and Vince Freeze, they use Race Tech. And uh, Racetech.com, use code PulpMX2015. Save yourself money, Race Tech. And they got a full service engine shop up and running with state of the art equipment. Racetech.com, Kiefer, if anybody knows the suspension and how important it is, it's you. And so why don't you tell our listeners that they should at least get the oil changed in their suspension, yep. get the right spring right. Yeah, if you guys dial are, in your suspension. Yeah, yeah. Just do it. It makes it feel a go lot ahead. better when you give you a rebuild in your shims and your and your oil and everything. It, it helps out a lot. Trust me. All right, here we go. Some e emails and response by Race Tech. Uh, John sent this in. I think you're on to something, Steve. I don't know what I was talking about, but I've noticed that Vital. If you're not a full-on cheerleader for, however, whatever guy B thinks, the MX world should be. He'll throw you out. Imagine that a moto form where no real dialogue can go on. Does he get daily talking points, memos like the Republican Party sends out all their cronies? I saw some graffiti at Comfortsville. It said Guy B likes cock. Hilarious stuff. I should have taken a photo of it. I don't know anything about Guy B and blocking you on, on Vital, and who gives a shit anyways? Um, if, you, if, if you don't like what Guy B does on Vital, go to another motorboat. There's lots of motorboards out there. Motoboards? Motorboard. Moto okay. He said motorboat. Motor he said motorboat. Motorboat. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's on your mind. Uh, I don't know anything about Guy B blocking you and whatever. And it's his board. So if he wants to block yeah. you, block you. All right. Go it's to like a different show. one. Yeah, go to another one. You don't like Pope? Go to DMXS. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Patrick said, hey, Steve, a couple of bike cleaning questions. I'll throw this to you, uh, Kiefer. What's the best way to get boot scuff marks off plastics and off the frame? Mm -hmm. This is good. I know this. So what I clean my boots, that, yeah. and and I use use Comet cleaner. A little, it's a little abrasive, but you just use a tiny bit on a rag, and that'll get the scuff marks off of the shrouds, the black marks from your pants, or any kind of scuff marks. Mm -hmm. And Comet, Comet cleanser, or and then you use the same stuff on your boots, get some shiny right off the bat. And your frame, you just use Scotch Brite. It's gonna be forty and Scotch Brite. I, I use SOS pad. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. What's the best way to get mud out of the grips on a gripper seat? I mean, that's tough. It's funny they say that because I'll wash the new bikes and some of them have that grippy material, especially like the KTMs. Yeah. And the mud will stain yeah. in that thing. And I even use simple green on the son of a I bitch. Mean, would, would you just use a brush maybe? Yeah, I've tried you know? scrubbing it. Sometimes there's still a little tinge of mud in there. So that's a tough deal. Doug said this in. Uh, I've been listening to the show for the last couple of years and just love it. With a variety of co-hosts, it really changes the dynamic of the show. Each week I download the shows from the archives when I travel. It makes the time fly by. Thank you, and keep the great shows coming. All right, Doug. I agree that the rotating co-host is uh, much better than Watson and hating life when he was here. Less stressful for you? Yeah. Jeez, one of my dogs just farted here. Oh, my God. Sorry. Can I smell that or no? That was is me. that Heather? Yeah, it was Heather. Oh, 
Josh, <laughs> Josh sent us in. Hey, Steve, uh, we need you. We need your help, please. Can you please get Adam Midas on the next show to bring attention to the Behind the Dream series? We need to get him back to produce next year's series. This past year's was poorly done. I believe his work contributes a lot to the growth of a sport. Keep up everything you do, Steve. Just regards, Josh. I agree. Problem with Boy. that is Troy wants more money, and they don't want to pay him. So they're just going to take his idea, take his concept, and uh, produce have, a shittier show. Have you watched Kyle Cowling's stuff that he's doing? I have not. That's pretty good. I'm, it. I'm enjoying that. I've watched a few of his stuff before. What's it called? The series he's got now? It's, a, it's like a regular series, right? Yeah, it's like a it's like on the pay on demand series. Yeah, he did one with Shorty. Yep. Uh, Josh Grant too. Uh, Josh Grant, and then did with uh, Reslin and uh, Jimmy. Okay. Yeah. Um, Reslin and who? Jimmy. Jimmy Albertson. Oh, top Jimmy. Um, I I didn't like his stuff before that much. I mean, whatever. I'm not. It's not like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm Cisco and Ebert here, but. But I think it, it I, what he's doing the next episode with Sean Collier and. Uh, so I gotta buy him. I'm not gonna pay. I'm yeah, gonna buy, you I'm gotta gonna buy him. But if it's if it's good, if it's, a, it's a good documentary, you know, and I I think it's gonna be good. It's a little bit about the sport and yeah. what you don't see. So right. it's cool. Yeah. Um. Then the Red Bull. What's it called? Red Bull MX Nation. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is good. Troy doing it. He, he, and I like his voiceovers. Honestly, like. Good. These uh. I feel like these jackasses in the industry, like, I just, God, it pisses me off. I mean, I'm busy as shit, but I wish I had someone to pay me to make a video. Okay. Like, make, like, like, I've got some good ideas. Like, what would you do? Like, dude, I'd I'd do some good stuff, some behinds. I'd be, first of all, leaning towards more humor. Okay. You know the skit we did with JT? Yes. Small man? Yes. Big heart? Yes. That kind of stuff. I got tons of those ideas. You couldn't get a sponsor to do that stuff? I've tried. Nobody I've tried. I've asked. You know, I mean you gotta I've been talking serious money, like not cheese ball a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? It's not worth it. I mean like money money. Right. And I'll make you some videos. I won't film it at all. Kickstarter count, bro. Dude. <laughs> please. Um I just know I could do a good job. I know. All right, Jason sent this in. Firstly, I have no idea how I emptied my life without your janky radio show. My empty life w was without your janky radio show. You and your rotating band of degenerate co-hosts produce a surprisingly good podcast. I caught up with current shows. I got curious about vintage shows. Recently, I listened to Alessi Berluti installment. Some of the conversations seem uh, edited. Did you edit the Q&A? No, I never edit the shows afterwards, uh, Josh. I know it may sound like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it skipped a little bit or maybe the recording. I don't go back and edit anything out. Um, so there. Um, all right, here's here's one for you, Kiefer. Cole sent this in. Cole. Trickle. Pistical. Hey, y'all. First of, first of all, thank you for all your hard work on the show and everything else. So back on October 13th, I was shot in the chest by a lovely member of our police department. I won't get into the details, but don't be in a car when a black kid steals a beer in DeLon, Florida. Anyways, the 40. It's still in my chest. It's lodged in my shoulder blade. It blew my collarbone the fuck out. Broke two ribs and went through my lung. It sucked. It still sucks. Damn. The pain is constant. So my question is, how do these guys come back from injuries? I mean, mine is bad, but shit, dudes in our sport break their backs, and in six months, they're back riding. I'm back riding. I've got a race in the 30th. This may seem dumb, but hopefully you've got someone on the phone or a studio that's had a career-ending injury but is overcome and is back on the bike. I want to know how they block out the pain. Do they just eat oxys like candy? Again, thanks for the show. I was laid up for over a year, and the only highlight was your show. Well, I, I mean, mean I've been through some tuff. I've collapsed my lungs. I've broken ribs and yeah. legs, and but 
all this, all the pain kind of subsided for me. So, I mean, I don't live with pain every day. I mean, I have aches and pains like everyone else, but, right. um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like Trey Kennard's a great, great person to ask that. And, you know, and I got shot, dude, in know. the chest, bro. That's gnarly. Don't be stealing shit. No, he didn't steal shit. I know, but I'm oh. saying if you see someone stealing, get the fuck out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> I'll walk home. Gnarly. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a tough deal. If you live with pain, I don't. I, I I couldn't tell you. I'm not the guy to to answer that question. Don't right. take Don't take Viagra though. <laughs> F you, dude. Seven times. You, you do You do have that advice for somebody. <laughs> don't take Viagra. Uh, that has been wah, the Race wah, Tech wah. email segment. Racetech.com. Uh, suspension for some of some of the top pros out there: Ben Lemay, Michael Lessie, Vince Freeze, among others, and a brand new engine department. And just use the code. Get some Get some oil work done. Get some bushings changed out. Get uh, get your suspension tuned for you perfectly. Race Tech, thanks to those guys from Race Tech. Uh, awesome guys, great sponsor of ours. Time for the NFAB question of the day. The NFAB question of the day. N-Fab.com, dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest look and hottest sort of accessories. Probably built in Houston, Texas. N-Fab.com. Uh, the big big part of the uh, Bar- uh, JGR team with Barsha, Pike, and Nicoletti. And uh, Eddie Ray, big NFAB guy, coming back in the studio soon. Eddie can't believe all the people that told him how awesome he was on the show. That's cool. Eddie's very excited for all these people telling him how awesome he is. <laughs> I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Eddie is never – Eddie's mind is blown by all the people telling him. That's cool. So, Eddie Ray's coming back. When I think of NFAB, I think of Eddie Ray. When I think of Eddie Ray, I think of NFAB. Keep truck or SUV parts. Visit NFAB.com. Use the uh, – Use the, use the contact form on pulpamex.com. Email me. I'll get you a discounted NFAB. Here's the NFAB question of the day. Will James Stewart win the Monster Energy Cup? Wasn't that stamped? Fuck you. Yes, he will. That's uh. been the NFAB question of the day, everybody. N-FAB.com. James Stewart will be back, and he will win the uh, Monster, I know everything. The Monster Energy Cup. And Chris Kiefer, you don't even get a chance. That's fine. I wasn't going to agree with you. It's going to be tougher than you think it's going to be, but, yeah, I think you. Beat. It's over. It's over for everybody. Um, What else we got to talk about here? Uh, Thanks to Langston and Ferry and Martin and Pingree for coming on. And Raul Venegas from uh, Song Eagle. Hey, don't we have to take another commercial break? Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, 702-586-757. Give us a call. Let's go to the voicemails. You can call anytime. Leave a voicemail. These are the best of the best. That was. uh, Let's talk a little. Let's talk a little uh, voicemails right now. Yes. um, Pick up the. Um, remainder of the doctorate that wrapped it with me that got accused of killing and eating Jim Morrison's relatives because their Jim Morrison doesn't eat Jim Morrison. The one that was on it, he has to stay on it. And, they, and nothing that I'm doing is sticking because it's wrapped a certain way because I'm a doctor. And Don Gerson's father doesn't get, when do I go to my pussy and look for my hole? He says, no, now I'm just sitting here doing it. Now I'm just getting one and getting it. Oh, what? Fred didn't eat a uterus and make it a sandwich on Heinz? It says Puka has, um, we get crash times now. There you go, everybody. Crazy lady. I had uh, 52 messages in a week, I think, from fans and her. She counts for about 15 to 20 Holy every week. Shit. I get to a point where I get a little tired and I just delete them without listening to them. Oh, don't do that. There could be really good ones in there. I mean, wasn't that one pretty good? No. Jim Morrison and... Vagina. And... Yeah. It's good. Yeah, she's a doctor. 
I don't think she's a real doctor. I don't. Imagine going in to see your doc. Hey, doc. Yeah, I don't think she's a doctor. I need to see some degrees. Jim Morrison doesn't eat Jim Morrison. Thank you. Do you think Do you think some people have gotten on me for playing those like we're being dicks? Because she's obviously got mental health issues. You, you have not said one thing. And you even told, you said, hey, we're not going to call her. No, no. Right. I'm not, no, so no, you've no, actually no, no, no. been cool about it. No, I'm not going to do that. Right. She's got issues. We almost had her on the show and she hung up. I know. But I do mean, you think I'm a dick for playing them? No. Okay. That's great. It's God's gift. I mean, how dare her? Like, I mean, like that person to call any number in the world just calls a number to a podcast show. Do you think she even cares? Yeah. No, it's, I don't know. That's a God gift right there. Uh, all right, let's go. Mathis, listening to your show about the goggles, that's so ridiculous. I think your show is great. I think every, all your content is great. Your co-host is great. Your guest is great. I don't really think you're very great personally, but I do agree with you on this. Rock Tickle's a queer. I mean, come on. Make a decision. Wear some goggles. You don't need a goggle guy on the line with his thumb up your ass and his hand on your balls stroking your cock trying oh. to tell you. Mm. Wow. I, I don't know what this guy thinks of goggles. I've never stroked Tickle's cock, cupped his balls, or thumb any of this. Ass. You've had a thumb up Not for ass. the money you're making. This is not what goggle guys do. I, I, I didn't think that this guy. I, I really wanted to get that clear. So. You what to wear. I mean, give me a break. They're going to blame all this on right a now. goggle guy? Go home. Go lay down, Brock Tickle. You're <laughs> queer. Come on, guy. Stop it. <sighs> I like Brock Tickle. Maybe I shouldn't have played that message. That's what people say. They say if you really like Brock Tickle. On a Tickle. scale from 1 to 10, 10 yeah. being your best friend, where's Brock at? Five. Okay. Yeah, he's not my, you know, we're not bros. Well, where's where JT at? at? Uh... JT's eight. Okay. Nine. Where am I at? Uh, two. I'm a two? Yep. You see me every week. No, you I don't bro tickle. down, though. Yeah, I see Tickle every week. Right. I've bought this motherfucker gifts. Um, Has Tickle I, ever bought you anything? It's. I've never had a problem. I'm, I've talked to Brock and done stuff with Brock, and he's always really cool and polite. Yeah, no, no. And then this shit happened, and it kind of, you know, didn't change my view about him. I'm just like, well, that's kind of weird. Maybe he had a bad day or something, and just, and he hasn't apologized at all? No, I think he feels like I should apologize to him hmm. for blowing him out on the radio. Like, I think that's how yeah, it goes now. Yeah, but this is where it stems from, you know? No, so. I know. I know. So, but, no. All right, let's go. I'm out. Hey, Mathis. I just wanted to say that I, I totally think Watson is full of crap about uh, Brock Tickle and that the whole goggle situation. I, I don't think – I think you were completely in the right. I think your point about uh, – you know, the, the fact that they, they signed the deal going in knowing what you were going to be, knowing what the deal was. So to come back now and act like you've done something wrong is, is ridiculous. And the way one, you thing, one, him, thing, one thing this guy needs to know, though, is Watson. I know Watson knew that I was in the right. But yeah, Watson right. is a bro and has his bros back right. almost to a fault. And that's fine. That's Kenny Watson. That's the life he leads. Here's the thing, too. He's like, going to fight. He's just going to fight for there's it. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. That's what people in this, this world doesn't – they don't understand. It's we're all, we're all wrong at some point. It's just how you react to you being wrong. If if you're wrong, it's like, dude, I fucked up. Like, I went way too far. I had a bad day. My bad. Let's reset. It would have been cool. Fuck you. No, he would have been cool. Yeah. 
I'm a two. Three. I'm sorry. It still hurts. I thought about it. You were three. It still hurts. And like Brock. Yeah. Fuck it. Never mind. Tossing the goggles and switching brands is absolutely fine. Like you had every right to do and say everything you did, and you were spot on. And he 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 agrees. So there you have it. Bye. By the way, Watson doing Kenny's Corner podcast. Unlike Kiefer yeah. and his my- mysterious non-existent podcast, uh, Watson's done one with uh, Shane Bess. He had one with Jimmy Button uh, coming up. Brian Swink mm, and David Villeman may or may not be one, depending if they can make up after Watson insulted Villeman. Um, Seven, but check him out on uh, Steve Mathis show on iTunes. Listen to Kenny Watson's Kenny Corner. Swink's gonna be awesome. Hey, Mathis Joseph. Uh, couple of questions about your ex-friend goggle gig. Um, I, I got my first ex-friends actually when I won a Twitter contest through you, and I just ride pit bikes, but uh, as long as ex-friends in business personally, I will not buy another goggle uh, or a different brand of goggle for the money, especially that ex-friend costs. I think they're far and away the, the best bang for your buck. I like everything about them. They got six styles. Anyhow, um, what, just a couple of quick questions about them. Um, when Rich, does Rich actually go to like China or Taiwan or wherever they're manufactured at to uh, yes. you know, look at the new models and go over different uh, materials and components and stuff like that? Or is that all, uh, does, does he actually go there to, to get everything dealt with the factories that produce it? And then secondly, uh, I hear you a lot talking about how uh, you wash the goggle frame. Are you, uh, do you recycle the goggles that your riders wear? I just assumed you got a big crate, a big pallet of goggles, and, uh, you know, the riders wore them once, and then you gave them away, or you used them yourself, or whatever. You actually collect goggles back from the riders and break them down and wash them and then repurpose them? Uh, if so, do other goggle companies like God or 100%? break this up well, the order of track or what so, hey just, uh, yeah if you could just talk a little bit about your gig and uh what goes on behind the scenes and all that okay. anyhow keep some good work Hope the show. every time a rider hits the track they have a new pair of goggles built for them except in supercross i don't build the riders a pair uh, most goggle guys do but there's a there's a seven minute practice for the first one i don't build a pair for that i just don't I just use the same pair it's seven minutes but sometimes i do if it's muddy or whatever. Uh, but every time they hit the track after that, heat semi-LCQ, their goggles, main event. Each time they hit practice in the Nationals, each moto, they have brand new ones. Everybody recycles the goggles. Um, Oakley probably being the one company that maybe does it the least because they glue their lenses in sometimes. Uh, but everyone recycles them and washes them. You put them in the washer, cold water, delicate with like a, like a baby, sensitive baby detergent. No smell, no whatever. Allergy. What? I don't know. Drift? Ah, uh, I don't know. It's in there. And uh, use that detergent, and I uh, take the lens out, and I have a little Sharpie, and I'll mark them on the inside of the strap to kind of know I'll go about three races 
uh, in a foam and then I'll give them away, throw them away, whatever. So, uh, what is, did I cover all those questions? Uh, yeah. How many goggles do you do per weekend? Depends on how many riders, you know, the depends. average. Yeah. 20. 20 to Thousand. 20 to 25 a weekend. Um, but I love these people that like in the chat room, they were saying too, like, Oh, Matt, let's talk about all this work. It is work. You wash them. You put a lens in them. You peel the sticky stuff off the lens. You put tear-offs on, 14 or 21. Uh, Roll-offs, you tape them up. You build them. You put little mud guards on them. You put a tear, first-turn tear-off. Um, you tighten the strap up. You, I mean, it takes me five to seven minutes to build one pair. And now you 30 minutes and 30, 30 goggles, I mean. It's funny because me, me and Heather were uh, watching the race over the weekend. And do, have you ever seen an Oakley goggle uh, air brake get thrown in the crowd? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They yeah, have. yeah. Because she noticed when we were watching the Oakley goggle guy was like right there to grab the goggle from like Dungy. And well, they're like, ah, give me that goggle. Uh, when they first came out, they were not allowed to throw them out and they were like super secretive. Uh -huh. But now they're out there. Yeah. Oh, okay. But actually, like we talked about this last week, a lot of dudes been having some issues with air brakes been throwing them off like there's some guys that have not even wear air brakes anymore what yeah why yeah, yeah I, I guess they had a fogging issue hmm. something going on with them oh, like there was some issues where guys have gotten out of them really yeah i'll be damned so i mean it's oakley they'll fix it out they'll figure it out you know yeah. um also too saw a photo of martin davalos he's wearing the air brake with a dragon strap really yeah it's yeah so ghetto. it happens it happens i'm just saying it's ghetto like why do that the dragon one's not working for the guy I guess. 100%. Marvin had problems at Unadilla. Shocking. Lens popped out or whatever. So um, everybody's got issues. Everybody's got problems. So. All right. Um, all right. Let's go. What's up, Paul Pumex? Uh First off, I just want to give the, a high five to whoever makes those Racer X remastered. They've been, like, really, really good this year. What's he talking about? My, other que or my question is. Stop. I'll tell you. I know. Um, Racer X has these remastered things for the race, like Utah Remastered. It's a video, and it goes up. You never seen it? It's on the site. The Dirt Rider guy is gonna tell the Racer X guy about something that Racer X is going on. It, it, it's it's a uh, it's a remastered it's a, like uh, okay. you know video that they they do for the event. It's on Racer X. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, I know Jimmy's yeah, I video. I watched Jimmy's video. Jimmy. Jimmy Albertson has a weekly video. Oh yeah, Jimmy Talk. Yeah, Jimmy Talk. Uh, I don't recall this remastered video. It's yeah, they're up. You'll see it on the okay. right. Yeah. All right. I'll keep looking. Dude, that's pretty gnarly. You don't know what that is. <laughs> One time, uh, uh, Weege's like, Weege's like, uh, told me like, hey, Matthews, you need to do Saturday Night Live <laughs> column. And I'm like, what's that? And then An Michael Antonovich from Transworld was telling me what Saturday Night Live is. You know what's funny is like, like what, what the gist of the column is. Right. I. I'm on my, you know, I do so much work with Dirt Rider. I don't go on the site enough, you know? Like, I should go on it more. Well, this so, is what I'm saying about right. Racer X. I get what you're saying. I, I don't go on the site that much because right. I read it behind the scenes yep. if I need to. You've read it so many times, you know what's going up, so you why go on the site. Yeah, and I'm not a big video watcher, like getting back to Cowling's videos and all that. Like, I'm not a, I find it hard to sit down and watch a video, mm. um, especially if, like, if this Racer X remastered you speak of. I was just there. Yeah, see, I'm do not into watch, that. Do I need to watch this? But I know, like for remaster? me, I love moto and dirt bikes so much. I you love Viagra too. I don't love Viagra, yeah. so get that correct. Okay. Um, but I like watching all different kinds of videos. You know? Yeah, like I'll read it. I will read something. Okay. Like no other before I watch a video. Like, uh, 
Bill Simmons' old columns used to be 5,000 words. Monday morning quarterback about the NFL. Like, I'll, I'll read the shit out of that stuff. Before I will sit down and watch a video. I don't know what it is. Call me weird. Yeah. That, like, like, why, do I, why would I want to watch this remastered video when I was there? Right. I yeah, no, it was, actually, right, you're in right, the inside, right. so of course you're not going to want to watch it. Eat that cookie. I'm hungry. I know. We're going to go eat, too. That'll, in and out? That'll, no, we might hit something. Like, I don't eat that crap, but it's Radra? nice to No. Hmm. It is an anniversary, so we might hit that up. Yeah, we got to touch on that before we wrap up. Why we got to touch on we're that? Touching the hell on, happened? We're going to touch. That's what I said when I read that Instagram. All right. Let's go. <laughs> I know this is a JMR uh, Suzuki team, the team that AJ Catanzaro rode for in Supercross, was pushing really hard to get Blake Wharton on the team. Um, I don't think they still are, but... Like, is he ever coming back? And did you have you ever like heard anything about that team trying to get him or anything like that? Uh, I love the show. Hope you can answer it. Thanks, bro. Um, JMR. Hey. Captain Zaro, he said. Yeah. Oh yeah. I met those dudes in Jersey. Or no, I met those dudes in St. Louis when I did some stuff for you. You're thinking of Dirk Candy guys? No. Oh. The Captain Zaro dudes. You know, what I feel bad for like. Lemoyne's team, Jab, yeah. JMR, Dirk Candy. Um, who am I missing? I'm missing some dudes. But there's these guys out there mm-hmm. not getting fuck all from anybody, dumping money into the sport for right. these riders. Cantonzaro, Ronnie Stewart, Lemoyne, and God bless them. But it would be tough yeah. to do that. And you're helping somebody you believe in and you want to help out. You want to make a small difference in this, in this thing. And even I feel like I cover the sport pretty well. We're not getting any love at all um, from Ralph, Jeff, you know, like magazines. Like, it's... It's tough. Yeah. Don't expect much. God bless these guys. That's what I'm getting at. Right. Like, like you guys are the you're true You're doing it because warriors. you love it and you like the guy you're helping, and that's yeah. about what you need to go right. with. Right. Hey, Steve, this is Chris from Northern California. I just got through uh, listening to Kenny's latest uh podcast kenny's corner and i uh, thought he did a really really good job better than keepers he's kind of new to it. it i mean he's no steve mathis the great four-time manitoba champion Thank but you. uh he does a good job he's just got to work on the ums anyways man uh jimmy button uh i remember him when i was growing up watching him race and i remember him getting hurt and it's pretty miraculous that someone with a cervical level neck level uh spinal injury was able to you know, get as far as he did or has. And uh, I don't think he walks totally normal. Uh, but uh, being someone who had a, a spinal injury five years ago, uh, it's it's just inspiring to watch him and, and what he does for the sport with his road to recovery. And uh, he's just a very, uh, he's just a very inspiring guy. And I uh, just wanted to say that, Kenny, great job. Come back to the Popa Mexico show soon. Uh, you are my favorite uh, co-host. Uh, Give super you chin up. You seem a little down lately. I think uh, the Lindsey Jungie thing really got to you. But uh, I think it did too. Kind of coming across a little angry at uh, Steve lately, buddy. Yeah, yes. But uh, just hang in there, man. You know, and just think uh, the bar is not very high because it was previously set by Tit. <laughs> Anyways, love the show, and I uh, look forward to the next Pulp on Mech show and uh, Kenny's Corner. Later. Keep your head up, bud.
That's what the guy wants you to do. Nothing's changed. Like, nothing's changed in the last... I mean, of course, I'm always angry at Steve. Steve says stupid shit, so... Do you listen to the show when you're done with the show? I do, at times. Uh, you know, if I missed an interview, you know, like a ferry was on and the lines were jacked, probably going to go listen to that over again. Other than that, no, not really. I listen to all the other podcasts that he does, though. That's, you know, that's what I really pay attention to. I don't listen to anything. I do. All sucks. You suck, Mathis. If it makes it's you nice, feel better. Nice let's, switch, let's switch chairs here. <laughs> I mean, I would love to because I have it. no faith you would get this thing done. Just like your podcast. That's fucked. That's Viagra is fucked. <laughs> I mean, if it makes you feel better, Steve, I didn't listen to my podcast over again. I just listened to the intro that you gave me, and then I turned it off after right, that. Right, see? I was like... Give, gives on the same way, but... Yeah. All right. I don't need to remember what I said. I don't need to re-listen to what I said. How you doing today? Hey, man. What are you doing today? Did fucking great. Gives his famous... uh, I killed it. (laughs) So, uh, what are you doing today? First question. Oh, grabbing something to eat. Oh, yeah. Maybe there's there's people out there that want to know what you're doing. You just were doing it like you are talking on the phone with her. I was just doing it. Right. I was just doing it. Right. Good. Viagra. Doing it. Just do it. it. I was just listening to the, uh, the Dungey interview. Man, it, you know, it's so interesting to hear him in his non-robotic voice, you know, from the podium. I mean, it's great to hear the, the stories that left me wanting to hear more because the guy, similar to Villapoto, we don't we don't really know uh, as much as some of the other riders in terms of, of you know, what we hear from him. Um, great interview. And also, I just want to make another comment. I, you know, I love listening to these clowns, you know, kind of rag on JT for this Legends race. I mean... It's just unbelievable. I know these guys that are ragging on them have never tried to qualify for a national. It is no joke. And to make a career at it is even is even a is even a much bigger accomplishment. So I just I laugh at these guys that are clowning him for the legends race. He has every right to be there. Um, it, it props to him for doing it. So thanks. Keep up the good work. Hear you, hear you. Hey, Matt, this is Randy from Shanahan, Illinois. Hey, episode 222, some guy called in and said he appreciated your after-moto interviews. You know what? He's the first that ever said it, and, and by golly, I totally appreciate that, too. I mean, there's some insight. You hear him swearing. You get the real story. I don't care how much your ticket costs, how much you have to pay for your trip. It's it's all worth it. It really is the best. No doubt about it. I should say no, no doubt. doubt about it. Thanks. He, Take it easy, he, and I uh, appreciate it once again. He's so. mocking me. Those are, he's, talking, he's talking about the pro circuit post-race interviews. Yeah, I like that. You, you did them for me yeah. uh, when you showed up. But they're a pain in the ass. Really? Well, I don't want to walk around and be like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. I get that part because me as a rider, I felt weird like yeah. asking them, hey. Yeah. And it's hard to come up with. You know, I listen to yours, and it's hard to come up with, okay, we're here. Da, 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 da. It's hard to come up with different shit for every guy. You know, it's like it's yeah, basically almost the same questions. You ask. Sometimes I feel like I was repeating myself, you know what I mean? But, yeah. I mean, you just try to get different stories, you know, from every, different guys. Yeah. Do you think I do a good job at it? Yeah, I do. I, I, I listen to them religiously, and I just like to know inside what's going on from the writers. Oh, right yeah. Sometimes uh, I felt like, like I feel like those are the guys that sometimes have really cool stories. They didn't win or they didn't get on the podium, like. Who knows? But what happened? Like right. you know, absolutely. What I do you think about your race? Like, fuck it. So and you know, you're sometimes you're dealing with some pretty raw emotions too from guys where you're like, oh wow, you know, you're getting a real deal. Yeah, so. when I did that with Eli there at St. Louis, he was he was like, yeah, 
he gave me some good stuff, you know? Right, right. So, so. all right. Hey, Steve. Uh, hey, Gibbs. Uh, this is Andy from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, Gibbs, I just want to say you do a great job. I've been listening since this whole thing started with Steve. And you're great. I love tips too. I love uh, uh, the guy, everybody. All the is, is it really, like does guy. it really count the same though guy. when he says, "Hey, uh, great job, Gibbs! Like you're doing a great job." And that's all awesome. That's all part. And then he goes, "I like tits too." Like he's not a complainer, bro. Like he's, he's free does it mean as much? No, you I know, because now you're like he likes everybody. So you're like, eh. I'd rather have a guy that. It's kind of like what I do. Like I'm like that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone loves yeah. you, Kiefer. Yeah. You I'm go. just very like I'll express my feelings if I don't like you, mm. but it takes a lot for me not to like you. Yeah, like um, who were you talking about on the show one time? You, you surprised me. You came up with some hate for somebody. I don't have hate, Jason. It wasn't Anderson. hate, but what was Jason it? Jason Anderson. Was it Anderson? Yeah. Okay. Just because of what fuck I him. heard that he did, I was like, "Fuck, that's kind of bummed out." And he used to come over for dinner with with you know Sagey and stuff. Right. I was just bummed out. Right. I was a big fan of Sleater, of course. Yep, always. Yep. That's hatred towards Sleater. Not a hatred, but yeah. Really? Well, scale from one to ten. Where's he at? No, nah, he's not worth hating. He's negative. Yeah, whatever. But the point, my point was, uh, um, like, I'm not scared to say that stuff. You're, you're kind of low. I'm not scared. Right. If you ask me point blank questions, I'll answer them. Eddie Ray said, like, dude, I'm surprised how many people listen to your show. Everyone talks to me, texts me, these strange. And then, like, I said to him, I'm like, yeah, dude, because sometimes I'll say stuff about maybe somebody and then i'll kind of get the cold shoulder from them and i'll be like what the fuck and i'll be like oh wait right. i got this big audience and i, I might have made an inappropriate joke about them or you know voice some sort of like sometimes i gotta watch myself yeah or, and that's part of it and everyone's gonna like you i know but i don't think about that always i'm like oh shit i got this radio show right but be, that's what makes it good i know right so this is the cross i bear for you people <laughs> god damn it all right all the hosts, David Bingry, he should, you know, stop it sometime, maybe. Maybe he could try that soon. But um, I just wanted to say this uh, this Godzilla jump, I just love it. It's awesome. I mean, I really dig this track. Last year we didn't get to see its full potential, and uh, this one's really good. So I'm just in the beginning of it on the 451 moto right now. So uh, peace. Love the show. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Hey, Steve, this is Jerry from Steve Valley, and I just wanted to let you know how stoked I am that you are going to be starting a hockey podcast. See? As a yeah. lonely Anaheim Ducks fan in LA Kings territory, I can't tell you how great it is to finally have someone to talk to about hockey, um, because Kings fans don't know anything about hockey. Um, yeah, also, uh, keep up the good work, and yeah, really looking forward to next year. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, Hockey Podcast, Ray Ferraro, coming up a couple weeks. Pop Hockey. You did within, one with him already, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going to do a weekly one. It's oh, coming up. Oh, every week? Every week. Oh, shit, yep. look at you. With Ray Ferraro. PaulPockey.com. Yeah. You got sponsors? Is that what you're calling it? Kinda. Are they different sponsors? Like mm, Kinda. Paul Pocky? I'm working on a couple leads that are totally different outside of Moto. Oh, good. But nothing's locked in. Mm. We're doing it anyways. And I'm just going to hope that somebody sponsors it down the line. If anybody's listening to this and they want to sponsor it, like, this would be perfect for, like, a BTO of hockey. Hockey junk, hockey giant, hockey monkey, total hockey, any of these places. 
but I don't have any connections. I don't know anybody. River City Sports. So you have no connections it? being from Canada. No one. No. Nothing. No. But I'm telling you, it'll. Uh, have you called the guys from FXR? Maybe they know something. Yeah, they turned me down. Oh. Um, th I'm, t I'm telling you, this will be like the modal thing where you give me a code and I'll get the listeners and you'll get business out of it. BTO does a shit ton of business using the Pulp Mex code, and they're very thankful of it. Yep. I think this hockey thing can go the same way. What are you calling so. it? Pop Hockey Show with Ray Ferraro. It's lame, dude. Okay. How's your, how's your pod doing? You're it two. went great. Okay. You're okay. two, bro. Your pod's going one better than Kiefer. Exactly. Fuck off. Okay. I got uh, a guy that wants to sponsor me, bro. Paul Mech Show, BTOsports.com, and Fly Racing. Chris Kiefer in studio. Can we talk about this Instagram before we wrap this up? Oh, yeah. Let's Don't we get. get to take another commercial? No, we're over it. Sorry, commercials. Um, <laughs> Thank you, sponsors. Sorry, sorry everybody. <laughs> uh, you, it's your anniversary. Yes. Right. How many years? Uh, eight. Okay. I, I'm trying to read if it says in this... 8,000-word memo Instagram thing you did. Did you read it all, though? Late. K. Kiefer 120. Um, Here we go. F you, dude. What you got? Let's talk about it. Also, don't overperform in the bedroom on the first go-around. Yeah. Serious. Just give her 80%. Right. <laughs> Ladies, calm down. That is still a passing grade. It is. That way you are not setting yourself up for failure when you are five, seven years deep. And you are not doing all the same shit in the bedroom like you were in year one. <laughs> right. Trust me. Right. Who, who puts, who types this shit? I do. That's interesting shit. And that's real life. This uh, is like. That's real life. <laughs> Understand, dude. Heather, are you, are you on? Yes. Did you help him with this? No. Did you see him do Actually, it? Actually, let me tell you. Oh, fuck. I was sitting at the kitchen table doing his traffic school for him that's due tomorrow. Whoa. <laughs> So <laughs> she got like, an eighty percent. No, made... I got a ninety six. So fuck you, Jesus, Ryan Dungey. <laughs> um, like I like Pookie, right? But I'm not writing this shit. Like I'm not doing this. Here's the deal. I like her, but <laughs> okay. So let me ask you this though. Let me yep. ask you this. Yep. You're five to seven years deep. Mm -hmm. How old? What would you say? Eight. Well, that's his marriage. Five to seven okay, years. Okay. Yeah. Would you say eight for eight you? years married? But I'm with Heather over yeah, thirteen yeah, yeah. years. So I want to ask you though, what are what tricks are you not doing anymore? Because it says here, like, you're not doing all the same shit in the bedroom like you were well, in year one. What have you left out? Okay. So maybe you're not going to go. This is going to get bad. This no, is going to get bad. The so you're setting yourself better. up for. All right. Shh. Everyone calm down. <laughs> Some days you're not going to do oral. When you're going down for a year, you're you're getting down there right right there right now doing it. Okay. And then you're going to flip her and do this all kinds of other shit because you have all this energy. Well, when you're married and you have the same vagina for how many years, you get a little compliant and complacent. And you just chill out. You just do stationary sex, and you go to sleep, and you're good to go. So don't don't blow her mind the first year, okay? Right. And do all this cool shit. You put attention single dudes in all caps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I got a single friend. Dudes are like, oh, man, yeah, I'm just crazy. I'm knocking it out. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm like, you're done, dude. Because five years, she's going to want that, and you're like, I'm over it. So you can't – you got to creep up on that shit, dude. Did, did you proof this before you sent it out? No. I'm okay with it. Are though. you doing the same stuff to Pook when back when you guys first started dating? Look, I mean, come on. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. No, you have to ask you're Pook. not. You have to ask Pook. No. no, you're not. He goes, no, you're not. <laughs> you're Statistical not. facts right here. There's uh, no way. Always communicate even when you don't feel like it, and never go to bed angry at each other. Nope. Uh -huh. I love being married. At Miss 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 Key for 120 has put up with my shit for so long I can't even count. 
Let's face it, fellas. We are selfish bastards. We want to ride, eat, sleep, and quote unquote, you know, that's it. Emoti, emoticon of a crying, laughing person. <laughs> that's all we really need in our lives. Find yourself a woman who does all that for you and give some things back to her that she needs. And you'll be happy as long as you're both alive. Right. Unless you have a pool and the pool boy is ripped and tan, then you're screwed. Right. Here's the deal. Eight year anniversary. Right. And you're putting this out. I just see a lot of married people that are unhappy. I'm like, why the fuck are you guys married then? Don't like be married. friends of yours? Yeah, just in general. Like, you know, and I see these guys dating and they're and then when they hang out with their buddies, they're different dudes. Pookie, come out there. Uh, so yeah. you need to be the same. Like if me and you're broing down, yeah. me and you can bro down the same way with Pookie and Heather, and it's all the same. Do you Heather, do you uh when you when you post something like this? Yes. Are you A happy? B confused or C depressed? Happy. Or D laughing. Well, and, and see, instead of this WCW bullshit, it's like, here's my woman, what's up? You know, <laughs> what kind of voice is, here's my woman, what's up? No <laughs> you know, one says, here's my woman, what's you up? You have to make it, you're on Instagram, right? So obviously you want other people to see it. That's why you're on Instagram. I mean, fuck. Let's call a spade a spade. I want people to look at that and be interested in reading it, not to see a picture of me and Heather flipping the camera off. Let's read about inside of what it's all about. Let's I mean, make it entertaining. Let's not just say, my woman's the best. She got big tits and I love her. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? There's no. some idiots that do that. I mean. My ride or die bitch. Yeah, screw that <laughs> shit. Who says ride or die bitch? You live in I've Vegas. A lot of really? people yeah. say ride or die. SoCal people, bro. Pookie, do you wish I would do this kind of shit? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 I Suck wish it. You You've never WCW'd mm. me ever. Yes, I have. One time on my birthday. Adam's done it more. There we go. But you know what would be even better? That's like, let's true. say you did do that and gave some insight about Dude, Pook, not, about your relationship. No, I got a green card. We married. I need a green card. Not we got married. Bullshit. What? Not as much insight as Kiefer, but a little insight. <laughs> I'll back down on the insight, like back it. <laughs> Just dial it down a little bit. There's Kiefer insight, which is like wide open, and then yeah. Right. The thing is, is I see. Honestly, some... we both saw this today, and we're like. Laughing. No, I wasn't. No, I not cool. laughing like, like, I'm laughing like, oh, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> you're, you're laughing like, oh, this Kiefer it's so guy. Kiefer, but right, I like it. right. I it's so Kiefer. Cute. Right. But see, he's There's like a... that all the time. Marriage, although not easy, can work if you do some of the following. <laughs> oh, what's up with that voice? It's a tough world these days. <laughs> I did not say that. Oh, no. Marriage, period. It's a tough word these days. Yes. Well, it is. Statistics say over 50% of the world is not down with one partner for the rest of their lives. Right. Well, just cheat, if you know what I mean. No, Ashley <laughs> Madison here. <laughs> I just... People got to follow kkeefer120 on Instagram for these kind of things. And then you'll see a picture of Heather in her panties. Or her butt shot. <laughs> yeah. A butt shot. Uh, like whatever, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. If you scroll down on Heather's, there's a thumb shot that... of Kiefer. Chris. I've calmed down on the periscoping. We've we've minimized that a little bit. I don't even want to know what was going on with that. <laughs> I haven't seen it. But I don't know if I want to. The deal one, guy, one guy said best thing I've read in a while. Right. <laughs> Suck it, Steve. Well, You're the writer. The, the thing is, it's genuine, and there's humor there, right? And, and, and everything that you're reading is true, Steve. And it's not the same bullshit that you always read. 
When you say mm. most think they are, but then the big D comes into play with you, I thought big D means dick. No, no dick. Big divorce. Divorce. Right. Honestly, but you being you, I'm like. All right. Well, it could go either way. That's dick. <laughs> big D. And big. some of the poll fans put that in there. Like, we Did thought they? that was the other way around. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. Well, all right, Pookie, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to. Yeah. I'm going to try to do this for you. Yeah, be a little romantic. I'm just trying yeah. to give some insight to some of these younger dudes that that are just trying to do this stuff, and they're two different people. I want to know, though, after five years, what did he finally just pull out? Like he had a trick just in his back pocket for five years, and he just laid it on her. Want me to tell you? <laughs> yeah. I found where so her So five years, he's like, I'm just holding this. Hey, right. check this out. <laughs> Hold in this. Two Hold more on. years, yes. I'm just going to really yes. let her have oh it. Oh, my God. I am going to just. <laughs> yeah. Heather's vagina is like a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> they all are. Dude. It took me a long time. Like other chicks, I'd be like, bam, no problem. Four or five minutes, OGs, hand them uh, up. Here Let's comes Kiefer coming out on the show. Okay. Like, weird again. Heather's, there's a spot, and I found it one day, and I'll never forget the rest of my life. <laughs> and I'll be in that spot for the, the rest of our lives. <laughs> so I crept on it. Hey. The sun was shining. I gave it 80%, Angels. and now I'm in that 100 percentile, man. So let me just tell you, how good do you feel when you make your wife when you are with your woman, act the same way like you would when you were with your boys. We, no, I, don't I don't know about that one. I do, do that. that. Yes. Right. I do that. I right. tell you to fuck off all the time, hey. all that kind of stuff. Mathis. Uh, this way she knows how you really are, and you will not have to change up your program. Right. Don't change you your program up. Don't change your program. If she's not down with that, then she will bounce. She's going to bounce. <laughs> Slow down that rebound. Here's yeah. the deal. We'll get, who's a relationship expert? I, he's like a regular. It's Kieferisms. Uh, that's what everyone tells us. Kiefer is Kiefer yeah. is, yeah. isms. I've known Kiefer for how long? How long is it? I've, I've known you Only about a, a couple year. months. A year? Yeah. You've taught me shit. Right. Uh, you've seen. I see you maybe once every couple weeks. You said to... the same thing about Watson. No, I didn't. <laughs> Here's <laughs> the deal. Different things. What, yeah, Watson showed me other shit. Kiefer's actually how like sat me down. How good do you feel when Pookie goes to completion? How good do you feel? You feel great, yeah, right? Is it, is it like a is it like a moto Small win? Don't worry about my completion. Is it like a moto win? <laughs> Feel tired. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> I feel tired. I feel tired. No, it's not like a moto win. It's not at all like that summer cross win at all, right? Really? There. No. See, I feel like it's the same. I, like, this is the. You. This is the. I can't figure out if this Instagram is weird, <laughs> creepy, romantic. I think it's everything it's, rolled into that's it. That's exactly what everything. I was going for. It's that's weird Kiefer. and creepy and romantic. That is Kiefer. Almost like. Holding a knife to a chick's throat and telling her that you're Whoa. meant to be together. <laughs> That's a little bit Weird, off. creepy, and romantic. I wasn't I going there. You know you've always loved me. You know you've always loved me as you hold the knife to her throat. Like, it's all the same. Tell me you love me. All right, everybody. That's Chris Kiefer, our Publimex host. Yes. Just keep it real with the woman when you start dating her. <laughs> yeah, precious. You know, don't be someone you're not. And also, too, it's, a, it's also, too, a little bit of a dick move. Doing that because we're friends, mm -hmm. and Sutherland is your buddy, mm -hmm. and whoever else your your friends are with, right? They see that shit, and now you're making your buddies look bad because the chicks are like, "The fuck, motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> like, where's my long Instagram post? So you're kind of a dick to the other right. bros. You're um, you know what I'm doing? I'm just like Dungey. I'm making you step up your game. You got to step it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not for you guys, for Heather. Yeah, but. The other wives are reading his Instagram going, well, why can't you be more like Kiefer? Hey, if you look like me, which ain't very good, you got to be a little bit funny, dude. And, you, how I, long, I, and, I, and how long did you keep Heather's G-spot secret like this? From... 
I think I'm the only one that knows where it's at. It's buried mm-hmm. away. Five years in, I'm going to unleash it. Gonna it's like unleash the Kraken. 16 months, four days, and 40 hours. <laughs> that oh, one thing. And she is going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pendulum in my bed. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Uh, all right. I wanted to address that Instagram post. I can't. I can't. Oh, yeah. It was like, uh, it's good. That's what I said after reading it. I'm just like, what? I showed Pookie or did, well, how, how did we talk DBs about it? with the thing. Oh, his thing. snail? Yeah. Look like a. Yeah, I don't think that's cool at all. No. Because his, his girlfriend is behind there. So you're basically yeah. saying, this, this is, is her. See, that, DV knows what's up. See, he's throwing it out there. right? He's like, here it is. You don't like me? I'm showing your vagina. Boom. <laughs> What? That's money. What? What That's now? money, though. Yeah. Money can only do that. And DV has money. Did I? Did we text about it? What did we say? You sent it on our group stack and just said, uh, Kiefer's Instagram, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, and I couldn't read the whole thing because I was at work. So then on my lunch break, I'm like, I'm going to go read the rest of Kiefer's post. <laughs> and it took an hour. An hour later, you're like, oh, fuck, okay. I forgot what the message was, but. Hey, I couldn't get it across about, in a sentence. Something about Big Sorry. D and something about. There's a lot right. of love. A lot of love. Well, of love. I want to see some. That's for, that's for you Thank and your you. Instagram. Thank happy you. Happy anniversary. Yeah, Thank I can't you. believe you Thank came you. up here. You should have bailed. I would have. If you would have said, "Hey, it's my anniversary. I'm out." I would have. Well, he's actually a day early. It's show, not till Mathis. tomorrow. Right. Oh, it's anniversary. He likes Eve. to do things a day early. My birthday's a day early. Really? Our anniversary's yeah. a day early. Maybe we can read all about it. Why you choose to do that next <laughs> tomorrow? I can't wait. <laughs> Oh. There'll be a picture of my ass tomorrow on his Instagram. No, we'll Were you okay that. with that? I don't care. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, as long as it's not overboard, right? Yeah. I'm I mean, not going to show her nothing, bare butt. Nothing really. You got a lot of new followers from that, right? That's what you were saying? <laughs> yeah, it's she already did. blowing up. Sometimes she's at work and she's did you post something on me? I'm like, why? She's like, I got like 12 <laughs> new followers. <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, and and in, I think coming up here, uh, we're going to get you in the booth. Yes. At, uh, at Sapphires. Yes. Yes. We got to tell him about it. You should tell him about that. I think I did. Oh, okay. No, didn't you I? didn't. No, no. That no, was off air. you just said somebody offered to. We got a guy or... in Vegas here who knows a guy at Sapphires who said that. Uh, same guy who gave me the Tyler Bozak jersey, Dude, by the Kiefer's way. He's got the goods. Yeah, Heavy D. He said Kiefer's voice was phenomenal. That's right. And he knows strip clubs inside and out. You are well, going to get to go. You're going to go. Live my dream. You live your dream mm-hmm. at Sapphires one night. And then me and Heather yep. are going to live our dreams. Yes. Cocktail titty waitress. City. Oh, okay. Titty City. Nice. And uh, I gotta make money first, so then we can pay right. for the Titty City. <laughs> when is this going down? Three hundred dollars. It's very expensive. Right. So Keep I'm gonna her. do a little uh, stripper <laughs> announcing for you're, the this ladies. Is happening. You're going to go behind the booth and yeah. drop in Destiny, Mercedes. That's right. Maserati. <laughs> Destiny. Jay. And we're gonna film it, and yeah, we'll figure it out. I don't know when. We'll, we, we don't have a day it. for this? I got to be no, there. No, we got to figure it out. $10 lap dances, that's right. $10 lap dances. <laughs> uh, it's 20 Lal. Thanks to... Uh, <laughs> thanks oh, to... look at Willie. Fuck it. He's climbing up on the chair. He wants to be on the that show. That guy's going down. Uh, Jeremy Martin, Tim Ferry, Grant Langston, David Pingree. He, yeah, he came through. It's he good. did. It's good to see. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, and Raul Venegas from uh, Soaring Eagle about the Edge of Summer race this weekend uh, in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. You're out, Pookie? Yeah, I got to go. Thanks for Jerk off. I'm going to write a big thing tomorrow. Thanks for the tomorrow. cookies. All right. Yeah, thanks for cookies. Thanks. They were delicious. Thanks, Pookie. Yeah. All right. You're welcome. She's out. Later, Pookie. Pookie is her, out yeah. of the building. What? You better write her a good Instagram What'd post. you give you? What is that? Oh, yeah, stickers. Oh, stickers. F you, dude. That's a sick. F you, dude. You know what I'm going to do? 
Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pay Kiefer Wait. 20 bucks to write me an Instagram <laughs> post. Hold on. That's a good one. What if we do that? Fuck it. No, nah, we have those. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Chris Kiefer, thank you, man, again, for reals coming in. Appreciate it. Thank uh, you we're for off having ne- us. We're off next week. Oh, wow. And uh, then we'll be back in for a couple, and then we're off, and it's kind of an off season, so we'll figure out our schedule. How's your co host uh, looking from there? coming up? Co host uh, Tyler Bowers and Brady. Nice. His chick uh, in a couple weeks. Then. No. Eddie Ray. Okay. Then Tyler Bowers and his chick. Sweet. JT coming up in studio. Hopefully you're back. Antinap's coming up. Got some good stuff coming, though. That's good. Yeah, bro. Maybe by that time, your podcast will be up. Shootouts are coming after shootouts. 2016, Kiefer's podcast. Look for January 2016. <sighs> Thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate it. Thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks for our guests. Thanks to Swizzcore. Thanks to Moser. Gibbs, thank you, bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate uh, it. Happy week off next week yeah. on Monday. I may be here anyways. <laughs> just come in and hang out. We're yeah. not going to be here, so there'll oh, be nobody I'll, home. I'll just hang out with the dogs. Right. I'll make and, my podcast, maybe. Probably yeah. not. Probably yeah. not. And uh, we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Thanks again. See ya. See ya. Bye. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Concho. <laughs>